Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deep Fried Thoughts Podcast where we talk about all things currently frying on my mind. This episode's guest is Nick Bonney. Uh, I've been talking with Nick for, well, probably a couple years total, but uh try to get him on for a couple months, uh, specifically when the uh, Uvalde uh, shooting took place. We started talking about some things and I wanted to get him on here to, to share a little further from his experiences in uh, high stress situations, we'll call it. Uh, the rest you'll have, to, you'll have to listen and find out. But anyway, just wanted to thank you guys uh, for your support thus far. And I really hope you guys are enjoying the changes that we're making. Uh, and I appreciate the feedback I've been getting from some of you uh, as far as like the length of episodes and things like that. And also uh, frequency and guests, topics, all that stuff. Please reach out if you have any any thoughts uh, in that department. Also, please go check out and support the podcast if you're interested in American-made clothing or Patriot clothing and different supplies like that, uh, you can go to lionsnotcheap.com. They just launched a women's, uh, new women's line uh, called Queen, Queen Clothing, I believe it was. I was checking it out. There's some, there's some cool stuff in there. Um, like I said, 100% American-made, Patriot-style clothing. Uh, if you are interested in any of that, be sure to use Deep Fried Thoughts in the uh, in the checkout to get 10% off, and that does help us out greatly. So anyway, without further ado, here we go. Deep Fried Thoughts, mmm, the best podcast. Deep Fried Thoughts, don't worry, we're working on a better intro. All right, dude, so welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's uh, I've been trying to do this for a while. Kept yeah, the... I was trying to think when the that school shooting was. Was that how that far was back? Like last was it... fall, right? Which one at this point, right? Yeah, I yeah, hate to even true. Say it, but... that, No, I know which one that was, because that one's still ongoing. <laughs> that was the school shooting in Texas. Yeah, dude, that was still crazy. Have they? I, you know, what, I like most people probably stopped following that. Did they ever bring charges on any of those officers, or did they get fired? Uh, I think so. It's Uvalde. Yes. So, actually, speaking of Matthew McConaughey, that's Uvalde. Uh, I'm trying to think, I think the last I saw, the one guy, like, kind of doubled down. The sheriff, I want to say, or the chief, kind of doubled down and said that there was already students dying inside, and they didn't need anyone dying outside. I believe. That's not the exact quote, but I actually think, no, I gotta look this I up. think it's very close to him. That's almost the exact quote. For, for those of you listening, we're talking about, if, I mean, just to bring up your memory up to speed, as this is the shooting where we saw the videos of people, well, officers, right? It was mm-hmm. like a ton of them out in the hallway yeah. while kids were being executed. They were in there. They had already breached the building. And uh, a parent made it inside during all that. Yeah. While that was oh, taking got place. His, got, got his kids out, yeah, right? Yeah. Another parent, daughter, I think. Oh, yeah, another parent just made it past into the school mm-hmm. and then were removed. The the one clip, and I know this is subtle, not maybe not that big of a deal, but it's something that just stuck in my memory was watching one of them while kids are being executed, go over to the um, the, hand the Purell sanitizer. and yeah, pour out some hand sanitizer. He's washing his hands, and I'm just thinking to myself like, like you absolute scumbag, you absolute yeah. scumbag. And I know it's easy to look at somebody in that position and be like, oh, if I would do it. To-. I don't know, but so, I I'm not trained. In that, uh, my job isn't to do that. Now, that's like me saying, you know, it's easy to say that, but if I, if I was a Sprint employee and someone came in to fix their phone, I can very confidently say I would go ahead and fix their phone. Yeah. You know, if somebody got irate, let's say, let's add a little danger. If someone got irate, I used to work in a Sprint store in Center City. We'd have drug addicts come in all the time acting irate. I had no problem intervening with that because I worked there. And if I was, you know, leader, shift leader, something like that, it's, kind of my responsibility to keep yeah. other customers safe but it's your job like you it's just my said job. and that's on a lower level but i mean you just you have to do what your job is correct so 
coming from a background that I come from where I was a volunteer fireman for a long time, like I kind of have now not that type of situation. That is a dynamic, the thing shooting back, the threat shooting back at you. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different than the stuff I did. But uh, October 1st, 2010, we had a big uh, hurricane here and we flooded out. We went on like 17 water rescues that night, I think, and we went online for three. What do you so, mean online? So I physically was hooked up and put into the water for three water rescues. Oh, that's crazy. In one eve, like one night. Like wait, I got, so hold on, wait. We got to back because I'm not about this. So you were hooked up from what? So I had ropes. You know, you'd be in your, your vest. But were you on a boat? Uh, two times on a boat. One time just walking from tree to tree in chest deep water. Oh, and just like rehooking yourself? Well, I have my rope on myself on my back. So I have a crew with a rope on the dry land. Okay. And I'm going from tree to tree through the woods to this guy to get to him on his car that got swept off the road. Actually, you'll probably know the spot. You know where Snyder's Ace Hardware is in Aston on 452? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right behind there, that bridge? Yeah. People get we're getting plucked off of that constantly. Because they crazy. come around the corner over the bridge. It's in blind. The water comes right to the blind spot. By the time you realize what happens, you're 30 feet in and you're gone. And it just swept you away. That guy actually had stuff in his car because it was the second time he had done that to himself. Oh, what so do you he mean, like stuff vest. to help him? He had a vest, like a, <laughs> a, a bright vest. He had a hockey stick and he had rope. That's actually good because if he if it's the second time and he had nothing to prepare for, and he, yeah. we can make fun of him. Um, that guy, after all that, we went through the chest deep water. That guy actually refused transportation. Someone picked him up out of the ambulance and drove home with the person and just left. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, who wants that? Uh, what is it called? The unscheduled... Yeah, it's like $1,000 for crazy. the trip. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I've, I have one of those, but I got out of it. I got out of my because of the volunteer fire thing. But uh, so the Uvalde thing, so I've done that all in Check one night. Check your privilege, okay? Yeah, I know. Check your privilege. Uh, so I had another call that night, which was two people tried to drive their Prius out their own driveway, which, you know, you know where your driveway is. Mm-hmm. There's about six foot of water on their driveway. I'm not sexist. I just want to know, were they male or female? It was a husband and wife. Okay. But, so this story gets a little more gravy for that Relax towards the people. end. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we that was in a boat. Went online with my crew. Got Eth- to the ethnicity. car. Uh, they were just two uh, white people. White people. Okay. Uh, which will come up. You'll, you'll, you wouldn't have to ask that once because then you'll be like, ah. I was hoping there'd be some more funny elements to nah, that. No, no. Okay. It, it does get funnier, actually. So... But this actually it revolves around the Uvalde thing of pulling up, looking at a scene, and being like, and I was a lieutenant at the time, so I was an officer, and being asked by the senior officers, like, hey, you sure you want to do this? Because this is dangerous. Like, we were in a serious danger zone. Like, this was not a, it was a swift, a real, true swift water rescue. Which, in the is fire... Is this based on the current? Yes. Okay. Because it was ripping. I mean, there should be, so it's Ridley Creek. It should be within its... We were probably 50 feet out of the bank at that point because it's like a low basin. But uh, swift water rescue is the most dangerous thing you can do because fires go out. You know, I mean, you put water on a fire, it goes out. Water, in a swift water situation, doesn't really care about trees, logs, cars, gas tanks, whatever. And uh, these people decided to drive their Prius into it. So we got down to them... And unbeknownst to me, at the time, there was a pond underneath of them. They were hung up on a rock, and there was a pond sitting just in front of where they were hung up. So I had a 10-foot pike pole as, like, my push 
so I okay. could maneuver my boat because I was on a rope with a rope team let, letting us into this thing, and then we we're going to go over to the bank. Okay. Well, there was no bottom. Well, after the water went down, because so there's a pond. So I'm in six foot of water, you know, six, seven foot of flood water with a 10 foot pond. So it's 17 foot of water. Yeah. But uh, that was one of those situations where we got out there. We got ourselves finally situated, got the woman onto the boat. And the man was just panicking. And they were worried about, you know, their purse and this, that, and the other. Like, you're getting ready to drown. So and she's worried about her purse. Are they, are they in the vehicle when you approach them? At this point, them, they're, they standing, on top? they're standing on the, they have the door open, they're standing on the uh, rocker. Gotcha. And the car is like out of 45 on a rock. And the car is oh, just. Oh, so, okay, so the car is about to flip and there's a current pushing Well, the it. car was about to turn and go. Turn and go. Yeah, it was hung on a rock. Okay, this is a different situation than I was picturing. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like, like imagine like a car like this. Yeah. Has, the mic's a rock and the car's sitting there and they're kind of standing in the driver's door. Yeah, that's terrifying, dude. So I went onto the vehicle to make sure I could get the man back onto our boat. At this time, we got hung up. One of our guys got hooked into our line, was going to zip line to us, and got tangled as he got down to us and was drowning. So I shoved the guy off the uh, car into the boat. He starts freaking out. I can't swim. I can't swim because he fell into the water. My guys had already hooked him up. It was fine. And they left me on this car. Because they had to save our guy that's drowning. That's that's Yeah. Were you hooked on the, the line still? No, no. Really? I'm just hanging out on this car by myself. That could move. Mm-hmm. Okay. And because uh, it was kind of like, you know, it was me or them, you yeah. know, and that's not how we rolled. So I'm like, hey, yeah, you know, you'll come get me, like, later. Which they did. A couple hours later, water changed a little bit. They got a different attack plan, and a couple of my buddies came and scooped me up with a different boat. Left you out there for a while, huh? Uh, like four hours. Oh, my goodness. Dude. I drove to Bloomsburg at, so that all took place. I got home at like 11. I took a nap. I drove to Bloomsburg at like 1. I was dating a girl in Bloomsburg. We got in vans, drove to the Yakagani River, and went whitewater rafting for the weekend <laughs> for like a scheduled trip that I already paid for and stuff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, right back in it. Dude, and then like to deal with the like college-age whitewater rafting people who were like, this is so dangerous. Like, you don't understand. And they're like, so this is a tree branch in the water. Does anyone know what this is? And I'm like, yeah, it's a strainer. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, so when the water goes behind a rock, it's going to be a still spot. Does anyone know what that's called? I'm like, yeah, it's an eddy. And they're like, all right, dude, what's your deal? <laughs> it was pretty good. But like, for the, that brings us to the Uvalde thing. Like, I've been in a semi-dynamic situation like that, where it's like, is it me? Or is it you? You, know, you could have been the guy. Like, I have to decide. And that's part of your job. Because you're trained for that, right? It's not like you were thrown into this mix. No. No, you're trained. That's what you are there to do. Mm. And it's just, so to us, watching them guys do that was just heartbreaking. And then they hear the excuses afterwards. And it's just like, so I've, you know, I have law enforcement in the family. And I've talked to them. And when they're not wearing their gear and they're not wearing their badge and they can talk and open their mind up, they're very unhappy. Like that took place. But I also get to ask, hey, what are your rules? When are you allowed to go in? Who do you have to listen to? And I've gotten the answer, that's not how it works. They're yeah, like, I mean, I'll give up my job. That's I'll give saying. up yeah, my that's career. How I picture. They're like, that's okay. someone's kids. Yeah. They're like, I can get a different job someday. And it, you hear it. You hear, I, I don't know what that sounds like. I, I, I've heard people get shot 
hearing a moan. I've seen people get hurt. Like, we all know what it sounds like to watch somebody in pain. But, like, this is a little different. And it's, and it's a child. And you're the one to help. I just, I just, there's just no scenario in my mind where I think in any realm, let alone being armed and having backup, having having guys with me, I can understand if I was alone and I tensed up and I'd probably have to live with myself forever because of the two like shots the that went off before I entered in. That old you, security guard in Florida did that. He paused up outside at a major, major stone. stone? Uh, I can't think, I can't think, remember all the names. I'm not that good. Uh, the one with the kid now that goes on. I, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. That oh, that kid. I hate him. I, he's such a loser. Yeah. And I, I, it almost makes me not even. So feel that old bad security guard time. there froze up. Like, all right, yeah. cool. You, you're a single old dude who's just like, you're not really in it anymore. You're not in your prime. You're not a 35 year old strapping young lad who's in, you know, on his Instagram benching. Like, I'm sure if one or two of them cops probably was knowing police officers. And it's like, you guys don't have an excuse. You froze. You, you were cowards. Oh, like accept it. Own it. Own it. Yeah, we were cowards. I mean, what's the point? I mean, I wouldn't want to admit to something like that. But it really doesn't even matter about them just like, accepting it. But why? Why is it? Who's defending this? At well, this what point? are they doing as their job right now? That's what I'm saying. Like, what if you're in your vault and you call nine one one? Yeah. What do you expect? Who's coming? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that'd be a valid argument of why I took a situation into my own hands if I lived there. Well, I, I mean, I at this point in time, it. I think that's your only option. Yeah, But that's also the thing that I think is our option at all times. People seem to think, like, that they can't do anything. And, and I know the laws restrict us a lot, and that's depending on where you live. And sorry if you live in an area like that. I refuse to live in Jersey because of that. If somebody gave me a beautiful mm-hmm. home and I never had to work and everything I could ever want, but it was in New Jersey or California or New York, I wouldn't take it. I don't want it. I have no interest in it. That My values and my morals are... And my life is, is is rated much higher than these material things. Anyway, saying that, it's like worry about that stuff afterwards. You know, worry yeah. about the laws afterwards. If it's if it's actually life and death. Now, if you just want to shoot somebody, as you know, the the left leaning uh, community or anti gun people like to claim that you know people with guns that are, are just waiting to kill somebody. I mean, I don't know. I, are you? Do you ever feel like that? No, and the other, I I don't know where this mindset like comes laws. from. Like people don't even understand some of the laws. Yeah. Like like you're saying, like the different states. Like yeah, Jersey's rough. Jersey's rough. You basically got to keep running, and then when they come and attack you, you got to try and wiggle out. But it's yeah. like you have a gun in your hand. It's like when can I fire it? And that's the cool thing with PA. It's like you step over that threshold, you've entered the castle. I've thought about that with all Game different on. things. I mean, there was a state. I wish I knew it for this. We're saying this right now, but there's a state that recently just made it so that if a police Indiana. wrongfully enters your home, you can sh- open fire on them, which is crazy because why did that have to be made a law? Yeah, I mean, cops often, and it's not reported on all the time. It's funny. People think, oh, that never happens. They, they don't... It's there's so much that goes on that isn't reported on unless they want you to be outraged about it. So you just go look it up. The yeah. amount of wrongful... Um, Enters into people's, or what is it called? Um, like search warrants where they mm-hmm. go to the wrong address Constant. or based on bad evidence and they get in there and, and shoot the dog right off the bat or injure somebody is is insane. But the problem is you don't hear about those ones. No. You just hear about the ones they want you to hear about, like the Breonna Taylor one. Yeah. Like that wasn't a bad warrant. That wasn't a bad shoot. No. Like, but yes, you have the other side of it where yeah. they're just kind of doing whatever they want. Well, you know the... Brianna Taylor's boyfriend fired at the officers mm-hmm. down the hallway. Yeah, down the hallway, and then they... and I was glad that that was actually brought up, not to make him look bad. My thought was, 
Yeah. I mean, if he didn't hear what they said, I mean, I don't know your opinion on this, but if if his claims, and I, ha- I have to give him benefit of the doubt, I'm not him, he claims that he did not hear them announce themselves, which I think is likely. If, if she was sleeping, if, I, if he's sitting there, who knows what he was doing beforehand? So you the know, other if, f- the flip side of that, though, is that guy knew what he was doing. What do you mean? He knew he was a criminal. You know what I mean? Wasn't wasn't that the wrong place though? No, wasn't they he were, not they the were actual go, guy? No, that's the guy they wanted her. They I wanted. thought it was somebody else that she was dating or something. There was so much crap that came out of that, like the Dude, the rental was, car in her name running with drugs the dead body and stuff. It sounds like. Do you remember that? No, I didn't hear that. One of her ex boyfriends rented a car in her name, and they found the car with a body in there. Oh, I never heard that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard the one where she was like moving stuff around for the guy. Okay. And then it's, I, I I don't know, man. That there's whole, so many of these stories. They they well, the problem is you'll never know the truth. Yeah, like even no. if you if you ask the cops, they'll be like, "Yeah, we came in, we did our job." Okay, but maybe he also didn't get in trouble for that though. Firing the police, he didn't get like attempted murder really? or nothing. No, he was let go. Well, on that. See, that's the kind of stuff they like was, focused on her. Yeah, and now no one got to hear the rest of it. So I forget that the but basically he he was justified in firing back according to the courts. It's either Indiana or Illinois that passed that law. One of those two. I just saw that. It was crazy. I was like, "That's that sounds That's good. That's actually old. Not that I want to ever hurt an off. Like, it, it's not about that. It's about why would you restrict anybody's ability to protect themselves? Well, the other thing is, why are you going into houses if it's not perfect? Exactly. Like, if you come into my house, there's a gun next to the bed. And my friends know if they come in, like the ones who know where the key is, you have to announce yourself. Like, hey, red meat, I'm here. Like, all right, hey, man. Like, cool, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to go back to bed now. Yeah. But you come through the door, you're not supposed to be there, especially because I know the rules. Like, I know that if someone comes on my property in Pennsylvania and they touch me or threaten me, that I can go hands-on. I don't have to worry about really getting Mm -hmm. in trouble. Like, I'm good. I'm covered. You're on my property. We're having at it. It's just I don't think people really realize how much personal liberty you do still have Mm -hmm. for defending yourself in your home in this state, at least. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I So I do service work. I'm a service tech uh, for water conditioners. And I often will go into homes that, you know, they called up and said, hey, nobody will be home. Just go in. And I'm always knocking ahead of time. But yeah. there's been, just because I'm like, I, I don't know, just whatever. I'm comfortable doing it, but I just always want to make sure nobody else is home. But the amount of times I've gone in there and just somebody had randomly come out of the basement and be like, oh, I didn't know you were here. I'm like, oh well, that's a great response to finding a man in your basement, right? Because <laughs> especially and and not nothing personal, but yeah. if I come out and you're standing in my house with yeah. you know my electronics or something in my in your hands, I'm gonna be like, what do you do? The, that guy shouldn't be standing right yeah. there right now. Now most times they're like, oh yeah, okay, I knew you were coming, or I didn't realize you were here, but they were expecting it. Uh, but there's been a few times where somebody just heard, an, I mean, like very few, where somebody heard a noise, hello, and you hear that like. Yeah. Very questionable, almost like, should I be scared? I'm like, hi, you know, it's Garmin from you know such and such. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was told to come in. Is that all right? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I bring that up is the thought always goes through my mind in those scenarios of like, well, I'm really glad that person wasn't like really gung ho to like come down here with a gun in my face <laughs> to find out who's in the. Well, basement. that also kind of you have to kind of think about when you're in your house. What can you hear? And how long is that person in your house before you know they're in your house? Then you call 911. And now you're waiting for that response time. Oh, there's not a chance I'm waiting for 911. Not you, but I mean the average yeah, the average person. It's kind of weird. And it's and I only say that cuz I'd want the upper hand. It's not that I'm looking for it. It terrifies me like do you ever clear your house? Do you ever practice? So, my house is very small. Yeah. 
Um, and you can almost clear my so, house. So you can clear that. it a lot of times. Yeah, basically. Like, time. Yeah, <laughs> like there's only one room, like maybe two rooms that someone could hide in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, plus I have cam. Like one of the first things I did was buy cameras for indoors, for out well, okay. my entrances. Okay. So outside, climbing through my nine foot bedroom or my nine foot bathroom window, which you need, I need a six foot step ladder to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really, there's no way to get in my house without being on camera. So it's not something I've, I honestly haven't thought it's about. It's almost it. the same here. Yeah, like I haven't thought about it, but I don't think there's any way to get in. Mm. So that's kind of nice. But yeah, plus I live on my own too. So it's like I know where everything is all the time. Like I know how I left the things. I don't mm-hmm. do like if I came in and something's misplaced. You have, you have no wife to blame it on? I have and no dog. And I no blame cat. my wife on everything that's missing. And then it's always in one of my drawers or in my backpack or my truck. And you're like, ah. As long as I don't find it in front of her, I'm good. I don't have to admit to it. Yeah. I think that's just a part of life. Yeah, I'm, uh, I am I like living on my own, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you could use the help. Yeah. Hey, hey, enjoy it while you can. Yeah. How old are you now? 32. 32? Yeah, it's about that time. But I also don't have to worry about clearing the house or when I'm not home, you know, someone being there that could get in the house and now I can't defend them. Stuff like that. I, I didn't really worry about that stuff until I had kids. Really? Um, like, not, not to this level. I always had protection, you know, uh, from, I think, the majority of my life on my own, or, you know, up until being married, I think I've had something. Um, but, yeah, with the kids, it was more like I need plans. I need to really, like, really think about what I would do. I changed up, like, the, the gun that I would use to make sure that it had the least amount of chance of just blowing through walls. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was like, well, I, you know, I should be thinking about that anyway for my neighbors, but really thinking about it for the kids. Um, you know, it's something I think a lot of people don't think about too. Um, and it didn't come to my mind until recently was when you shoot a gun at the range and you're practicing, you always have ear protection on. You shoot one shot without it or you forget, which I've forgotten before. It'll affect you for days. And I mean, uh, Adam, you know, has tinnitus now from somebody shooting next to his ear. I've grown up hunting. So like ear protection isn't a thing when you hunt. So. Oh, you For don't me, wear anything? I don't wear anything. Is that is that like an odd thing? Do people? No, that's normal. Now you can't. There is a lot of stuff you can wear now, and like uh, we have. So like you probably have them for the range, the ones you can hear everybody talking on at the I range. Love it. it keeps everything at the same level. So guys do wear those when they hunt. Okay. I can't. Like I, I, I like to hear. I grew up listening, so I'll sit in my tree stand archery hunting, and I might you know lean back, close my eyes, and just sit there and listen. Have you ever used them? Uh, I've only used them at the range. Okay. You know, my brother has them. I've used them at the range, and we like them because I can we can listen to other people talk. And yeah, we get yeah, to laugh yeah. about it. I like I like using them in the woods. Like when we go out shooting outdoors, like at like our the the property we go to, mm-hmm. um, it's nice. You can actually hear it raining like several minutes before it comes. That's pretty cool. Um, but you can hear like all different things in the woods around you, like in between shots. It's it's pretty cool. I would imagine for hunting that might be a benefit. Yeah. Like hearing, you can hear little things like twigs breaking of something moving around. And yeah. Rustling. I don't know. It could be worth trying. I, I kind of like, I kind of remove myself from some of that too because it's like less yeah, things I, mean, I have to worry that about. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, within the last few years, I've even changed how I hunt. Like I used to go into the woods with a weapon and like my tree stand, maybe like a bottle of water and just go hunt. It'd be good. And now it's like I have a backpack. Yeah, water, right. water bladder, snacks, go. like battery pack for my phone in case. Because when I you got you upstate right with them, yeah, um, to Potter, 
Wait, to... Oh, with, with the Merediths? Can, yes, yes, yes. Yep. So I go to Tioga County. Okay. So we're a little more east of you guys. But we have the same thing where you can go and just walk. So I'll do like, you know, six, seven miles in a day. So I can't do that with no water anymore. Plus, I'm yeah. just getting too old. Dude, just it comes quick. Out. Everything changes at 30. Yeah. And, and I have Keeps like... Going. I have 13 screws and a plate in my shoulder. And I have 14 screws and two plates in my ankle. So What's like, that from? Uh, my shoulder is from motocross. Um, that's when I drove the amb- got ride in the ambulance. Didn't have to pay because I was a fireman oh, at yeah, the time. Yeah. Almost had to ride in the helicopter. So what happened? Uh, Wait, were you racing? I used to I race. Okay. For fun. I wasn't very good. But I was ra- riding down at Blue Diamond. It used to be in northern Delaware. And I uh, went off a jump and landed that? on the ground. You know, I'm pointing my shoulder. Mm. But in Delaware, when you're knocked unconscious, you're like a level one trauma. So they fly a chopper for you. That's got to be a lot of choppers flying. Well, you have to be uh, out. Like, I was out of it. Like, out, out, not yeah, just like, out like for they, a moment. Like, well, I didn't know, like, I was moving, Yeah. but I wasn't, I didn't know where I was. or So I was a head head injury, but uh, the ambulance got me beforehand, luckily. So, but I was with it enough that, like, you know how much motocross boots cost and stuff. So, like, they start going and get their scissors out. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'd be mad. I'm like, these my injured, my legs are good. Don't cut my pants off. I'm like, my feet are good. Don't cut my boots off. And then I don't know what else I Did said. Did they listen? I actually got all my stuff taken off of me, folded, and put in a bag for me. By the yeah, because they're not going to pay for it. Yeah, by the crew. Well, I think I was, I'm just very polite when I go to, like, because I grew up in that world, in the medical mm. world. It's like I know they get shit on a lot. It's like I try to be as polite as I can to nurses and doctors and to, to a point. but uh, Doctors I don't really care too much for. <sighs> I try to be a nice. Nurses, I'll be as nice as I can until they're mean. Yeah, like like I had a nurse tell me like I wasn't in the pain that I told her I was in, <laughs> and she hadn't seen my X-rays That's why yet. I like nurses, <laughs> and they like rolled me up to put me on a CAT scan machine yeah. or an MRI, and my shoulder was inset like two inches. So when they rolled me, oh dude. yeah, so I'm like screamish, and I'm like, it's a ten, it's a ten, my pain's a ten. And she's like, it can't be a ten, ten's birth. <laughs> no, oh, that's dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like that's, I don't remember anything else from that whole. I remember one thing. I remember. Oh, I remember that's dirty. Riding you know, dirty. The crash. Yeah. So like waking up on the ground, moving my motorcycle because my first thought was someone else is going to hit my motorcycle. Like I have to get it off the track. I can't let someone else hit this motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So I drug my two fifty F off the track with one arm because this arm's just done. And uh, I don't remember much else. Then I remember watching my dad had just showed up with my friend. And I remember seeing my friend's bare feet as he wore flip-flops, and he kicked them off, jump over the thing, and I'm, I was laying on the ground. I remember seeing his bare feet run at me. And then it's just in and out from there, of me yeah. being like, I think my shoulder's dislocated, and then being like, no, dude, like, more than that. you got a problem, like, you got to go to the hospital. And then, like, the ambulance, that one second in the ambulance, of being like, do not cut off my stuff. Being like, like, adrenaline spike of, like, I have $1,000 worth of clothes on. If you <laughs> yeah. cut these off, like, I'm over. And then, like, just random random memories jumping through it and then all female so i was 23 at the time all female nurses cutting off my clothes in the er and i guess the er but it's just a bright light and then just a bunch of blondes with scissors <laughs> And they're cutting off my underwear and stuff. And I'm just like, was, I, was I thought I died. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> oh. And then I realized, like, nah, I'm just in the hospital. Yeah. 
was one of the ones that was there at that moment? Was that the one that said no, the birth she thing? was old. Because, you know, they did a study recently, and they, I don't, it had something to do with, like, nerve endings. They were able to hook up people to computers, and they were able to track, like, pain levels. And they said that a shot in the in the balls is significantly more painful than childbirth. So I heard a joke from one of them guys, and it's like, hey, women love having babies. Most women have two, three babies. Yeah. I have never in my life met a man who's been kicked in the balls hard and then said, hey, want to kick me in the balls again? Oh, that was fun. I can introduce you to somebody. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> I know they're out there because I don't kink shame. I know there's someone out there for everything. Yeah. However. I had, I had a specific face just pop in my mind. Yeah, most men then, let's say. <laughs> no, I got Because I know there's some freaks. Yeah. I know there's some freaks out there. I don't understand. Okay. I forget what the rule's called, but if you want to search it, there's a porno out there for it. Yeah. Uh, rule 34. And that right? is the guy, yes. Rule 34. Or, or 34. If you can search it, if you can think of it, if there's you a porn for it. Yeah, there's a porn for it. But, uh, Man, yeah. did that become, like, more true. I know as a kid, like, that's what I, f- like, that was probably the reason why as a child I looked at so much weird porn. So that's actually where I just stopped your other it. podcast. What? Was you getting busted with a porn stash. In like a pillow that you could tuck things inside the pillow. Man, that was rough, dude. I think about that still. It's still. So I didn't even me. get through it all. Yeah, that was the last thing that came up, and I was just like, "Oh man, it's a really good spot." But then I was thinking, the king like, of the couch remote. Well, think about remote kids pillow. now. We used to have to have paper, like find someone's nudie magazine, or like a, a red VHS. Tape. Yeah, and you know what paper does? It falls out of your pocket. Correct. <laughs> yes. Especially when you're sitting down to poop at a toilet, and you or get up and you realize like, it fell out. I did that. You I, leave it on the <laughs> counter or something. <laughs> And it's just like now yeah. every kid has a cell phone. Every kid that's hit puberty. Yeah. There, and I remember as a kid when porn first came, because I, I mean, who didn't look at a ton of porn under 18, right? Yeah. Like in, in our generation. So, I mean, anybody with access to it, right? And I remember it was always like, are you 18? Yes. yes. Okay. Like for something that shocking to like enter into a child's mind, like a little yes or no, it just blows my mind that that's all it took. And and then that went away. Yeah, well, the other thing is, not only did that go away, however, back then it wasn't the type of stuff that is on the internet now. Like, it was like... I can imagine. Face-to-face sex. Yeah. And then, like, a nipple. Or, like, you know, like, some some cum. Yeah. And now it's, like... The most brutal, horrific things you could think of. Rule 34. Rule 34. And I know some terrible human beings and i know the things they're into and there's porn out there for it you know it's disgusting i've had a thought on this i i'm like i want to be very careful the way i say this so there was a girl i knew and she was talking to me about her boyfriend and this is just one thing that was said to me that i've never been able to let go of i don't know if it's true or not but she was saying that he is like obsessed with porn it's like just obsessed with it she knows he watches it. She's okay with it. But she said she started getting worried. And we we were close. Um, and she started telling me that he was branching out from the normal stuff and needing, like, more violent things. And then it went from violent to underage. And I'll never forget the conversation where this girl is trying to normalize telling me, like, she really just wanted to get it off her chest, but trying to normalize the fact that he's looking at underage girls kids it was one of those things like i just didn't know how to react and she and i started arguing with her and she started getting defensive and she goes well 
she goes, um, when you, when you've pushed the limit as far as he has, there's really nowhere else to go. And as crazy as that sounds, I've started to wonder if you keep debasing your mind, do things that, like, I know that anybody listening, um, you hear that term or you hear that type of like child pornography. It's like, it's just like triggering for anybody. It's just, you just, you want to kill anybody that's into that, right? Harming a child, especially if you have kids. But for conversation, for the sense of, or for the sake of conversation, do you think it's possible that debasing yourself with like the more violent or like going far into kinks, you're slowly minimalizing how bad other things are to where that could be an excuse? I don't know. I mean, it's not okay by any means, but it makes me scared about what's available for people, so, especially kids. I, I, I've heard, I've heard it discussed, and I kind of view it slightly opposite of that. Where if you're at your own house, now I'm not not for the actual underage girls, but if you want to watch fake underage girls or teen, you know, eighteen year old girls in your own house, and you're not having to go get that somewhere else, I mean, you have access to it now. Whereas 20 years ago, guys didn't have access to it. So those pedophiles had to actually get that. You know what I mean? Or an underage girl had to actually, they had to physically get that off somebody. So it had to physically be made. You know what I mean? Where now it's, you know, a 20 year old girl that looks like she's 16. Okay. I was about to jump in because I was like, are you saying no, watching like, where, they, where okay. they fake it? Where they're okay. like, oh, she's 18. And you're like, if you actually were to look at some of that stuff, you're like, that is like a 30 year old woman that you're just saying that. But. Some people are into that, I guess. So here's the other thing. Uh, this is, man, the but, stuff but, I well, learned from adult on, videos. To keep, actually, well, to answer your question, yeah. I think it's probably like drugs or anything else. That's at a the very end good of, at the end of the day. Parallel. Where you can get so much, but you're always chasing the dragon. Mm. Maybe for some people that have the addiction, out, porn addiction or yeah, sex addiction. But the beginning and end of your drug um, careers, we'll call it, or your, your drug stint, heroin and the things that sound crazy in the beginning become less and less crazy as yes. you go on. Like to where I, I don't know how to make heroin sound crazy to myself now. I just can't. So I, it seems like, I mean, I wouldn't do it, yeah, but so, it doesn't seem. So the reason I like say that about the porn too is, and it will touch on kind of what you just said is my best friend. I was at his house that his dad gave him uh, when we were 18 and awesome. I watched him crush up his first pill, snort it. And they asked me, Hey, you want to do this? And I'm like, no way. He's like, oh, it's my 18th birthday. Like, I can handle it. It's good. He is now father of two. Great father. Has a, lives in the house, actually, that he did that in, believe it or not, which was the house I grew up in, actually, too. But he went from, I can handle that, to you're in Kensington, you know, with a truck wrapped around a telephone pole, a needle hanging out of your arm. Yeah, absolute insane. So I understand opposites. the... And that's kind of how I'm trying to picture. Like I'm trying to picture the porn thing, the way you put it. Well, look at everything I'm like else. Spilling into that. Look what they're doing to kids. You know, you look back in generations. You can just go on the internet and look at like five years ago the videos of people saying this is what's coming, and then you watch like the people in the View or the people that are now saying it's okay to mutilate children's yeah. sexual organs for basically to please to appease the mom, the parent. Or mo well, most time it's the mom. Almost yeah. all cases, mom, which is lines up with Munchausen syndrome. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. Which is mom, which is making me think that this is like, there's a link here with Munchausen syndrome and the women that are pushing their children into trance. So, anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I was saying, because that's a, actually, you, so it's a geographical thing too. You can geographically map some of that. 
Yes. And I learned about some of that recently with the geographical mapping. And when you start to think about it, and if you were to actually put the a hot spot off, map. Often shades of blue. Very blue states in the coastal. Black well, coastal. The argument with that is, our, I think Bill Maher actually brought this up. Uh, recently, which I was, was kind of glad he did. He said, so what's going on? Hey, we have all these Republicans, mean, I'm, to- I'm going to botch this. This is like roughly what he said. He said some along the lines of like, you know, we have these Republican states where there's like a very low percent, almost no trans kids or, or gay kids, whatever. And then you have these blue states that have these enormous rates. So he says it's one of two things. Either these Democratic states are feeding these ideas in and creating and 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 yeah and nature versus nurture yeah forcing this into the society or these other republican states are repressing it um but i think you would find more evidence of it if it was being repressed than in if today's it was world bred. repressing something from the right i feel like would get you more noise than the left openly doing something yeah if that makes sense yeah oh yeah if there was any evidence of them repressing it in some way Correct. But then they call, they might call not feeding it down a child's throat repressive, you know, repressive. Yeah. You know, uh, why that, you... that whole thing is just, I don't have kids. Mm. I'm seeing a woman that has two kids. So, like, I get to see them. They go to a private school that she teaches at. That's it's awesome. a very leftist school. She's not a leftist. So she is kind of an outcast at the, with the other people there. But her kids get to kind of see both. That's good. Which is cool. You know, because she's very, you know, she's not political with her children. But... She's not pushing stuff on them either. They want to, if her son wants to play with pink stuff or paint his fingernails, you know, they paint the fingernails. He's a little boy who has a sister who lives with his mom. Like, yeah. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. But then yeah. sometimes he wants to, you know, go come to my house and hold my fox fur because this is a dead animal. Yeah. And this is cool. So it's like, so I, I get to be around kids. And then, like, when I watch that stuff with them trying to change kids, and I'm watching these little, you know, four year old and a five year old. Mm-hmm as they grow daily and change, it's just like they're so man like manipulatable. Or like the littlest thing if I say to them today, you know, they remember it like yeah, six sponges, weeks dude. from now. Oh, yeah. They bring it back up. They're like, oh, can I do this? I'm like, oh my God, I forgot I even told you about that. Yeah. And it's like, so these people at school that like even if people think that this teacher is saying something that's not big or important or impactful, that kid didn't forget it. You know what I mean? Like when that teacher told tells some little boy, like, "Yeah, it's okay to get your penis chopped off," he doesn't forget that, and he doesn't know the opposite of that because that's not something you don't need to talk about that at home. No, you have a little boy. Like, you need to tell him like you are a little boy. Yeah, like you will like little boy stuff. I have this. You're gonna do this or that. Like no often. one ever sat me down. Mm-hmm. I was like, "You're gonna like fishing. You are gonna like hunting. You are gonna like going okay. in the woods." Like, yeah, I have to have conversations like this actually often, but not. Not in that way. Like for me, like when you said about the the fingernails, it made me think. Like, I've painted a couple of my son's fingernails because I paint my daughter's fingernails. But I've let him know, like you know, sometimes when he asks, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong for this, but sometimes he'll ask. I'm like, well, buddy, it's really for girls, you know. Or now nah, it's you know, it's for it's, we're doing it for your sister because it's for girls. But we can definitely do something mm-hmm. that you know is cool for boys, you know, like camping, or we can go, you know kick some things around in the backyard or whatever. Whatever. I mean, we can yeah. wrestle around, but I'm not going to wrestle with Harley, you know, my daughter. But I'll wrestle with my son. I mean, a little bit with her. But you know what I mean? There's, yeah. I, I'm trying to let him see the, the, the difference only because I know that he's going to be released into this world and it's going to be just a couple years. And I just mean just getting friends How outside of family. Five and, and three. Okay. But it's, They're it's gonna the same be before... exact age. And Graham will oh, okay. be four in April and Catherine turns six in August. So. Okay. So... 
I know that they're going to be introduced to a lot of wacky ideas that are going to be even worse, which actually brings me back to the point. I want to get back to that. Um, and I just want him to understand that there is a line between mm-hmm. male and female. But I also, if he's wants to wear, if I come home and he was wearing one of my daughter's dresses, like, and they were goofing around, I'm not going to be angry or yell Yeah. But I'm also not going to buy him a dress. So that, I think, is the line. You know what I mean? Right there. Yeah. I think it's where it's like, if your son asks you to buy him a dress, maybe it's time to have that conversation of, hey, if you really want a dress, we can go to Walmart and we'll get you a dress. It, you know, that's cool. So I have a family member that does this, and so it irks I, me, but I, I love them and I trust them, but it's just two different extremes. For like, me, I'm just afraid of a bad outcome. I think it's an individual thing, too. You know, I have, so I have a gay uncle. I grew up with a gay uncle, and he has a boyfriend who lived with him my entire life. My family's very conservative, for, for the most part. However, I grew up with a gay uncle. Like, that is, to me, is every, that's what like, people talk about. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that's, uh, yeah, I have a gay uncle. Like, that, that's my, my uncle, Scotty, and my uncle, Rick. Like, that's who that is. So growing up, like, hearing, like, like being anti-gay stuff, I jumped that I never understood. I just never got it. Hmm. And then as I got older, I started being like, oh, like, there really is people out there like that. Then you find out, like, there really isn't actually people that are out, many people out there like that. That are really anti-gay. I'll put my so like I think the most extreme. If I'm, I mean, I I've recently been like, I'm just gonna be honest about this and how I feel. And I think this is really where a lot of people who are afraid to say things, like this, is where they stand when I'm like actually having conversations with people. Like, I, I as most people, I'll say like, I don't care what adults do, um, as long as it's not harming a child, things like that. It's in the boundaries of being gay. Mm-hmm. Um. But personally, I find it, and this is going to offend people, I find it repulsive and disgusting. Which, that's fine. But I also find a lot of things that people do repulsive and disgusting. When I thought you were going to put a beer in your glass with ice, it's the same kind. It's just something I would never want to do. But I wasn't going to say, like, hey, you can't do that in my house, or I don't want to be around so you while that's you're doing that's that. that's the line do you get for what that. what I'm saying? But, you, so you, you would never both. go to work, and you would never go into someone's house and get up on the front porch... And then be like, yeah, I won't be home, but, you know, here's the code. You go up on the front porch and there's a gay pride flag and, uh, you know, all gays welcome or an LGBTQ thing. You're not going to be like, not service in this person. No, if anything, you might I'm be disarmed. Like, uh, Is that weird? When I go to, when I, well, yeah, I service you know a lot of gay dudes. Well, yeah, because you know they're not going to be a violent or angry dude, person generally. I'm immediately disarmed by an effeminate man that answers the door. But see, the that's the difference, and, is you're allowed to have that belief that you have. Yeah. And as long as you don't act on it where you harm someone else's freedoms... A mm-hmm. gay man's freedoms, as long as he doesn't harm your, you as a straight man's freedoms and force you to accept him, I don't think you should be forced. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I would go as far as to, if I can go back and I have a lot of issues with what followed gay marriage being legal, I have no problem with it and I would vote in favor for it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get why the line had to go, f- keeps getting pushed. So like but, the gay marriage thing is, I, I probably know why we differ on that. But I grew up like in a non-religious family, so marriage to me, it kind of sounds bad. It's a government thing. I so, mean, you oh, really no, I'm d- saying I would vote in favor of, of doing gay it. marriage. Okay, okay. But I, but then it also gets to the point where there's more than a yes or no. What I vote for, I just, I actually, the opposite. I don't think the government should have a say in I, any the, of it. That's my biggest. I thing. think we should be able to. At, I don't care if you're two dudes, two girls, a girl and a guy. We should be the ones that go up to the government and say. Hey, we are married, and that's all you need to know. Uh, that, yes. And then any kind of benefit, we don't need you looking into my life. I don't need you to certify it. I don't need, 
there's no reason the government should be i watched a video recently and it, and i it circles around every once in a while and it infuriates me because it's it's so true and it goes you know when the when the country was founded you know it was founded by the people and for the people and we have the government it was a necessary evil and all the things that we've, we hear all the time but when you really think about the way it was set up we are we are even still called today private citizens right mm -hmm. there's private citizens and then the government well i think we forgot what that meant it meant that the government was supposed to be transparent. Now we have officials coming out and saying, oh, you know, our administration, you know, every time a new president, our administration is going to be open and transparent. It's like, you don't have a choice. We're going to be the most ethnic, ethnically diverse <laughs> administration yeah. ever. But being open and transparent, like short of like things that are going to cause harm to our troops or, or national security, outside of any of that, which is a very small amount of the information that's not transparent, mm -hmm. everything else should be known to us. And they should know nothing about us. Like virtually not. There's no reason that the government should have the amount of information on me that it does. It's it's completely flipped on its head, which is why I just don't see. Unless it completely flips back, I don't see this. Well, the, this the, changing course. The dirty part of that is, you know, who gave them all that information uh, in 2002, 2003? My Patriot Act. Yeah, yeah George Bush. And that was the Republicans. We we actually we as in the conservative side because we only have two sides to pick from. In all honesty, mm. people can say they're a third party, but your vote doesn't count. We saw that in the last election. It's an argument I'd love to have, but I just yeah, we're going to come to the point count. where it's like it just doesn't it doesn't make change. I'm sorry, it it, it, it just it, doesn't push the line. Mathematically, yeah, your vote really doesn't count at this point. Yeah. You're only voting against both of the other guys, so you're voting against whatever guy feels the most passionate about, like in line with you. You've not just voted against him because you negated your vote. The only time I think that that would make a difference is if you're a moderate. If you're a moderate political person and you're voting for a third party, because it, it, it seems to be as far as Democrat and Republican, it's just a numbers game. Whoever is is has more on their team, that's you know who's going to get the more votes. But yeah. the, the moderates seem to have a swaying uh, ability, like the people like purple. But, but wouldn't you rather see the moderates vote for all one guy? You know what I mean? Like in the last election, if the moderates at all, I don't like Trump. I'm saying if enough moderates mo voted independent, it could shake things up. I was thinking more of if the moderates, instead of voting independent, voted for the guy who's the most Even like them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, voted for, if they're if the moderate that leans conservative, right-leaning, you vote for the right guy. And if you're left-leaning, and I know that sucks. I hate that we only have those two options. But mm -hmm. Trump would probably be president right now, as much of a dick as he is, and a terrible human. I don't think we'd be yeah. right where we are. I love him. But I, I, I but I can't argue as that a person. Stuff. I do not like him. I do not like, and yeah. that's I don't have to. That's the cool thing about our government. I don't have to like him as his a person. Conceded, I just have to like him as the job. He's yeah, very his conceited. conceited nature irks me to to a degree. Um, but it's very useful in certain aspects. That's in the war, man I want. Going to war. Yeah. That's the guy I want on the phone with Putin saying, "Hey, you're going to knock that's, it off." That's my biggest argument. You're going to go home. Yeah. You're going to take all your shit. And you're going to go home. Take it with. And you. that's the end of it. Yeah. Or you're going to disappear. Like in Syria, like Syria, right? When we bombed their Air Force base. Oh, we when he told them. them. Yeah, yeah. We called them and yeah. let them know first. Yep. Like, hey, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. But he told them, like, you've messed up. You crossed the line that I told you not to cross. I'm going to bomb the shit out of you now. And we took their tarmac. That was about killing uh, any of our troops. And Correct. there was a couple soldiers that were killed, right? I think that's what it was. I think something that happened. I don't remember the, the cause of that one. I remember just him saying, don't do there this. There was an issue with that, though. Because the, the whole, lost somebody. Yeah, it got wrapped back into Obama saying, don't cross the red line. And then I forget what took place back then. Iran crossed the line, and he was like, uh. Or Trump was like, hey, don't do that. Oh, you did it? Pfft. Well, I'm now they know. You. Now the future. They know in the future he's not messing around and now, he's not like these other guys. Yeah, which we don't have anymore. But if you have the yeah. moderates, 
if you, in the last election, we had had the moderates vote right, Trump would probably have won. Because I'm not, I, I can't buy into the, the stolen election. I have never, that's where he lost me. Yeah. He lost me. Well, last. he needs to let it go. I, I do believe that things were done to manipulate the votes. I will not disagree with you. But you can't, if you can't prove it, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. When he comes, when he came out recently, when there was like all the talks of him running again, like now he's, he's saying he's running. But before that, when it was just like rumors, which we yeah. all, we all knew it, but we were just waiting for him to say it. He came out and like his first initial speeches were all about the stolen votes. And I was like, dude, it's gone. Like it's done. Don't ever mention that again. I feel like he lost. Focus on the future. He lost any chance at another election when he said, "I have proof. I have these ballots with this watermark, and mm. I have, I have." And then people are like, "All right." Like even me, I said, "All right, let's do it. Bring it out. Let's put these people where they belong." And then it's like, "Oh well, we don't actually have it, or not enough. It wasn't enough to." Have you don't have any evidence. It bothered me. And I, then you had like the Thousand Mules documentary, and people were, you know, a lot of people were talking about that. And I'm not a true conservative. I am really a moderate for the most part. Like, if we really dig into it, I'm probably leftist. If we were to start checking stuff off, like I went to a leftist school in Westchester. I have a degree in environmental planning. Well, like, let me ask you this, because I used to think that. I was like, wait a minute, as I'm getting older and thinking about things, I was like, maybe I'm not this conservative guy. But then I started thinking the difference between where I stand in my own life versus what I think should be implemented on others. And that's where I find myself saying... Pretty confidently, I'm very conservative. So that, yeah, like, because, like, what you I, said earlier, like, as long as it's not bothering someone else, I literally do not care yeah. what another person does on their property, in their home. Which is a very libertarian yes. mindset. But, uh, dude, I gotta pee. You gotta pee? Oh, no, yeah. go for it. All right, we're back. All right, so I respect the crane, the Sandhill crane doing lunges, the little artwork behind your. You know oh, what that, I was you like, know wait what a that minute, is? What you, it's what? a Sandhill crane. I did not. I just know the very human like, uh, Buttocks, buttocks yes. on the bird. So that is a sandhill crane doing lunges, and I thought that was very <laughs> comical. Um, did you notice the other the butt painting? It has I did. like every I did style with the of dimples butt. and stuff. I love it. I like. So the... I'm actually shocked you don't know about the sandhill crane because their name is the ribeye of the sky. I did not know that. And yeah, really... they hunt them out in the Midwest. Ooh, yeah. All right. It's it just like a ribeye after. steak. That sounds good. Ribeye is my favorite. Um, so yeah, the other butts. It's funny. So for those of you listening, I have. Uh, painting in my bathroom of a crane you've probably seen it on instagram or tiktok some guy made like a calendar of them and now he sells little prints oh that's a calendar he he may i think it is he sells all different prints of it and i think you could buy his calendar but it's like all different birds where the top half is the bird and the bottom half is like a very oddly positioned like man-like legs but painted as the bird um and it's just butts very interesting <laughs> it's it's a great art style makes me laugh but yeah, my sister gave me that one and then also painted the butts one. Oh, that's Maybe cool. she's obsessed with butts. Yeah, clearly. But it's funny because um, a lot of people will use the restroom and they'll come out and tell me what butt they were. And I know what butt I have on that and it's not a flattering one. But I like to think that mine's like the really nice shaped one. It's very, it's, it's the lady butt. And I don't okay. know why I'd like to have this lady butt. So you think butt. you have a peach butt? It's the peach with the with the thigh gap. Oh, okay. okay. That's the one I look at. I'm like, I that's think how that's, you imagine that's yourself how behind. because I've never physically seen it outside of a picture or a mirror. Mm-hmm. I like to think that that's actually what it looks like. I, I like that that self positivity. It keeps me confident when I'm walking down the street. Yeah, I like that. Do you think you have the two butt dimples or are you dimpleless? I'm dimpleless. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wish I was crackless, but dude, my butt crack and I see it in my son, so it's not just my weight. My poor son, he got my butt and my butt crack. No matter how high his pants are, 
but crack shoots right I mean, through. you could get him in the trade school now. Get yeah. worked on him. Hey, man, you're going to be a plumber. <laughs> it's what you're going to do. It's what you were destined for. Hey, it, it is. You cannot outsource a plumber. That's true. I think about that sometimes when I'm doing plumbing work, and I'm just like, this is such, like, just, I'm basically, what's it called? Stereotype. I'm a plumber stereotype. You just got to go to Duluth and buy the, <laughs> the plumber's crack t-shirts with extra long tails. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, you didn't know about those? No. Yeah, Duluth Trading Company. They have, I uh, forget what they're called, but it's like plumbers. Plumber work when it's tucked. I'm not a tucker. No, no, you just leave them out. A lot of shirts, at least. So, I, yeah, I'm, I only tuck at work. Okay. I've done it my whole life. Um, the guys at work, at some point, I've had people question me at different jobs. Like, some why do you tuck? Some guys tuck, some guys don't tuck. Safety things are my first ever real job. All right. Never did it forever. But, yeah, they make it. Duluth makes a shirt. All right. I'll have to look at that. But uh, back to, to Trump. Well, actually, his... if, if I can go back to a, something we were talking about with the child stuff. Okay. Because I want to make my point on that. The reason I brought that other stuff up is because... Often things are presented to us in one way that seems rough around the edges, maybe a little hard for a conservative, I'd say, like something progressive. And the conservatives come out and they say, oh, if we do that, the next thing is going to be this and that and the other. And they go to the extremes. And then the other side says, you're out of your mind. We're just asking for this. And I don't think that either of them are wrong. I think the one group is uh, is truly just asking for that. Maybe once a little bit more, but they are content with getting what they're what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. And the conservatives are also correct for saying, if we give you this, we've watched time and time again that that's not where it ends. And I think that when you do anything that is debasing of the mind in any way, even even if it's something I would agree with or not, um, or be okay with or not, the line just is always going to get pushed. So we see that with gay marriage is often a, a set-off point that a lot of conservatives will use to say, well, look where we're at now. It all started here. And I think that's true. That doesn't make me against that, but I think that that was a setting off point for a lot of other people trying to take advantage. Like you have, you know, for years, conservatives were saying pedophiles are going to try and add into this alphabet, you know, of of LGBT, ABCD. They're going to try and add themselves in. And it's become this like thing where it's making these separate citizens. I hate LGBT with a passion. I hate that they have to be separate. Like that's not equality. I don't know the, I don't know the current letter, letter alphabet. I, I, (laughs) Oh, I couldn't tell you this I, point. I, I know the I, original I, LGBT. I can tell you right now that I, just listening to that last sentence of yeah. you, you and I feel the exact same way. Maybe for different reasons, yeah. but I hate it. Well, it just it, it just opens the door for people to take advantage, and it's just stupid to me. It's like you want to create yourself to be this victim, and everybody wants to be a victim. Anyway, losing my train of thought here a little bit. It was a setting off point for a lot of things to get the to get the ball rolling on a lot of things that went a lot further than that. And now we look back and I have I hear a lot of Christians will say, like, I really I hated that moment when we voted for when people voted that in. I'm thinking to myself, I get it. I remember you saying that the day it happened, but I stand by what I said. I think that that's a right for people to be able to have. I don't believe that my Christian value should be enforced on other citizens. That's literally the opposite of what I believe. So I don't think it should be any different there because I not only disagree with it, but also find it gross. It's like, it doesn't matter. I could have, if you were gay, I, I'm sure you would take offense to me saying that, but there's no other way other than so my Austin, words that I could say Austin, I wouldn't feel different towards you. So Austin, your brother and I, yeah, he, I can call, say that, right? I, that's, Yeah. I okay, so your brother Austin and I were just talking about this last week, maybe two weeks ago, about the religious. So Austin and I are, we talk a lot about religion. I have to say Austin's probably my favorite person I've ever met to talk religion to because he is so level-headed and just like, yeah, that's not really how most of us feel. And I'm like, okay, cool. Explain it. 
and he was we were talking about the gay thing, and he was telling me I've never read the Bible, never read any not the Quran, none of it. He told me in the Bible there's actually nothing about gay. It's actually about pedophilia mostly, about not. Well, it says that a man shall not lie with a man. Okay, and he, but and he said that the pedophilia things also mentioned about not touching children. I've, I would know the exact. Yeah, verse. So Austin, like, but he's good. He okay. like he like dropped it on me, and I was like, okay, yeah, interesting, because he was weird. He's he's not anti-gay, and uh, so he he brought that up about like the people that are really far on the right, religious wise. As as you were saying, the religious thing, I was really because he's probably the only person I really talked to about religion, like on a deep deep level. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't care. I can be like, nope, I don't believe what you're saying. He's like, okay, cool, whatever. That's that's about where I'm at. Yeah, it's really neat. It's a neat thing. I mean, I, granted, I love to talk about it. I love to share it. I, my beliefs don't change because you don't believe it, but I do believe that it would change society. I do believe that Christianity has the ability to literally save all of the things that I feel like are, are sinking the ship. I think that that's the biggest way to save it. But we'll come back to that. I can't, in a, we'll I can't come back force to that it. in a couple minutes because that's a really cool thing that you don't get to know about me from our group chat. Is the way that I I am a, I'm a religious person who doesn't believe in religion. Kind of. We'll, we'll we'll get are to you that in, a couple. Are you minutes. a '90s girl? Are you spiritual? Uh, yes and no. And but my I'm only kidding, my but. spiritual my spirituality yeah. isn't like gemstones in my ass or like where the stars are. <laughs> it's more of like nature. Okay. Like um, I actually was looking before I came here because I had a friend that sent me a message years ago about how I view religion. And it comes back to nature and, like, how the world is. And it's all parallels to the things you think, just in a separate version, kind of. But, uh, but yeah, back to the gay thing. But So, yeah, not even so bringing yeah, it to like, gay. It's just, I mean, and really that was one example I used. And, like, the, the trans started and now we're mutilating I, I, children. That's getting so bad to the point where I, I don't know. If, so I, for someone who isn't, like, involved in pop culture and stuff, I really love the news. I love to read the news. I'm in, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are right-leaning. However, we'll talk about everything. You know there's a group called Gays Against Groomers? Yes. Yeah, I've heard. And you know that they're banished from all social media platforms? Is it, it was recently, though. Yeah, within the past year yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah. Their only thing is they're anti-pedophile. But they used the term groomer at a time when that was not okay. Not allowed to say that. Now, that, to me, is a, gr- a gay group. That if they were to have a protest locally, I would probably go hold a sign. I would love to have them roll through this town. But I'd go hold a sign probably <laughs> on their team and be like, you'd be like, are you gay? Like, no, I'm not gay. I just don't like groomers. Yeah. And I don't like that they're taking the LGBTQ whatever people and taking their, they're taking their identity and ruining it. Yeah. That you're, you're literally, you're losing your identity as a gay person who I respect because... For it's all going to get jumbled have, in. For the governmental views that we have, and I don't understand some of the right, how they can't do this. Gay people who are openly gay are badasses. Like, they they do what we do, but they're doing it to an extreme where they're like, hey, this is what I believe in, and I'm going to openly talk about it, and I'm not going to bother you with it. What do you mean? Just being gay? Like, openly gay people. Because here's and how Maybe I've... not so much right now in 2023, but 10 years ago. Being openly gay... You had Risky. to have a set of balls, Risky and you move. had to truly believe in yourself. Or live in a city. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. I think right now they're like, what is that? I forget that old saying of like, oh, if you want to know who, who's like the most powerful in your society, who's the leader in your society, you know, who can you not condemn? Who can you not make fun mm-hmm. of? I've heard this. And that's 
the gay community, the trans community, the LGBT movement, I think has gone so far beyond equality. And they're still out there. Like it's the same thing for women's rights. Like there's nothing on the books that is for a man and not for a woman. If anything, women have far more like, I, I can't say rights. Cause you know, like I said, I, that would contradict what I just said, but far more privileges, privileges in this world than, than men. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just look at who gets a child in a divorce. I mean, that, that to me is a big one. Um, who's, you know, a man, you know, being raped, nobody bats an eye or thinks anything of it. In fact, if anything, it puts a stigma on the man. I mean, if you really want to get just make that conversation, is if a white man makes any complaint at this point in time, yeah, I'm going to keep you complaining. Lie. Though. You I'm going to keep complaining, and that's coming from a white man <laughs> who was accused of rape. Really, and the person's family even was like, "Oh, you said you didn't do it." No, and they're like, "Okay, dude, that's crazy." Yeah. You want to talk about that? Not really. Okay, yes, yeah, I don't blame like, you. Yes, that one's been taken care of. Okay. Like within me and their family and you know, their their siblings where I didn't talk to them for years. And then once we finally talked, they were like, yeah, you didn't do that. I'm like, I told you that. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Our bad. Comes to light later. But it's kind of like you think about that when you're watching all this stuff taking place and you're like, man. Like when you hear about some of these dudes getting accused of stuff, you're like, did they do it or did they not do it? Like Johnny Depp. Dude, that was... I, I don't like that, that stuff, but I'm so glad that that's the one I chose to follow. It was it, hard not to. It was. It ended the Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It was just so absurd. But it, it the whole thing was that absurd. Mm-hmm. The gay thing's that absurd. The LGBTQ thing is literally that absurd. It's just, it just hasn't gotten brought to the surface. Do you know she won in, the, um, I think, in Europe? Yes, that's why Same I came thing? over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she recently tried to retake him to court again, and it got it got kicked. Good. But the gay, the LGBTQ thing, that that whole Johnny Depp thing, I think, could be used to show so many parallels to other things. The Me Too movement, you know, yeah. If you rape a woman, I, yeah, I think you should just be executed. Like I'm down with that. If we can prove we have video evidence or DNA evidence, yeah, cool. Let's execute that guy. We don't need him in society anymore. But then women started abusing it. Well, the trans community, or the trans community with quotations started to abuse LGBTQ. Well, now the gays are tagged into that, and then that brings negativity on them. I'm actually fairly pro-gay, like I, because I, I, I'm so well, pro-independence. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think it benefits? And this, actually, I want to go somewhere else first. Hold on. Do you think um, constantly talking about racism helps further end it, or helps further drive it along? Makes it worse. Makes it worse. So do you think constantly um, identifying by your sexuality? I think identifying by anything makes it worse. Okay, so my any, thought... Any identifier, yeah. aside from I'm an, an American, you've, you've se- separated right, yourself from each other. Because this is what pisses me off. Like, I get that the LGBT movement or whatever, the gay movement, there was a place where it had to go. Like, I remember, like, the Laramie Project movie. Like, watching that, it was the first time I ever I was witnessed... It was about um, oh, I don't I feel bad not remembering his name because it was somebody that was always on my mind um, as a kid. Anyway, the Laramie Project is an HBO original movie about this boy, young young man, who was picked up um, at a bar I think in Texas um, by a couple young guys, and they you know were like they knew he was gay, and they like kind of let him on, and they left, and they ended up taking him out up against um, like a property line and just beating the crap out of him until they killed him. They left him out there. And it was just this brutal story. 
right? Of of this of this guy who was killed for being gay. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Nothing. Oh no, no. Okay. They did it. They they brought him out there and just kicked his ass and beat him and killed him for being gay. Homophobia. And that was the first time I ever experienced anything like that. I never knew like that human beings were like that. Um, where am I going with this? Oh, so if that's the kind of society or the stigma that a lot of these guys had to, you know, like you said, you had to be badass to be open about that stuff, unless you're in, you know, like I said, a city or, or today, then I can understand when movements are needed to have equality, to be who you are. And I would have fought alongside those people as an adult had I had the opportunity, right? I mean, I have a family. It's not like my gung-ho thing to go do, but if they were around, I would support them, like in my area. You support them, that like, you know, even now, if, if someone equality. was standing in front of you. I support equality. If someone was standing in front of you and some guy started blasting him because, hey, you're you're a fag. You know, oh, I've been in those situations. And you, you would step up and be like, hey, man, knock it off. Like, I've been let in that the guy situation and I have absolutely said stuff. I, I Yes. No See, that, that's where it really matters. But that's equality. Anyone can post something on I would hope that if somebody internet. was making fun of me for my weight or for a disability or anything, that somebody else would stand up and be like, yo, man, like, what's your problem? Yeah. Because... Anyway, I just don't see that this movement is needed anymore. I don't know why we still talk about LGBT. I don't know why there's still groups. I mean, it needs to just end all of this stuff. Like, I don't know why there's a Black History Month and why they... They, they need to be tied... That it should feels be, pandering at this yeah, point. Yeah, that needs to be tied together. And all of it feels pandering. I don't know how much of my Instagram stories you watch, but I have a lot of very... I have a lot of both direction things that will rub people wrong, and I have both direction friends that follow me. I have very liberal friends. I have professors from Westchester. Like, I have very conservative friends. But I will post stuff that kind of rubs everyone both the wrong way. Makes them think, maybe? Yeah. Stuff like that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I will post the, you know some gay stuff where I post pro-gay rights stuff, and then I'll post anti-LGBTQ, you know, XYZ stuff. And I've lost friends over it. They're like, I can't believe you would post this. I'm like, you need to pump the brakes, chief. I like gay people. I don't like pedophiles. There's a difference. And it's like you start to see how tied together it is. It's so tied together at this point. And then the racist stuff, like the race stuff gets tied together into all of that where you have to protect these people and you have to, you know, we are the bad guys for being white. And it's like, well, I don't care if you're gay or black. or And that kind of comes back to the fire thing. And I got on a fire truck because you called 911. None of us know. If you're a man, a woman, black, gay, trans, whatever, we just show up and we drag your ass out and we put you in an ambulance and you go to the hospital and we don't care. Like, that's how I've always lived life. So I still post stuff like that. And then I will literally get people that get mad on both sides that are my friends. I'm just like, what are you mad at? Well, these are people that don't, I I believe, because I've experienced that. I think they're people that don't think for themselves. It's it's, it's tribal nature and you're triggering, you know, something against their tribe and rather than give it any thought they just they bag you up in the in the box that their tribe says or their side of the tribe says that you are and when you post something like that it's almost like something breaks they malfunction because it's like how can you think this and that Mm -hmm. how can you be gay and pro-gun like you can't it's like no you're a lunatic and you're you need to break free from the chains that you've you've put on yourself yeah, because I, I I often will check my my wrist and say, oh no, I, where are my chains? Because because I'm free, and I have to look down every once in a while and see if I've put any shackles on myself that are going to hinder the freedom that I that a I term have. that I heard that's really cool, and if you've never heard it, I think you'll probably like it. Is I am politically harmless. Oh, I feel like that often. I, I am a right 
what the government would consider a right-wing extremist yes. who yeah. believes in environmental change, has an environmental degree, believes in gay rights to the fullest extreme. They should have every single right that every other person. I don't even care about trans people, man. If you wanted to be trans, that's cool. You could come rolling up to a girl's bathroom like that. If my buddy's four-year-old daughter is in the bathroom, I'm going to step in front of you and be like, hey, bro, you can be a girl. That's cool. But you're not going to be a girl while G's in the bathroom right now. When well, so, G's done, you can go in the bathroom and sit down. Well, so something you said, and I, I'm, I'm going to ask you about it, because you said, hey, bro. I would say that to anybody. Okay, so, but I'm saying you you don't acknowledge that this person is a physical female, right? No, I would probably say. I, because like, this is, that's the only place I care. The other thing is, we, I, like I said, I grew up in the fire service, man. I grew up with gay firemen. I know there was gay guys I ran with. I thought my best friend was gay up until a few years ago. We literally one of my best friends we thought was gay up until a few And he knows that. Like, if he listened to this, he'd probably chuckle. Like, he knows. Like, we even asked. Like, and I ran calls with women. Like, I don't, I call everybody bro or dude. Yeah. Like, I just. Well, I just, I, I, the reason I'm asking that, because there's a difference between not having an issue with something and then subscribing to it. Well, my issue would become with when I said, hey, bro, <laughs> you do your thing. But you're gonna wait till G's done. Because you'd, you'd have set them the off. Sec- well, the second that you said, <laughs> "I'm gonna go in there," now we have a problem. Yeah. If you're like, "Hey," and the way I view it is, if I if, if you're going in as a man with a beard, who's going to go in the women's room, and a father or whoever, I'm not a big guy. I'm 190 pounds, six one. If I mm. step in front of you, I'm like, "Hey, you're not going in there right now." Wait a second. As far as I'm concerned, as that trans female, you should say, "Hey, I get you." I understand. I'm different. I'll wait. And now we have a mutual respect of, hey, I'm yeah. not stopping you from going in there at all. Yeah. I'm just saying, hey, my buddy's daughter's in there. I mean, I don't need that worry. So you're going to wait out here for a minute. Yeah. And then go do your thing, man. Cool. Do it. Just, you know, wait out here while she's going to the bathroom. Yeah. Because and there's I think a, that's all that goes to people. Make, uh, but you would be a bigot for saying that in today's, like, Correct, which extremist... Is wrong. Of the other side, and it blows my mind because that's that's asking for me to subscribe to the crazy. I that's do the believe right, with the sentence you just said, yeah. asking it's not asking or demanding. Ask, asking, I'm cool with, and that is me asking you as a female with a beard, mm-hmm. please don't go in right now. There's a three year old girl in there. You stay out here. That's not me being like, oh, you're a freaking dude. That's me saying, hey. I respect your mm. thing. But that's just about being a respectful human well, being. Th- like, isn't that if, respect in, in yes. at all? If you were going to go into yeah, a yeah. unisex bathroom and I said, hey, hey, Carm, I got a three-year-old girl in there right now. You give me a minute? That's no different than me stepping in front of It'd a woman and saying, hey. It would be weird to argue hey. that to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, even if I stepped in front of you going to a, a man a man's room and I said, hey, I got a three-year-old boy going to the bathroom in there right now. He's, he's new. I'd say no problem. You'd be like, oh, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah. And when he came out, you'd be like, hey, dude, you get it? And he'd be like... Yeah, I'm a little kid. I peed in the toilet. You'd be like, cool, good job, man. Piss, piss bump. That's mutual. Yeah. That is equality. That's true equality. That's just res- that's respect, though. Like, Socially there's a difference. Respect. So it's like, all right, let me lay out my thoughts on trans okay. to show you the, the difference. And this is where, we're like, I think people are losing their minds because they can't hear what I'm about to say and say, I mean, the, the, the loud ones yeah. can't hear what I'm about to say and say, okay, that, that makes sense. And that's where we just disconnect. I do think that there are people who believe that they are in the wrong body. I don't believe 
that it's um, anything outside of a mental disorder or people just signing on to something that's being fed to them as kids. But for the most part, I think trans is a mental disorder. Now, I don't look at other mental disorders and think that those people are scumbag or dirtbags or hate them. That's, that's lunacy, right? That's crazy. I just look at it as a mental disorder. Now, if I saw somebody who was a biological man um, dressed up as a female or had procedures or whatever else, I would look at them and presumably would know that they were a man, but I'd have no reason to go up and affect that person negatively or ruin their day or hurt that person. Why would I do that? You know, I wouldn't walk up to a guy who has no arms and put my hand out for a high five. Like there's no reason to go out there and yeah. actively try and upset somebody um, because of a disability and a mental or physical disability is very similar to me. Now, there's if, no difference. If I was friends with you and you came up to me and were like, hey, I want to be a girl. Once I was able to calm down, not calm down, once I was able to like really accept it and process it, and if you asked me to, you know, to still be your friend, I would refer to you as she in your presence and with other people out of respect to somebody that I respect. But in my mind, I would know that you're still a man. Yeah. Right? So you have to gain that respect for me first before I'm going to go against something I really believe. But that's no different than anything. But yes. Yeah, so Just where as being someone that you want to be in their presence. Yeah. So, but to, to look at somebody that I don't know, like Leah Thomas and say, like, I have to stand up and say that Leah Thomas is a, is a female. Like, no, I don't think so. Like why? I don't know that person. But if, if Leah Thomas and I were friends before all this, this nonsense, I, I would have so much more compassion for the person. And if I can't he say wanted the same. to be asked a female to be treated a female. I can't say the same in that situation, man. Well, Leah Thomas is a bad one because I don't, I don't think anybody Leah really Thomas believes swam it's real. As a boy. Well, nobody believes it's real. Well, I'm saying as a human being, not no, I as understand the sport. that, but, but the sport is, that's who she is. She made that be her identity. Was Leah Thomas the swimmer? Well, Leah Thomas was a boy who swam. That's where the issue is. Well, no, I think that's wrong. I'm saying as just a human being swimming aside... Outside of the swimming. The, I'm just saying the level of respect, like it, demanding that I refer to somebody as something that I know they're not is insane. Demanding respect from anyone for any reason ever <laughs> that, is out yeah, of control. That, thank you. I and again, that, that comes back to the fire service. Mm. Took a long time. I have a lot. Of, I, I, I'm going to say I get an asshole. I feel like I have a lot of respect from a lot of people in the county. However, I can lose that respect in an instant with those people. Took me years to gain that. Years. And I can lose that. Well, these trans people... You need to gain the respect. You can't mm -hmm. force or ask or demand. You know who's gaining my respects in the trans community? Blair White. I don't even know who that is. I'll tell you who she is because she's earned my respect. And she's the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. Um, a trap, as we used to refer to them in our younger ages. Or yesteryear. Um, very beautiful man. Does does she, does she have her male genitalia? Yes. Okay. So it is a... So very political. This is kind of where I draw the guns. line. If you get snipped, I will refer to I'm you. I'm pretty sure, actually. I don't even want to say so confidently. I don't know. I will refer to you and see you as a female because biologically, like this comes back to my religion and nature thing. Biologically, you're not a male anymore. That, no, you're not you a are female. Biological, but well, biological is deeper than that. You know, they can dig up a body, like if they found yeah, like so an can Egyptian. Tell just, I, I, yeah. Yeah, you can tell just off of someone's hips yes. of what, how they were. Yeah, I, get, yeah. I get that point. But biologically, re reproducing-wise. External biology. You have now... Well, no. That's internal, too. What? So you have a dog. You have one dog? One dog. You ever had any of your dog's balls clipped off? Yeah. 
what happens to your dog the second you clip its balls off? Because this happens in food. Your food has this take. He place. goes from like a, a stiff sack to a soft little fuzzy spot. I like and, the pet. But he becomes like a <laughs> he becomes very either lethargic and become yeah. fat, or yeah. they lose their their balls. You know, yeah. they lose their their gur. That is a chemical change. It it, it really yes, is a chemical change. Your testosterone s- does shut off. Yeah, but we're manipulating the body. I don't disagree it's on that. It's still However, trying to be what it is. And but if you go through that far, yeah, where you get your thing snipped off, you're just saying that's your line. Well, that's where like you you mean it. Yeah, I, that I, there's too many people out there faking it right now. But where's that line on that? Because you got this other guy that's um that this, that's where it comes such that's who's where, the guy that posts a video every day about his life as a woman and it's I, like I just saw this the other day and I didn't watch. He's turning. He's actually he looks like a woman. You the think one so? I saw, I at least the clip woman. I saw. I'm not. <laughs> No, not saying, you know, zero to 10 scale. Masculine I'm just saying now. he looks, he does look like yeah. a woman now. But he's had plastic surgery in his face to alter his appearance to become more feminine. So it's like, is the, is your line just, hey, you've, you've fooled me? No, no, it's not so much that. It's more of a, you've really committed to it. Because like, I will agree what you just said. But do a you little th- bit of that dog okay. balls thing. If I go up, if we have your dog upstairs and you and I go out back and we rubber band his balls and we chop them off. Yeah. He's still a he. Yeah. And we're still going to call your dog, you know, Buster or whatever his name it's is. Charlie. It's Charlie. Okay, space. perfect. Yeah. So we're still going to call Charlie, Charlie forever, <laughs> even yeah. though we snipped him. Yes. However, Charlie didn't make that decision. Where if you or I make the decision of, hey, man, I really feel really strongly that I'm a female in my mind. I'm going to get my, my balls and dick chopped off. Yeah, but your mind is still a male. <sighs> Everything. Yeah. There's literally... If you said I'm a, a man, it's, it's who... such a great. That's one thing I love, and I think we'll probably come back to more than one time in this conversation, if not in f- in the future, is I like the gray of life. I hate people that live in a black and white. That's boring. Like I like that gray in the middle of like this type of conversation where it's like, yeah, I didn't really think of it that way. Well, I'm, not, a, yeah. I'm not like, no, this is yeah. the thing. Like if you get your dick chopped off, you are a girl now. I'm like, oh yeah, Carmen, I didn't really think about that. Well, that's the point of these conversations. We're breaking free of the chains we've put on ourselves, right? Because we're constantly doing it. I wear no chains, sir. But we're always putting something on, right? You do to everything is trying to influence us and alter our minds, and we have to constantly check our reality. So you don't have Facebook, right? I don't. Okay. So. I have one. I don't, I haven't used it in years. I'm really big on Facebook with community groups. Are you a big deal? Well, I just like to hammer people. (laughs) I'm just like, someone says something dumb, just like, that was really dumb. And like, now I'm going to hammer you with it. And then I have people like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you just like this in, you know, on the internet. And then my friends read it, and they're like, oh, shit. I can't believe you just said that to him. Like, and then I'll remember it forever. And then I'll see that person. And I'm like, hey, you're Carmen. I'm Nick. Nice to meet you. And they're like, oh, shit. I don't have like that thing where I draw a line or I wear chains or except at work. But you know, that's different. I like to speak my mind, but I also feel the exact same about mm-hmm. you. Or if you were to bring in someone who is totally different than you or I, I think that would be really cool. I would love to hear them. I don't wear the chains. I don't I don't follow the... But I'm saying you don't wear the chains because you're fighting against them. You see people around you constantly Every, yeah. trying to lock you in, right? That, like I just said, at work. That's, like yes. Work's my biggest one where I... But that's that's also part of being an adult, right? And just knowing that you have to separate certain things. Yes, and it's part of... To a degree. Yeah, and it's, that's something that I think is hard for a lot of people. It's like, I don't like the guys I work with, 
but I will talk to them every day. Like we're best friends. What's wrong with Austin? No, Austin's a cow. <laughs> Austin knows actually. Kidding. But outside of Austin, yeah, you know, and Austin and I will get into it sometimes. We don't, we don't agree. I'm not religious, as you know. You guys are very, all the Merediths are very religious. So we'll get into it sometimes, but it's never like, oh, like I don't like you anymore. It's like, ah, oh, well, I don't, I don't agree with that. But I work with guys that really force things on people, which I'm trying to think how I can say this without. Does Austin listen to this? He'll probably listen to this one. I feel that the guys I work with pressured Austin to get in the vaccine. I, I strongly feel that way. He might listen to this and be mad at me. That's interesting because I don't think I knew that he got that. Oh, well, only once. But I feel like it was something that really bothered him. Being his friend, at, we don't hang out outside of work that much, but I, we work together every day. You know, 40 hours a week, I'm with, I'm with Austin as much as he's with his wife. I just... He was someone who, I got to see it personally, who went through that, like, do I want this? Do I not want this? Who should I listen to? Who should I not listen to? And you know, Austin, he's not real big into reading the news, mm-hmm. listening to social media. Like, he kind of does what he wants he's to do. He's very much his own man. And he wants to be disconnected. And he trusts the guys we work with. And I think he trusts me, but at the same time, it's kind of like, and now, talk to him now, he wouldn't get another one. And it's kind of like, oh, well, I kind of told you some of this. But at the same time, I can't hold that against him. But it's that peer pressure, which mm. kind of brings us back to the whole trans gay thing of peer pressuring people into accepting it. Well, Instead of... Mike, ruining my podcast, trying to hop in online here. Messing me up. Just force, forced acceptance of anything is just not... That's not American. You know what I mean? Yeah, sorry. Hold on. I just got to... No, you're good. Someone signed on to PlayStation. Anyway. Uh, what PlayStation are we up to these days? What's that? What play- oh, what are we up to? Well, I haven't been asked that in a long You're really not into games. You want to know the last one I had before yeah. you tell me? Yeah. Remember when PS2 was real big and the drug hide thing in the back? <laughs> yeah. That Where was you the put last, the network? The, that was the last console. Yeah, you put the, the network chip for the first online gaming. It's so funny because, yeah, I had that open and we, we would, yeah, anyway. Um, not drugs, but console. we put stuff back there. Well, anyway. I had a buddy that hid his drugs back there, so I always think of it as a drug. I used to speaker boxes. Mm. That was always my thing. Um, we are on. I actually didn't know five. about that thing, by the way. What thing? That hole back there until that kid showed me that. Yeah, you unscrew it. And it's got a hole, and then you put the plate back on, or you can screw in the network adapter. Yeah, it for was a wireless. double double clip. Well, there was like an actual. Um, or for hardless. So it was so old, you had to buy a separate a separate piece for it. So th- yeah. this is my last video game memories. Yes, a separate like uh, plug-in, mm-hmm. and then plug your LAN wire into your separate plug-in, yep. and then you could play games on the internet. Yes. That was my last console. Okay. We're on five. Okay. And it's it's got a slow, slow start, because COVID, not many people had it, so it's really Oh, uh, that's the one that everyone's overselling for like way too expensive. Dude, I got mine at like two in the morning, the day it released. I... I stayed up till two in the morning with like five tabs right open. Right there, you're already way above me, head and shoulders, and caring about video games. <laughs> so the first one I just got, well, I, I was off. I okay. forget what. I think I was sick. Anyway, like with COVID. Was this during COVID? No, I was just sick. I was homesick. Okay. And I, and I was just like, I might as well get one of these. And I knew I had to stay up. I know what it's like to stay up for you know a launch. And yeah, I put in. Like the first one I tried to buy was at Target and I got it and I just, I went to sleep. I went up at like 10 in the morning or whatever. I woke up and 
drove down there and got one and then watched the debacle unfold for the next like two years. I just remember watching it on Facebook of people being like, Here's my receipt. I got one. I want eight hundred dollars. We're like, You're an asshole for selling that for eight hundred dollars. My kid wants one of these. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, welcome to the free market economy, bitch. Like, I was looking for them for friends. Like I was I, when I was sick and people found out I got one, people were asking me like to commission one for <laughs> not commission, but um excuse me, but to try and get one for them. And it was not much of an issue. Really? Uh, but also, I wasn't working at the time. I think most people working that were trying to buy them, you know, weren't little well, kids. Well, then I think it turned to over the. I have a few friends. Destroyed. Yeah, I have a few friends that are into sneakers, and they explained to me that the sneaker market is all bots. Mm-hmm. So you can't actually buy a release because the bot farms are so bad. Yeah. That they just. So it's the same thing here, and this is what blows my mind. It makes me think that they wanted it to be like this because they never put them in stores. You had all these cases lined up ready for the launch, and never did you ever see one in there. And it wasn't like, oh, you're just missing them. Oh, you just missed one. No, they weren't making it to stores. Well, you know that that they can do it because they did it with ammo. They've been doing well, it with ammo for years. Oh, yeah. Of putting it on, making you physically come to the store and pick it off the shelf. Yeah. They've been doing that for the past, what, two, three years now? Well, you can order it now. No, no, you've always been able to order it. However, like Cabela's and stuff set stuff aside where you'd have to go to the store. Have you ever never been there for this during COVID? No, stuff? wait a minute. What, no, explain this to me. Oh, dude, it got wild during COVID. So you would like go to Cabela's, which I hate Cabela's since they sold the best product. Dude, they just yeah. Anyway, junk. Agree. Come, you can come back. We'll come another time and just have a Cabela's. I wouldn't drink. say total junk, but yeah, I hate them. Here, pull, uh, in Cabela's the stuff is totally junk now compared to what it was. Yeah, it's bad. But uh, yeah, they'll bring out like a cart full of ammo, and dudes are just like walking around. You're in Cabela's, you're like, why are all these guys walking around? And they say no, like What's workers. Like, no, like like dudes to buy the ammo. When ammo got really scarce, they would bring out like a push cart full of ammo, and as fast as a dude took it off the cart, guys would snatch it off the shelf. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and but you couldn't buy it online. You couldn't reserve it. You could nothing. But you could pick it up in store. No, they didn't let you do any of that. You had to physically come to the store. But that's and buy what I mean. It. But you could physically go there and get it. Yeah, but you had to be waiting there because mm-hmm. if you got there twenty minutes after they unloaded that cart, those eight dudes or whatever bought. All you know, there are four boxes of each yeah. thing. Well, that was all there was. Was four boxes of each, and they but that everything. still stops bots. That and stops scalpers. bots. It does stop bots and scalpers. But when you're only doing a super limited supply, yeah. it was making it really hard because guys would figure out what time it was and just be waiting. I did one line during that. I bought like a thousand rounds of five five six at Target Master. Maybe it was five hundred rounds. Anyway, I bought like a bought a lot. Yeah. But I just went there for something random, saw a huge line, and I had to wait. And I was like, well, I might as well buy some. So <laughs> if I got to wait in this line anyway. That's the only, like, the video game, that's the only thing I can compare it to is ammo. I just spent out of video yeah, games. Sense. I just never got into. Now, I, I, when I was little, my dad had a comic book store. And in his comic book store, he had Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. And I had the key. So, like, after school, his his shop, this was in, um, in Collingswood, New Jersey. It was okay. on Collins Ave. It was like the main strip. Um, very cool town. But anyway, he had a comic book store on the main strip, and I'd walk past there walking home from school. So I'd often go in there and just grab the key and sit there and just keep pressing the button to give myself credits, and I'd play it for hours on end. So much so that I have his memory one time I had to pee so bad, and I just pissed right in the seat. My dad tore into me about it as <laughs> a little kid i actually did that playing video games i didn't want to stop well. man i peed onto the floor just laying on my belly because i didn't want to stop it's kids man that's what they do um but anyway i i loved that and then he would buy and sell things like random stuff 
And I guess someone came in and traded um, an NES with like shoe boxes full of, of games. And this is probably a couple of years after Nintendo had released. You're the same age so, as me, right? Uh, I'm 35. Okay, you're a little okay. So yeah, he came home with that, and I like I didn't even know things like that existed, and it just opened up my world to it. And my when my parents got divorced, my mom was working a lot, babysitters, things like that. So that was something I was always glued to. I, you know, my mom went through a lot, so I don't blame her at all. But I spent a lot of time on video games, which is probably why I'm I'm still into them now. But I have to set time aside for it. Like that's my that's like my cool down. Like I, it like, what is it? It's nine o'clock at night. That's when he hopped on and texted me, a buddy of mine. And we wait until, you know, pretty much our spouses are sleeping or getting ready for bed or, you know, I wouldn't let it take any time that I find truly valuable from me. But so that's probably the difference between the two of us is I grew up without any of that stuff. I never had my wife too. So weird. to me. I never had video games. I didn't have a computer in our house until I was in fifth grade at all. Like no computer. Okay. Um, we had TV, you know, TV. We did get like PlayStation stuff then, but you know, like all my pictures of me as a child are with like dead deer, and piles of fish on a stream in the woods, like out doing something here or there. I guess it's like that's that's the slight difference. Like, I mean, I was very outdoorsy. Well, no, I, like didn't, have, I didn't have the option of playing video games. Gotcha. I was outdoors a lot. I wasn't outdoorsy. Yeah, it's like I didn't have the option. Like so, like you know, my dad would go hunting every day after work because he worked at Wawa Dairy. He'd get done at three thirty. He could be in the woods, the same woods. Well, they're all gone now, but some of the same woods I hunt. And he could be in the woods by four, so he could hunt almost every day. That's pretty. So cool. like I was a little kid. I come home from school. That's and, so crazy. And just like wait for my dad to come home and yeah. like, oh, it's. You know, a half hour past dark, and he's not home. Like, there's a dead deer, and that was before cell phones, and like, so it was super exciting. And then you'd go that's to the woods. Cool. So that was my like excitement, and then that's what we did on the weekends, like all year. Was either we're out fishing, we're out in the woods. We just never got into the video games for the most part until PlayStation, and then like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. That twisted metal. I uh, never had a Twisted Metal. Uh, the only twist, actually, so I've only, Twisted Metal is the ice cream truck with the clown head. That was one of the characters, yeah. Okay, so the only Twisted Metal I ever played is, do you remember when PlayStation 1, the the big gray one first came out and they came mm-hmm. out with demo discs? Yeah, yeah. You had like 16 games. Dude, I wish they had that stuff still, yeah. You could play like three levels of each game. Yeah. That was the only Twisted like Metal I ever played was on that demo okay. disc. All right. Yeah, there was a lot of fun games on those, those demo discs. Like the games that I really, like I said earlier before we started, like Medal of Honor the history behind it because even as a little kid I'm like oh this is so cool and then you yeah. a little bit of research and you're like this is real like the Enigma machines and the way that you went through the campaigns and like yeah. you're like oh this is really cool when you brought running. that up I thought about so there's um, Call of Duty which we've heard of yep. the big you know we're, we're a first person shooter and then there's also Battlefield which having a little rocky, so Battlefield, rocky time I don't right know now. anything about but I do know some Call of Duty like Big Red 1 uh, and then they did a couple World War II Call of Duties because mm-hmm. I played one when I broke my ankle. So, well, but Battlefield did a, and I don't know how it was received by people, but I was fascinated by it, and it was called Battlefield 1, and it was based on World War One. and the campaign, at least, I thought was incredible. Instead of just throwing you out there in some random thing, and it's like, oh, that was actually a real battle? No, it, like, lets you know. So, like, the game opens up where you're charging out of a trench, you know, and you got, like, uh, I think, like, a baseball bat with some... Uh, barbed wire or whatever like these very old school type weapons yeah. that you had like in sidearms in like a 1911 like a shotgun with the shells coming out the top and stuff yeah, like just crazy it was very accurate and then you would die and then a memorial would come up of a real soldier 
who died on that battle in this day. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then it loads you up, and you do this for like the first like half hour of playing. You just keep going until you die, and then boom, this man that's pretty neat. lived, fought for this side, and died here. And I was like, man, so it got me so interested in some of these battles, and I... I just like kept looking it up. I played that beginning several times. I, just, I loved it. And I loved the fact that it was so um, into just like the authentic um, like guns and just like the battlefields, what it was like. And it was just cool. Very historically so accurate. So that sounds the same as Medal of Honor. For, did as, you ever play Medal of Honor? Best as you could be. Yeah. I don't really remember too much so about it. So they did another one that was, they did two. Playing stores. So you, do you know the HBO specials? Um, Band of Brothers and the Pacific. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so Medal of Honor did that. What do you mean? Medal of Honor did a European and a Pacific front for PS2. Okay. They have two games out where one of them is Pacific front where you start in Pearl Harbor. You're shooting down zeros out of a you know a sinking battleship, and you go all through the Pacific, and you do the Pacific campaign. And then they before that, they had a German one, where mostly Germany, but you went into North Africa. And you're playing the other side. No, no, you're you're Americans. You're okay. always Americans, but you get to see both, both of the theaters. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's PS2. It's really old. That's pretty. cool. It's called. Uh, I I remember one is Rising Sun. That's a Japanese one because the Japanese flag mm-hmm. um, is Rising Sun. I forget the other one. I don't Frontline. I think it's called Frontline. Frontline rings a bell. I think it might be Frontline. But you start. So you've seen uh, Saving Private Ryan. Frontline. I think it's Frontline. I'm really sure. Pretty sure it's Frontline. I it remember follows this. Saving Private Ryan like to the that. T, where you you come in on a landing craft and you look back and the guy says, three, two, one, and the gate comes down and then guys are throwing. It's the yeah. exact opening of Medal of Honor or Dude, of uh, Saving Private Saving Ryan. Ryan. Dude, the games have gotten. I don't want to say realistic and like immersive, but also yes. Like when I'm playing and I got the headphones on, I mean, I get I get stressed out sometimes. Like my heart is racing. Some I know somebody's coming to shoot me. And then when it's done, like sometimes it feels very realistic. Like especially like the I play some very serious game modes. Like I play S and D, Search and Destroy. So it's like you get one life, mm-hmm. and there's it's five on five or, or six on six, and you have to play very strategically. And you have to have good callouts, good comms with your with your guy. And that's why I play with the same people you know all the time. And you have to know the maps. You have to know the area. And it seems. I don't know, man. It just sucks, man. Sometimes, sometimes, like I have to kind of have a breather between maps. I'm like, I don't. I was talking with uh, Mike, who just signed on. I was talking with him about this. I think last night or night before. I was like, I don't know if I can handle like this VR or this more realistic approach that we're heading towards with this type of game. I was like, I don't know if I could physically handle. It. I said, Can you imagine a time when you'll get PTSD from playing a video game and they'll have to backtrack it? Do. They'll have to backtrack and be like, well, we went a little too far here. Well, you know that they use video games to get to fix PTSD, right? No. I know yeah, a lot of guys play it. That might be something for you to look into. So they have found, and I haven't read a lot about it, but I do read a couple articles on it, that they found some video gaming to help with soldiers with PTSD because they can like go through the stuff repetitively, I guess. I don't know. You have to look into it. But yes, okay. you can look into There is some, some stuff out there on that. I know a lot of um, people who serve... Uh, a lot of veterans will play those games, and I always found that to be odd to me. And I don't know any that yeah, play yeah. to ask. It's not something I know a shit ton about, yeah. but it is something that I have seen a few articles where they have brought it up. That's interesting. Of like using this, but the same thing, the flip side of that is people that have never been into a high-stress situation, 
start to think that is a high stress situation, and that's not. It's just a video game. It's messing with my mind though. They're getting so immersive. Well, now think about the kids that grow up playing that. Yeah. And now they go out into the real world, and a high stress situation to them is fake. Yeah. On a screen, and now they're in a real high stress. You know, their car's upside down. Well, that's the desensitization. What's it called? Desensitizing. That kind of brings us back to the porn thing. Yes. But in a, in a more animalistic, you know, feeling of of what is a stressful situation and what isn't. Yeah. You know, someone telling you, hey, I don't like your political views, that's not a stressful situation. But there's a lot of people out there that if you say that to them, that triggers them and they have an anxiety attack. Yeah. You know, hey, you your, your, your political view is wrong. I mean, I, I dealt with that. I don't know if you know. Do you know that? No. Oh, yeah. uh, wait, was this the thing about at Wawa? Yeah, the manager yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, knocked yeah. me out and kept the going The fact that you aren't living in a multi-million dollar house right now paid for by Wawa. You know why I lost that? Completely shocks me. Do you know why I lost that? No. Because of the times that we were living in. That man, all he had to do while I was unconscious on the ground, had no idea where I was at, or trying to figure out what happened, told everybody that I was a racist. I mean, you can still look at it. I'm not ashamed of it at this point. It bothers me. It bothered me for a long time. Bothered my wife for more. You can look it up, you know, if you're listening to this, if you, you'd have to dig a little bit more now. Before you just type my name, it popped up on Google, all these articles. Now you'd have to do a little bit of dig. But what was said was that I, out of the blue, decided to stroll into a Wawa and throw out some racist terms to a white woman for no reason. She asked me if I, you know, would put on a mask is what she said. And then I just went off on her for being white. And then... You, a white man, went off on a white woman dude, for being I, white. Dude, it gets... Yeah. And then... I went about my day. What really happened was she said, sir, would you like a mask? And I said, no, thank you. And I continued making my coffee. Then, according to the, the police report, this woman was alarmed by me and felt very uncomfortable and goes and tells this manager that just clocked out. And then he comes over, and I didn't even know he was a manager. I'm making coffee, and some dude is screaming in my face. And I'm trying to, like, the best way to not engage something or let it go further is to kind of, like, brush it off. It, that's, like, a good first step. Mm-hmm. So instead of acknowledging him, really, I just kind of like talked to him calmly and I continued making my coffee. And I was That's like, very sir. Meredith of you. And I said, well, sir, I said, you know, because he's screaming at me and pointing to the mask. I said, well, man, it, it also says six feet apart. And if you really are concerned, you're very close and it's actually dangerous, you know, according to you. So if you could please step back. He says that he approached me after me being racist to the white girl and that I started calling him the N-word. And then I was screaming the N-word through the store and then I went over and I told him I was stealing a cup of coffee. I was taking the coffee and I left. What really happened was a guy came out, would not leave me alone, then told me I wasn't allowed to leave the store. Only one exit was available because a door was broken and like tied off with like mm-hmm. tape. Um, and I tried to leave and I had the cup of coffee in my hand and I tried to pay for it. And he screamed and, and I backed up away from the register with the coffee in my hand and then went to go for the door and he said, you're not leaving body checked me into a wall and then followed me outside of my car, punched me in the gut from behind. I turned around and his fist was coming at my face and I threw a cup of coffee at him and then got, I got hit still and lost all vision. So I never had a, I never had a fair chance to fight. I yeah. couldn't see. I, I imagine I was just swinging like an idiot, just like punching everywhere and never hit anybody. I remember falling into a car or something and I just kept getting hit from like my, I just remember my head was just getting thrown one way into the other. And then I remember being choked choked me out by grabbing my necklace that I was wearing a gold chain. He was just strangling me. 
Anyway, I went unconscious. He ripped, I woke up, my shirt was ripped apart, my pocket was ripped from my pants, um, my chain was on the ground, and my po- everything in my pockets was everywhere. I had no idea what happened. But the one thing I kept remembering was that while I was being hit, he kept saying, that fucking hat, that fucking hat. And it was because I was wearing a Make America Great Again hat on. Ah, uh, okay. But in the reality... So what, did none of their cameras work that day, or...? They don't have cameras that looked outside to where I got, where, like, the assault really what, took place. So I'm not disparaging Wawa, only because I have to in writing. Otherwise, I disparage the hell out of them. Um, anyway, that being said, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't care. Um, he said that I assaulted so him you're, and all you're, stuff. Are you under a gag order? It is a very small gag order. Okay. It is like I was about to throw everything down the drain because I was so angry, and then we worked it out. to I just basically can't disparage Wawa. I don't even know about if that topic or th- at all about that topic. Okay, if I, I was you. I would be disparaging them a bit. Every you know every form possible. Yes, every garbage. single thing they make on this but podcast like, would be their garbage. But I like Wawa, and they were actually really nice to me. And they fired them immediately. Uh, well, yeah, but well, which that, is also yeah. why. From what I talked to Austin about, I think there was more to it that you kind of got railroaded on. But oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of different things, but. That's what happens when a $10 billion company doesn't want you to mess yeah. with them. Well, when I woke up, I woke up to a mob of people, and I still was, like, not fully coherent because I had a really bad concussion. I had a head injury. I, I landed on the ground on a sidewalk, hit my head, like, falling unconscious. You could die. And then I kept getting hit on the ground. Yeah. So this is just what I'm told. And the angle of where he hit me, you can only see some of it. You can't really see the whole thing. But I didn't think that made a difference. I was attacked and then followed outside and attacked further. Yeah, like, yeah. I had... I was beat up. You could well, see that it, kind of what you were saying. There kind of room. brings into what we said earlier about people like not understanding where and when you can defend yourself and when to defend yourself. Even yeah, that's not a time. Like I can't believe you even let someone get in your space that that close to your space where he, you don't like. Hey, here's the thing. I was half asleep. I had worked a twelve hour shift. I pulled into the driveway. My wife was waiting with my kids in her car next to next to me in the driveway. So I your kids up. saw all this. Or they were here? They were No, they were in the car. They didn't see okay. anything. So I park my truck. I turn it off. I get out and hop right into the passenger seat. I didn't get changed, nothing, right from work. Hop in the passenger seat of my wife's car. And sorry for those of you listening. I'm sure I've told this before. I sit in her, her seat, and I pass out. And I'm on my way to Jersey to visit my, my nephew, my son, my nephew, who was just born like a week prior, and we couldn't see him because of COVID. There was no mask policies in PA, or I, I didn't even know about it in Jersey at this point. I don't remember if I knew. Um, there was just like nothing. It was like really yeah, early. Jersey on. was way before us. Yeah, but this was like early, even for Jersey. Okay. Like with some of the crazy stuff they did. Um, so I fall asleep in the car, and then I wake up to my wife smacking me in a in a Wawa parking lot, saying, "Go in and get a cup of coffee. I don't want you sleeping the whole time we're here." So I'm like groggy as anything. I get up and I like. I'm basically stumbling into this place. I I couldn't be more or I couldn't be less aggressive at any point in my life than I am at this point. I mean, I am just like I'm tired and I'm excited to go see my nephew. I've been like looking at pictures of him for a week and we couldn't go visit him because of COVID. I'm very excited about it. And I'm making a cup of coffee and next thing you know I'm getting assaulted because of a hat that I actually never had a problem with anybody before that in any area I went to. Even going through Philly I'd wear it and all I'd get is people smacking me on the arm and going, I love the hat, man. Love the hat. People giving me thumbs up, and sometimes you get a dirty yeah. look. But that was the extent of it. Let alone now you fast forward to this. Like that's insanity. Yeah, I remember when Austin told me all that, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like that is because I didn't know. You. I don't think I really knew you at that point. Yeah. And I was just like, "This is crazy." Like, who was this? Well, the police believed him. 
everybody believed this black guy that was said that a white guy walked in with a MAGA hat and just was spouting off racist. Which kind of comes racist. back to what we were talking about earlier. It's with, tribal, dude. Yes, with just who not to upset. Yeah. Who's the easiest person to not upset? Is it the white guy with the beard? Well, I no have said really some, some very uh, prissy officers in Mountie from New Jersey who are very uh, sus in my in my opinion. Yeah, anything. their masculinity. Any, anything with Jersey is a little... Yeah, well... Anyway. I like to, that's that's me giving a shot back. That's how I feel better. Yeah, Those yeah. I, I have heard that some of that story from Austin. That's, but it was nuts, dude. I I I wind up being out of work for months. Physical therapy, that, learning how that to balance into and like if walk I'm properly. If, if you're somewhere for the rest of your life now, and someone gets within your your arms, let's say arms distance. Generally, for me, if you get within, I can touch you. We you're, you're too close. Mm-hmm. So now you're gonna ha- you could have PTSD from that. That You don't even realize. Yeah, but I also didn't think that was the situation I was in. And that's what—that's the problem. Because it, it didn't make sense to escalate to where it went. Yeah, yeah. So the moment I realized, like, something's going on, my thought was get back to but my family but, and leave. And again, that brings us back to what we talked about earlier, where that's literally causing the racial issue right now and stuff in this country. You were just like, hey, this is, I, 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 there's no racial stuff here. There's no nothing. I don't, the hat doesn't matter. I just want my coffee. And I want to be left alone. I'm not bothering you. Don't bother me. Mm-hmm. And for that, you got beat up. Dude, I had family members getting on me please don't wear the hat please don't wear it out in public yeah like i, don't I was like I, I i have one like and they were they were right to be upset at that point and nervous for me so some i've always worn like my trump shirts mm-hmm. i wear them to, i've worn this shirt to work like and i work with some lefties and i've had comments made people to say me. like you show over here <laughs> it's a great look for those you gotta you know i'm not even gonna explain what it is you gotta so, go over and, and check and, out the and youtube I've had channel people you know give me crap about like my trump shirts and stuff and yeah. i'm like hey man if Biden has a good job and, and he makes a cool-ass shirt and some cool merch, maybe I'll rock some Biden merch, but he needs yeah. to make some cool merch. Dude. Biden I, don't have any merch. Yeah. He has nothing. I, I went out for a motorcycle ride to, I think I went to Cape May with a couple couple friends. There was a group of us um, did a motorcycle trip and very left friends in some of them. And one of them had, a, uh, I love this because one of them had a, I don't remember, I think this was during the trip. I was wearing a Trump shirt. With Trump with an American flag bandana, an American or yeah, American flag shirt, and or no, a suit, American flag bandana, glasses, and he's riding a chopper. Okay. And it's just like a ridiculous shirt. And then my buddy is wearing a shirt of Trump, you know, being executed with his brains sprayed all over the side of the shirt. And it was a cool looking cool. graphic. <laughs> and it was funny because people were like, "Oh, we didn't know if you'd be upset." I'm like, who the f- who do you think I am? Like, oh, why would you think? But what I'd be if offended we flip that? that? Oh, you can't do that. That's the problem. You can't do that. What if I were to wear a shirt with Biden? I mean, I don't think that group would have an issue. Not, not but a, in general. But just society. in general. Yeah. Just, just, yes. So, like, people have a problem with me wearing a Trump shirt. But if you wear a Biden shirt, there's no issue. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like... One well, side's got very noisy snowflakes, and one's got some very noises, noisy racists. So and it's the, like the yeah. extremists on both ends are idiots. And I hate... I. So that is the biggest thing, is anyone that's really loud from either side is an ass. Yeah. It's the people who aren't, like... Um, like I'm very conservative, and the people I work with, people I'm friends with, know that. But like I told you earlier, I'm not. I'm very leftist mm-hmm. with a lot of views. So like, unless you talk to me, give me a left view. A left view? Yeah. When do you uh, think environmental I change? Hundred percent happening, fully taking place. Not human cause, though. So that's where I, my twist of it is. So global warming and stuff, hundred percent taking place. Once again, I think we're on the same page. But it's not human. It, it may be human. We might we may be affecting it somewhat. Yeah. But there's so many more things that people don't talk about, like the carbon sink that is the ocean. 
and like the Great Barrier Reef was bleaching, which I think I recently heard the Great Barrier Reef is starting to come back. I heard that, but I didn't know how much. I haven't looked into it that I much. I thought it was clickbait. I just saw it. In order so to like, I have a degree in environmental planning from Westchester. So I have a very leftist degree, very leftist professors who knew my standing in everything. Because as I'm talking to you is how I talk to everyone. Like I, whether you like my view or not, we're going to discuss it and we're going to discuss yours and that's cool. But, uh, I, so I have a lot of like things that would speak and like I'm pro gay, which we already talked about. I'm pro marijuana. I don't really care what you want to do to your, I'm, I'm pro all drugs. I'm pro all drugs. Whatever you want. As that's, long, that's as, why my leftist. As long view. as you are not bothering someone else to afford your drugs or while you're on your drugs. I don't like a lot of it. That goes back to me hating something that I would vote for someone's right to do because I believe that they have the right to do it. Now, I do not like heroin or anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I know it destroys people's lives and it's terrible. But you're still a free person. As long as you're not bothering anyone while you're doing it. Yeah. Well, my problem comes into this thing where we, we make something illegal and then we look at all the crimes committed and it's like, well, if that wasn't illegal, where would the crimes... Would we still have the high crime rate? Well, where do we draw the line is my thing. So, like weed. Weed's been illegal now since, what, 71? It's like class 70 one, something? Isn't it? Yeah, cur- class, <laughs> class three. Or cla- I, whatever it is, a high. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really the same bad. Same as heroin. Wait, yes. Not the same as cocaine. Cocaine's class two. Okay. Cocaine does have a medical use, so it is not the same classification. It is different. That's probably because so many politicians use cocaine, and that one had to come down a little bit. <laughs> they use it for nasal surgeries, apparently, for numbing your nose. Really? It makes... Not, I mean, it does numb. It does not, numb the nose. Not saying I've done or not done it, but yeah. I've heard that it does work as a numbing agent. They could probably do it for gum surgery too. They, if they had to work I, on your gums. I've heard that as well. <laughs> However, if you make marijuana legal now, so this could go for any federally. job. But let's just start for marijuana yeah. federally. What do all the guys in jail? Oh, you can't release them because they broke a law. Yeah, but then you need pardons. Mm-mm. You need Mm-mm. to do something. Mm-mm. Why? Because what happens when you change other laws? Where do you draw the line on that one? Mm, no. And I hate it. I I don't I don't agree with it, but I have to stand by my morals of that. And and at the time, it was illegal. Yeah, but things like that have happened. But they have released those people. How many? But not on this scale. It's got to be on. Yeah, but no. I I think if it's nonviolent, there's almost no reason for prison time. Like on on when we're talking well, about that, my thing is is you if still just you still broke possession. the law. You did break the law, but you did some time. Maybe maybe um, what's it called when you commute sentences? No, no, that's now yeah. If we get into the people that have like life sentences for weed, that's a different conversation. But the people that are just in for you know dealing or but the other th- and and like I agree with what you're saying. I don't it's think using, it's right, yeah. but they did break a law. But like then you have to take into the big gray area back to the non-black and whites, is the people that got in trouble and it ruined their life as a, at, at 17, and now they're 40, and they've been in and out of the prison system their whole life, based off of that original arrest, but then their next arrests were burglary or sexual assault. You still got to be held accountable. That you need to be in prison. Like that's... But that's, that's like the whole slavery thing, right? Where you're trying to argue for reparations. It's like, well, y- you make decisions in your life. Yeah. You know, and not everybody is born with the same privilege. And it's not has nothing to do with your color of your skin, in my opinion. But you can't. I, I guess that goes to like uh, it, it parallels with some of the arguments I'd have for uh, the difference between equality of opportunity versus the equality of outcome. Quality of outcome. That is all of what is going to cause a lot of basically problems. every every conversation we have in this country right now. Almost everyone you and I have had tonight 
could be tied back to equality of outcome mm-hmm. versus equality of opportunity. Yeah. The whole purpose of this country is equality of opportunity. Exactly. It's the only reason I am here. My family came here for that from Italy. Like, they didn't come here expecting to be given something. They came here expecting that if they work their the asses opportunity off, to do it, yeah. they would get it. Now, I'm sure that when my grand- great-grandfather came here in the 1870s, he didn't expect I would live in the same house, you know, a hundred and some years later that he helped purchase in the 1900s. That's like, pretty cool. But his work bought him that house. No one gave him that. He wasn't guaranteed that coming here in the 1800s. And now people are, think they're guaranteed something. You're not. I was talking to somebody about this recently where I'm thinking about all these things that people, these these loud voices that are looking for the equality of outcome are looking for. And I, I think we're so spoiled, dude. I look at like people that I, I knew personally that would complain and I think back on some of the stuff they had, like really nice MacBook Pros or like iPads and things like that. And I'm thinking like, I know that's, you're okay to have that. Like, look how nice of a life you're living. Look, you go out to eat, and you 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 have off on the weekends. You're home in the afternoon. You're not. You're working one job, um, and you're choosing to live a lifestyle that requires you to have roommates and things. For some people, I mean, this is not yeah. across the board. I would say for majority of people, there's always a but. Yeah, but you have a route that you can take, whatever you want, that'll get you out of that situation. And you can go further. So I don't understand like the disconnect of where people forgot that you have to work for things. Like what is going on? I th- I think social media, or that they have it good. People I think it's social think media. They have dude. it worse than they do. I, I really think it's it's all fake. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Do you think when you said you think social media, you're talking about like the the, the fakeness. fakeness and people thinking, well, that is real. Like you can't yes. differentiate. And that's I, not how people live. It's something I didn't want to admit to until I saw a few friends whose social media showed them as these super happy people that are doing trips and going here and going there with a significant other. And then you talk to them, you know, on a bad day. Yeah. And they will tell you the truth. And their significant other is a piece of shit. And their significant other doesn't treat them very well. And they don't actually enjoy some of the time they spend with them. But they don't post any of that. So you don't know that. And you why just, would you? You just see this person put... Yeah, uh, yes and no. Well, then you got other people who are fishing for for some attention who are posting just the most depressing Correct. nonsense. Or then you have like myself, like I fought depression for a long time, and I I've gone back and cleaned up some of my social mm-hmm. media. But some stuff I leave where it's like, hey, like someone else could see that, and like that could have meaning to them. Where it's like I would post if that was like dark or sad. I'm or, talking more about people who are fishing. Yes, but I mean, like that's the problem is there's so many out there that are doing one or the other that's hard mm-hmm. to find the genuine people in life. That, like, their social media is just genuine. It's like, hey, this is this cool thing that I did. Or, hey, this is this, I broke, like, for me, like, hey, I broke my ankle. Like, this is a picture of my giant swollen ankle. Mm. Like, that's not cool or, like, flattering. Like, yeah, people are like, oh, damn, like, that sucks. But I broke my ankle because I was drunk being an idiot. Mm. Like, it's not, like, a cool conversation. It's just like, hey, mm. for my friends and family, like, bang, click here, I broke my ankle. So, so speaking of injuries, can we discuss this uh, this injury on your forehead? Uh, yeah, what happened? It's actually very, very lame. Uh, oh, last yeah. Thursday, I talked to you. Yeah, had a few drinks. I was watching a YouTube cooking channel. I, I had a couple of drinks, like nine. Yeah. Uh, my my ring nine ca- drinks or around no no nine. till nine. Okay. My ring camera shows me at nine thirty, getting my last drink. Mm-hmm. I went to bed at twelve oh six. I remember that per- perfectly. Woke up middle of the night to go pee and got a head rush while I was peeing and woke up on my tile floor. Dude. However, I just moved into my house two months that's ago. A gnarly. Well, I live on my own now. Yeah. So I woke up 
not knowing where I was because I blacked out, you know, and I just moved into this house. So my brain hasn't, even though my family's lived there for my whole life, I redid the entire house. So everything's different. So I woke up in a house having lived in for two months, unconscious, my head bleeding. Luckily, I have you know, some muscle memory of like yeah. self from the fire service of like, check myself out. What's wrong? What's broken? How do I fix it? Who do I need to talk to? Like you go through a checklist and I guess I don't, my memory, I remember talking to you. I remember watching cooking stuff. I remember going to bed at 1206. I remember waking up at 210 on the, roughly 210 on the floor. And then I don't have any other memory until like 430. That's crazy. Drove I'm myself. right, dude. I drove Lucky myself to Riddle. Are you, I'm, oh, not proud of, all that. I'm not proud of that, but I wow. did drive myself to Riddle, park my car yeah. perfectly, go into the emergency department, sign myself in. I was coherent. No one ever tripped. I never yeah. tripped anyone in the hospital to be like, hey, you're you're incoherent. Yeah. But I don't remember. Dude, you're lucky it. you didn't hit something on your way down. I'm lucky I, mean, to hit my, I, mean, I, I thought that, I hit my sink. That's what I mean, like something like that. Yeah, and then I went back and checked, and it was just one little blood spot on the floor. But it was terrifying. Like the first couple seconds was pure terror of like, what, where am I? What happened? Yeah. Until Dude, that's I, scary. Until it clicked and I started doing And then after I got home and started looking at like my kitchen counter, I was really like, hey, like people talk about muscle memory. Muscle memory is real, dude. Yeah. Like I woke up or came home to my whole first aid kit from my vehicle in my driveway on my counter, Steri strips, clean terry cloth towels, water, flush, saline flushes. I was going to stitch myself shut. I don't remember any of that. I do remember looking in the mirror with some stuff and going, literally, I said out loud, I'm probably looking at, like, I'm looking at you and going, this is not good, Nick. And I could just have this huge... Did they have to stitch it at all? Yeah, I got five stitches and some glue and a steri strip. And swelling still. Uh, A little bit, Yeah, I've I've heard from a couple people that it looks like it's still... Yeah. It was terrifying. That's gnarly, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought you were gonna tell me like you bumped into a wall or something. When you wish. said it wasn't much. I wish, man. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I'm but glad you're all right though. That could have been thanks. a lot worse. Yeah, they want me to go to like a cardiologist and stuff. Those are words. So like you're 32 and you passed out. I'm like, look, I think I just got up in the middle of the night. I was probably dehydrated. I yeah. didn't take a breath. My bathroom's five steps from my bed. Like, dude, I went through something for a while. It's my passing out. I don't know what happened, but for like a couple years, and. I, this is really bad to admit because I, I would really restrict. I almost never drove at this point, uh, but I would just pass out. Really? Mm-hmm. Like no warning or anything? A little bit of warning. I'd get the head rush, but it wasn't like, oh, I quickly stood up. No, I'd just be like doing something. And sometimes it, it, when it started happening during driving is when I was like, something's wrong. I shouldn't be driving. Like there would be times where I had enough time to like swerve over into the shoulder and slam on my, like while slamming on my brakes, put it in the park and just, and I would go down. Oops, wow. I missed your camera up. Um, sorry for anybody watching that. <laughs> Hold on. That, that's way worse. We'll, uh... Like I did have a sl- I knew, I knew it was, so I do have that memory. My last memory yeah. is peeing, finishing peeing and being like head rush and knowing like what's coming mm-hmm. and trying to sit on the toilet. And then I woke up on the floor. Well, I'm just saying in general, like they, yeah, I know it's totally separate, but I never figured out what happened. And it, I think it lasted for about, definitely over a year, maybe two years. Uh, but it would come and go. And I, like, often I'd be, like, down in my basement and this I'd be walking an around doing things. This, isn't a, this is, like, right before I got my CDL. 
because I refused to get my CDL until I figured out what was going on. I was like, I can't kill a bunch of people. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I never figured it out, but it stopped, and I haven't had it since. And yeah, it was like, it was like a couple. Of years. I still waited a couple so years a to get my CDL. Yeah. How often did you drink fluids at that time? Because this, so before now that I I've don't done know. it, and I, I've had to have it one other time. Same thing, middle of the night, taking a pee, but I caught myself, sat down, and was fine. Uh, a podcast listened to with a hunting guy called the Deer Hunter Podcast. He had it happen a couple months ago in his tree stand. Oh, that's terrifying. He woke up hanging from his lifeline on his oh, bow dude. on the ground. Him, yeah, Kevin talked about it. It's listening to the episode is terrifying. And so it was exactly what happened, what you're talking about. He was sitting there, got lightheaded, and just and woke up dangling from his safety. That's harness. horrifying. I, when it happened to me a few times in the car, that's when I was like, um, this is like something serious. But it would happen like a few times in a week, and then it wouldn't happen for like a couple months, and then it started happening again. I thought I had a brain tumor. I kept going on WebMD, like looking, but nothing would come up that was like serious, yes. which I thought that would be like, hey, if this is happening, like go get checked out immediately. And I got checked out. I forget exactly, because this is such a hazy point in my life, but um, I did get checked on a bunch of different things, and everything came up fine. So I still don't know what it is, but it stopped. But, dude, it freaked me out. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. I often wonder, looking back, if it had something to do with sleep apnea. Maybe getting, like, worse. Because I was it was at my heaviest. I was close to 400 pounds at the time. Um, and right before I got my CDL, I was I developed narcolepsy. That's what I was going to ask you if you were a little narcoleptic Yeah, there. but this was different. The narcoleptic, um, I don't know what you would call it, moments that I had were very different from the passing out. The passing out was like, whoa, I'm going down. Okay. Um, like, it happened in the hospital. My son was, like, in the hospital. We didn't, I mean, we didn't even know he was going to make it, like, a really serious time. And I remember that was maybe one of the last times it happened where I was standing there on the side of his of his bed, and the, the doctors are talking about his situation, and I just start trying to tell him, hey, I'm going down. I'm going, and nobody heard me. So I just, I was so conditioned at that point from it happening that I would lay on the ground because the few times I fell and hit my head, I was, I was so afraid of dying, mm-hmm. like, you know, falling on steps. So when I felt it coming, I would lay on the ground. So I'd pass out early on the ground and then wake up on the ground. So That's I had wild. like, I had like three seconds. I mean, it was like quick. Like you got to like, I got to move now and put myself in a safe position, like three to five seconds. That's, that is terrifying. Dude. Right? Dude, I, I just wish I could have had somebody. Have you talked to a doctor about this since? No, because everything stopped. Like all those issues just stopped. Did you and you said you had a lot going on in your life at that time? Uh like head injury stuff, but nothing was But be I mean like stress or anxiety in your life, like was life hectic or uh, I mean I was married recently married. That's crazy. Kid on the way, but I wasn't sure. Like was nothing changed, happy. but it still went away. That's except for my sleep apnea. Um I winded up getting checked out for that because the narcolepsy was getting so bad i would forget where i was because i would just like pass out but not pass out like go unconscious like actually sleep but yeah, it yeah. felt like passing out but without the head rush this sounds like the same thing but they knowing my no, body I worked were, with a kid that had narcolepsy different. in an industrial setting it was kind of like blinking so that's <laughs> what that kid would do you would be like talking to him and i have a buddy that's actually like that and in an industrial setting though it's, it's like that's what you're saying terrifying. it's kind of because he would fall forward yeah. like into a metal conveyor oh, belt yeah, and like smack his head and then he'd jump yeah. back up be good yeah i would like i'd go to watch a movie and people you explain this and you might even think this listening all right so like i'd watch a movie and i'd blink and the credits were coming and they'd be like 
maybe you fell asleep. And I'm like, no, I know it feels like to fall asleep and wake up. This is different. I'm telling you, I literally like had a lapse in my memory. Like, I don't even know if it was because of the blink, but something happened. And I just have like an hour or, you know, 20 minutes that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but I would be often very irritable when I came back. So like my wife would just come in the room sometimes and I wouldn't know why I was in that room. I could be sitting down at a desk and like just came to, and I would just lash out and yell like, what, what do you want? Like cuss at her. And I'm like, I don't, and then immediately be like, what is going on? Like what, you know, and it's hard for a human being that I'm living with and a female to accept that something really weird is going on. Um, yeah, it got to the point where the, I think the weirdest thing I did, two weird things is I got lost. Um, Oh, some of this was too linked with a, a head injury. Wait, I'm, now I'm getting things mixed. Anyway, I, w- I was losing my mind. And I winded up finding out that a lot of it had to do with uh, I was developing narcolepsy from lack of sleep. So I went and got sleep studies done, um, got on a CPAP machine, and then I was it just ended. Everything was just like done. I felt like a different person. I didn't realize you can have that much energy in a day. So I don't... Lost weight. I don't know that I totally understand the sleep apnea. So sleep apnea... A guy at the firehouse had it, and the only thing I knew from him was because I hate medical stuff. I never learned any medical shit. Mm-hmm. I'll, I could do all sorts of fire so, rescue stuff, but medical, I'm just terrible. I'll botch this, but a, on a brief he just stopped, way. He just stopped breathing. You stop breathing, but it, it messes with your REM cycle. So normally people go through the cycles. It's like, you know, like the three different cycles of sleep, and mm-hmm. they might do that a few times throughout the night. So you get, do you get any REM? split seconds sometimes not no you might i think like the one study i did it was like 45 minutes of sleep is what they calculated for all night actual rem yeah but i slept for like eight hours in the bed um or it'd be like an hour and a half three hours uh, you know and if you you do that over the course of time your body literally will say i cannot function i'm shutting down and did you dream because REM is when you dream. No. No. In fact, that was one of the things I noticed when I would sleep with the CPAP. I was like, I had a dream. I'd wake up and that would be my thought. Oh my gosh, I had a dream. It was really realistic. Like a really in-depth detail. That's, pretty, and that, that's one thing I never thought about is the, the actual REM yeah. dream So I would dream, sleep. but it, it's, it's different. Like I wouldn't always remember it or I wouldn't dream often or not remember it often, whereas um, it's a lot different now. I also take Alpha Brain, which really messes with my dreams. Okay. Um uh, I take out the alpha little, brain little plus on it. or pro. A little on it plug. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I'd like that as much as I do, dude. I love the alpha brain. I actually, my favorite part is I, I, the clarity. I, I notice the difference when I don't take it for a couple of days because it takes a couple of days to, to like ramp it up and a mm-hmm. couple of days to come down. But the dreams are my like my favorite thing that I notice all the time. Like are they very vivid or very are they vivid. positive though? Mm, sometimes. So I, another way you can have vivid dreams is melatonin. Uh, yeah, well, melatonin will give you vivid <laughs> dreams. However, if you're someone who maybe has a negative mindset mm-hmm. or depression or anxiety issues, you will get vivid dreams to the point that they are terrifying. So it's funny. And you you, I woke up at one point and checked my cell phone because in my dream, the conversation I had was so real and me answering my phone was so real. That I thought I had talked to the person. That's great. I believe it. I recently had. I, and I threw a million yeah. melatonin the next morning. I recently had to call somebody to tell them what happened because I couldn't go back to sleep because I kept envisioning the most brutal. I mean, I don't want to sit here explain my dreams. Nobody really wants to hear that stuff. But it was basically I was watching a ton of people be executed, men, women, and children. Like super real. While I was the elite at the table being forced to watch it all, and I was also the cause of it. And I couldn't physically move. That's some Hunger Games shit, dude. 
Dude, it was hard. It was hard. But they were searching for me. And I was the only one in the place that knew it. And they were just executing people. But you know sometimes, like, I don't know if you ever just try to throw a punch or pull a, pull a trigger of a gun. I've and had it's that like dream my entire... the trigger can't pull. Do you know what's... A... You've had that? Every single yeah. dream I've ever had where I need me. to shoot someone in the dream, defend myself, defend someone. The gun's there, and you can pull and pull and pull no matter how hard. It won't, it won't give. And it I think snap. it's... Well, I'm not, neither of us have ever experienced it. What do you mean? I've shot a lot of guns. I've shot a lot of animals. Yeah, I've yeah. ended a lot of beating hearts, but I've never shot a person. Your body doesn't know how to... How do you know how to dream about that? I can't... I've punched plenty of people, unfortunately. But you've punched someone in real life, too. Yeah. So but you I know can't, how to punch. But I can't punch in my dream. Oh, that's I get, that's like, these little, like, rubber band hands, and, like, they just... You can't So connect. I've actually... I've had that, too. Now you're making me really, like, think about it. I've had that, though, where you hit the person mm-hmm. in the dream, and it's just like... Yeah, it's like what is going on, and nothing's happening at yeah. all. But like they're not reacting, but need, like it's not hurting you. Yeah. And you're just like, and as, you, as hard as you can, like that. Yeah, I've it's had almost that. like I've you're slowing down happen. at the last second. Yes, yeah, you're like, <laughs> it's like you're a bad actor. <laughs> yeah, I have had that. The gun thing, I've had more. Yeah, I don't think so anyone's weird. ever asked me about it. Like that, but something I definitely know. Yeah, I was like trying That's to funny. pull a trigger. And you just can't. It won't like, like the snap of it actually. And giving you know where the break should be. That's what I mean. The break. You it can't, might be a gun you yeah. know in the dream. You're yep. like, I know the break's right there, and you just and just like like it's like the safety's on. Yeah, yeah. That is I've, that is a very you know, recurring dream. But anyway, that's it something was that, that terrifies same me in real life, dude. Where I couldn't step up to say I did, but I like every bit of me was like, get up and stop this. And then they they did it to my wife, and it was beyond brutal, like so bad that I I didn't want to close my eyes. I ended up staying up. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, but that was the first time in in a while that it's been like that. It's just whatever dreams I have, they're just very intense. Yes, I've only ever had it like that with the melatonin. The melatonin yeah. did that. Dude, melatonin, they used to put it in this drink called Drank. And I used to get it in South Philly at like the little corner stores. But it was like a purple drink that was to help you sleep. And it was basically like the – it was advertised like an energy drink. Like the same, reverse. like yeah, but reverse. But it was like the same style. Like it looked like an energy company, or like a, like Red Bull. If Red Bull made a sleepy drink, this would be it. Uh, but dude, we used to. I don't know why we were so into taking it. Is it just weird like take how, it like, and then hang out with each other? Well, like things come and go. Yeah. Like like cool things or like things at stores that just yeah. come and then they go and then it's just like. Did anyone else see that thing that we did there for a little? Like we yeah. had a thing at the firehouse that I've asked people. No one remembered. We called it cactus juice. It was this energy drink that literally just said energy on it, and it was in an aluminum can, like a Coors Light can is now. Mm-hmm. But they were different colors, like green, purple. Let me and ask one of this. them was cactus flavored, so we called it cactus juice. Yeah. But I have yet to find someone else who knows what the heck I'm talking if about. If it was a yellow can, would it be a different shade of yellow that would say energy? And if it was a green can, would it be a different I shade think, of yes. green yeah, that yeah, would say energy? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Um, I can, if that's correct, then I, I would look I it up on my phone. But, but yeah, but like, I. Like I, like the guys from the firehouse remember yeah. this drink because we used to go buy it at Lima Wawa, but I'd never been any. But then I like the job. I I drink the job. You drink on it. I drink some of the Jocko stuff. Okay. So I like the one Jocko yeah. Go, the the uh, Dakota Myers one. It's the only one I can drink. The vanilla cherry. Oh, nice. The rest are terrible. Uh, yeah, I had. A, it's funny. I was I was going to ask how, what you thought of them. My um a good friend of mine. Uh, Tuca actually was one of their advertising agents. Okay. For them, worked with Jocko. Yeah. So. The rest of them are terrible. The only he, one I could drink is the the Dak Shepherd one. It's the Coda Myers one, but they have they the nootropics and stuff in them. Oh, okay. So it's just like the on it. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar. Like their branding type. type yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. But I think he started with on it. 
Oh, I don't know that. He I was involved with on it. I wouldn't be surprised. If you go all the way back in the day, so like uh, Alpha Brain, that was Jocko's thing. He pushed that really big. I didn't realize. You that. know, he has a podcast, right? The uh, Jocko no. podcast. No, I didn't know. It's really intense. I don't follow him. That dude is like on a different level. Okay, than I so can, I am at <laughs> yes. The first couple hundred episodes or whatever, like the first version of his episodes, he did just book reports and stuff with him and Echo Charles, which is his guy, mm-hmm. like his young Jamie, but it's his partner, like super intense. Like he has a couple, I could send you a couple of episodes of his that I do re-listen to. I would definitely to. check it out. Yeah. Uh, are you into like World War II stuff? Uh, yeah, dude. Anything so you know like uh, uh, Unit 731? The Japanese oh, unit, dude. I just went on a deep dive on this. If okay, you're I listening, it. I don't want to. I, I actually get uncomfortable talking about. It. You can go in a little bit, but I don't want to have a deep conversation. No, no, about I'm not. To, I'll just. I will. Uh, Anybody dip, listening? Tomorrow, I'll send you up. a podcast of Jocko's to listen to, mm-hmm. and it will change your outlook on. Well, it changed my outlook on World War Two, the Asian theater, and what okay. was taking place for me. When learning I about that. Changed, about 731. It changed my outlook on humans. I think it's 731, humans. right? I, it's, I, I know what you're talking about from that. It's the, like the torturous, yes. horrible, horrific yeah, things on, that yeah, human humans and but, children. And, yes. But yeah. that's still going on in China right now. You wouldn't be surprised. With like Uyghur, with Uyghurs, Mu- Muslims. Yeah, yeah, with the Uyghur Muslims. Dude, I, Same exact type of stuff, man. But uh, the, the problem with those things and the German World War II thing, and it's the problem with being someone who lives in the gray. It, it, it's a very, it's, it's difficulty. If not for, this sounds terrible. If not for that unit seven thirty one, I think I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I think that's the number, the Japanese unit, and some of the stuff that the Nazis were doing medically during World War Two, we would not be where we are mm-hmm. medically at this time. But I don't. I, it, it, there's a difference between looking at that and saying that that is enough of a reason to continue to I'm do it. I'm not saying it was saying, good. I'm let's just saying, not, as someone who has to look at, like, it's yeah. over, it happened, it's done. Let's we not let it go to waste. We it all. We have yeah. to, like, there is good things that did come out of it. The craziest one I will go into, a, a little bit, was where they were looking for an agent that they can give to their soldiers so they wouldn't need sleep. Did, did he go into that at all? Uh, no, I've heard more of that from the German stuff with meth. Okay, so they had this gas that they had released into a room of five soldiers. I believe they volunteered to be in there. This is their soldiers. Are you talking about the sleep study, the, the sleep thing? Yeah. So Did they stopped them from sleeping. So I've read into like I've, I've read into some of that, and I've found that some of it's supposed to be not true. Okay. So is like this... like I've seen the meme and stuff of it, and like the the I don't social know media. About yeah, that. yeah. Like it gets pushed around social media, and it's like the I forget the name of it, but it's like a term. It's a, a group of people sleep study. Right, it was like a five a group of people. They put them in, they and they didn't get them sleep at all for no. days and days and no, days. No, they lost their minds, and yes. then when they slept, they all died. Correct. The ones that were survived. I think some of that is not fully true. All right. Well, if I remember reading it correctly, any of it, which it was horrific from terrible. the moment. It's, yes, yes, from yes, day yes. two to like whatever it was. They they lost their minds. Whatever. Yeah, they did de- de- dehumanize themselves. But normally, it's like it's crazy because you know you do a study like that today, you would end it as soon as there was harm to the people, and that was just well, like, no, we're going to keep would, pushing would, it. We really want to know. Would we? Uh, depends. Yeah. Will we stop doing yeah. something that we know is harming people today? A medical procedure, dude. How many things are popping up right now from like the early '60s, '70s, and '80s of like where they're now coming out and saying we performed these um, things on human beings? How about like, like MK Ultra. MK. Well, that can still be argued. Against, 
But how about like they? So this. I'm movie, talking about where they come out and say we were giving people these drugs in well, how order about the to men who stare at goats or sterilize them. Do you remember that movie with yeah. George Clooney? Yeah, I don't know too much about the real story. That was about LSD. Like that's that not. Be, well, I know they did a lot with that stuff. The CIA did a lot with LSD. Yeah. Like they were putting people on drugs all the time. Like what you're saying, we we don't have to wonder anymore. Well, I'm saying like why like people. There are there are ones like of these conspiracies that are no longer conspiracies. They are public but information. But we're living it. That's what I mean. Like yeah. we're living so, exactly what you and I are talking about yeah. when it comes to that vaccine. So why is not we're living that, that day to day right now. So why is not everybody seeing it? It's Is like you, you, it's like, it's like giving the money know, to a guy that keeps saying, Oh, I'll pay you back tomorrow. And every day you it give him five bucks. It kind of comes back to what we talked about earlier. And you're not allowed. Does. You're not allowed to question it. Even if you're not allowed, I want to know. Demar, Demar Hamlin, are that they, football player. Yeah. Did you oh, see the interview with dude, him the other day? It infuriated me. Uh, I don't really want to talk. You don't have Why? the option, bro. Why? Why? Well, the only I want to know what happened. So here's the only thing about Behind, that. like that answer. I that that particular answer. thing. I don't like sports at all. In case you never saying, noticed, I hate sports. Not. I don't follow sports. I did watch Super Bowl and part of it, and I will never watch it again because that was utter. For a non-religious person, that was blasphemy. <laughs> what took place, and it was totally. I enjoyed the game, but that was that's the extent. I don't. You, like I'm talking football. about the halftime show. Oh, that was weird. There was a lot of bad things that shouldn't have been done in front of children, but. For someone who doesn't follow football, I know what happened to that kid. I will give him – I have to give him benefit of the doubt on that interview is that he knows the truth. And regardless of what it is, I'm not putting words. anything in his mouth. No, I think it's that he has too much – I'm hoping he has too much self-respect and morals that he couldn't lie openly. And instead, he'd rather just be like, hey, I'm not going to lie. That's an interesting thought. Instead of lying about it, I'm just going to say I don't want to talk about yeah. it. That's interesting. I never so I've got to give him the benefit of the doubt on that, that maybe they told him or he has a feeling that, hey, I just got this shot two weeks ago or whatever, which from what I understand, he got it. I was also thinking maybe there's some financial gain happening in the private side. Well, I mean, being quiet is financial gain. But I mean, like, that he's being paid off. But he's not being silenced, so that's financial no. gain. Yeah. So okay. just by not being silenced... And not be not disappearing, he gets to keep making money forever because he's the guy that died and got brought back to life on the mm-hmm. football field. So he gets to be an announcer. He gets to be a something, a recruiter. He's set for life. The second he steps out of that line, stops towing it, and says, "They told me I got I had my heart attack because of, you know, fluid on my heart, which could possibly do with a vaccine." He is blackballed for life. Mm-hmm. So he's far, a young guy. He's younger than things us. are changing. He might have some time. New York Times just put out an article that said that masks, even the N95s, were, and, and I quote, utterly useless. Did you see what I posted about a week and a half ago about the no. vaccine and being sick? No, I gotta be, I'm so bad with being on catching They up finally people. admitted that having had COVID was as good or better than having the vaccine. Well, you know, thanks for admitting something we all knew Which, in the beginning. It's just so crazy, man. They just slow trickle these things. Rather than just but admitting defeat, they control defeat. the narrative. Mm-hmm. So, what's I mean back by the slow this trickle? Guy, yeah, we. But what you're saying though, we've already kind of seen this. Like you're saying stuff in the '60s and '70s with testing. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it now. I'm like sterilizing women, but like sterilization. We're literally possibly watching that now with this shot. They they 
if you don't follow, I, I really do follow. For someone who doesn't have it in me, I follow a lot of it to make sure, like, hey, what's going on? Women's um, cycles are being messed up. Mm-hmm. I don't care what, how long the cycle was messed up. Why don't we talk about it? Because you can't. That in nature, if you mess up a cycle of an animal, you could literally end the genetics of that animal because it has to breed at the right time. Do you, do you do you know that about nature? Some of nature, like no, like rabbits or squirrels or deer, it, they drop all their their babies at one time because mm-hmm. it's a overpopulation for predators. A predator can't kill every single one of them. So if you were to mess up a deer cycle by six weeks, that deer will never reproduce. That deer's dead. That deer's genetic line ends. But then when it comes to humans, we just don't care. Why? Because women do it to themselves voluntarily. That's different. But when wants to take the pill and mess up her cycle, that's on her. But when you put that in her and promised her safety and you messed up her cycle, you, you, that's a legitimate yeah. issue, but we can't talk about it. Are you familiar with the show that came out and was quickly canceled right before COVID? And it was about a, it's about a conspiracy taking place that was going to be where a company that was creating a cure was releasing a disease that was going to cause panic and there's like a pandemic there was a bunch of these believe it or not there was a there was yeah if you if you back off so that's the big thing that i try to do is not be super one-lined on things and be like super super focused and try to step back it's actually a jocko thing it's it's step back put your weapon up step back from the fight and look at the fight and see mm-hmm. what's going on and then make a move if you step back from it that kind of stuff's been happening all the time like a lot of things that people try to tie to the vaccine or to COVID or to the COVID rules we'd already been doing, but then they flip from side to side of let's focus on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't know, the whole, it's a gray. It all comes yeah. back to being in the gray. Well, the reason I thought of that was this one was about a pandemic where it was a, a tech guy um, who was actually the one that released it and also gave the cure. And it was a long-term plan to sterilize women to help mm. slow the the growth of humans to to depopulate. Yeah, it's just and it was just it was so weird to come out when it did. But there was you know the, what's going on in Ohio right now with the East Palestine thing. Yeah. Okay. You know that there was a show made right I there. I fell asleep watching. It was so boring. But yes, it was called like White something. White Noise. White Noise. Okay. But yeah. and and then you had the Sandy Hook shooting, and not long before that there was a weird FEMA thing there. And I'm not like a Alex Jones like conspiracy nut. I love to dig into it. But though. at some point, I just want to be able to ask. And we're not allowed to ask. That's the part that bothers me. When you tell me I'm not allowed to ask the question, yeah. I have my next question is why can't I ask you the question? What are you wor- what's the, worries you with the answer? Yeah. If it's the truth, who cares? Hey, why'd you have that FEMA thing? Dude, that was just crazy luck. Here's the plan. We planned it out eight months ago. It is what it is. Okay, cool. And instead, they're like, you can't, whoa, you can't ask us about that. It's like, why not? Or you get arrested. Yeah. Is that? It's like, you, hey, you can't you ask us th- about that FBI guy being at the January 6th thing. <laughs> oh, dude. You can't ask us about that. Why so can't ridiculous. I ask you? How about the Whitmer um, kidnapping? Did you know that everybody involved in that minus two 50%, guys? 50%, over 50%. Well, was everybody but two? Yeah, because some the of the guys, guys were, didn't want to do it. Yeah, well, some of the F, some of the people were FBI or like FBI adjacent were talking to other, set, trying to set up another FBI guy who was trying to set them up at the same exact second. Dude, how does someone inter depart? 
dude, it's all a joke to me anymore. But it I've makes lost, you question. Like January sixth, yeah, lost all respect for FBI. I don't. I, I've, the, the problem I've lost a lot of respect for law enforcement me. in general because they won't step out. Well, to me, it's not the individual. I'll call them foot soldiers. They're not the people that I've lost the respect for. It's the higher ups. So I have a question to, to propose to you. So the individual foot soldiers, mm-hmm. who actually does this stuff? Oh, well, hold on. Let me let me clarify. Um, the people in the higher up, they don't have any respect for me. Everybody else has my respect until they give me a reason not to have it. They have my respect upon meeting them, is what I mean. So the moment that they give in to these orders, that they become part of this, and they say, "Oh, what's my job?" No, I lost respect. So for I, you. F- I feel the same to a point where, in in the moment, if I'm pulled over or something, that's how I operate. Outside of that, if I'm approached by a police officer, they have less respect to me than a stranger, because you are just a citizen mm-hmm. with that badge on. But the problem now is I really have to wonder, do you have my best interests in mind or are you trying to get me in trouble mm-hmm. and you won't speak up? Well, you're always, they're always looking for something. I mean, that's well, like job, the thin blue, right? n- yeah, no, that's the problem. But I mean, that's what they're doing. They're always looking for no, something. No, that is the problem that I see is my law enforcement family and friends are not. They would rather pull you over and you are a little bit over, you're 0.09 and you say, hey man, I just left the bar. I'm pretty good. And they talk to you and you look good and you're good. You're coherent. You're talking. They breathalyze your 0.09. They'd rather tell you, hey, bro, I'm going to go back to my car and make a phone call for 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, this car better be here empty and you better be gone. I better see you get in someone else's car and leave. Then ruin that guy's life. Because that guy's fine. And, and everybody's them, fine. There's no situation yet. Yes. Gotcha. He, he's not driving erratically. They got him for doing something stupid at 2 o'clock in the tailgate, morning. Tailgate, something stupid. Driving through, tailgate, rolling tailgate. through a stop sign in nobody neighborhood. They would. They, they wouldn't want to ruin that guy's life. So they'd rather be like, hey, yeah. I'm going to scare the shit out of this guy. Or a kid with weed. The mm-hmm. weed thing comes up a lot with a lot of cops. Of like, hey, I got a kid with weed. Well, what would you do to him? Well, I scared the shit out of him. Made him think I was going to arrest him. And then I dumped his weed on the ground and I scrunched it into the blacktop with my boot. And I told him, get in your car. And if I ever see you again, you're going to prison. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you ever see them again? Nah. They don't really want to write you tickets. They're good ones. At least in my opinion. To me, it's a job to, if, they, if their pride uh, supersedes your rights. That's, that's the most of the situations that get me riled up. When I see them get their pride hurt, and then they go after the person because of that. Or they take it personal. They, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, like they think like I have to write a ticket because I'm a cop. No, your job is not to write tickets. It's to enforce the rules. But then you got uh, what's it called? Um, quotas, which they swear don't exist. Really? I any we cop to... I've truly spoken to yeah. that I can talk to and trust tells me that's not a real thing. Now I'm sure it is well, in some departments. Here's how I always imagined it. Is that there's not an actual number that they have to hit, but that the higher ups can see, hey, we need more revenue in this area, so they push towards different things to heighten the amount of arrests or tickets being given to help fill the gaps of the money that didn't show up that month or the month. So I'm prior. glad you worded it that way, because that brings me back to what I told you earlier. Who's the guys actually writing the tickets? You can be mad the higher ups all you want, but if all the guys writing the tickets say no, higher ups don't have any power. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, look at the military. The military actually just saw this. They actually, uh, 
they seems like they did it on purpose. But it comes back to that vaccine. The military now has hardly anyone left who will say no to them. And they know that. They say, get yeah. that vaccine. And anyone who wasn't going to get it is gone. I was blown away at the amount of people they let just say, okay, bye. I have, friend, I have a friend That's that they insane. tried to force. And uh, Scanlon, the oh. Senator Scanlon okay. for our area, Mary Gay Scanlon from Westchester, she wrote a personal, she's a uh, liberal, and she wrote a letter to get him out of the Marines because he did not want to take that vaccine. She actually, he wrote to her and said, I need to get out. I'm not doing this. It's against my free will. This is not what I signed up for. And he actually got a letter from her and he got out. Huh. Um, like discharged. Yes. That's what he wanted, right? Yes, he got released. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I didn't know that. It's pretty yeah. interesting. I want to look that up. And now that rule is gone, by the way. They rescinded that. Well, you know, once everybody did it. But it makes you wonder if the whole military said no. Who really has the power? It kind of brings you back to the whole purpose of the United States. I thought that was going to happen, though. It sounded like enough of them were saying no, and then they weren't calling their... Well, now you have to... That brings back to who's who's the people doing the damage. So if the government tells the military now they're coming after guys like you and I, the people who who were in the military who had the balls to say... What you're trying to tell us to do is wrong on a moral level are all gone now. Who's left? Who's left in the police departments? Who's left in the military? It's hard for me to look at the COVID pandemic and line it up with a lot of the other stuff that's happened in the past, though, because I believe that they broke a lot of people that are still broken today. I mean, like, and I don't mean that lightly. I mean, like, but they, bro- you need to worry about they broke mentally people. broke. Oh, yeah. That was the goal, people. wasn't it? I don't know. I think that even some of the people higher up believed their bullshit that they were spreading to where I think that they were broken. I think on all different levels. I think that if there was some malicious intent behind this, which I I assume there was, I don't believe that every malicious thing that we saw was part of the original plan. I believe it was it was dominoes. But wasn't it wasn't every malicious thing we isn't any malicious activity, any malicious activity that is systematic like that. Isn't it only one person away from stopping at any given time? If one, if Hitler came in during World War Dude, II and to one, on, but if to one of those guys, now I'm talking for real stopping. If Hitler came in to one of his guys and said, "We're going to do this," and that guy just pulled out his Luther and blew Hitler's oh, brains gotcha, out of gotcha. his brain, right? It was like this is wrong on a systematic level that needs to end, and truly ended it. That ends all of it. It only takes one foot soldier. To end the biggest issues that we've, you've seen think, it in this country. I think it just, somebody else falls in that place. There's a movie that blew my mind. I wish I knew the name of it. I I keep thinking, I, it's so funny, even like this past couple of weeks, I've been thinking about trying to find the name of this. Um, I believe Brad Pitt actually had a small appearance in it, but it's a movie where it starts out with this um, new um, lieutenant, some, somebody higher up in the military comes in to take over this group of guys and they're going to fix the problems that weren't fixed from the last guy that was just given the boot. So he comes in and he comes in all hard ass and tries to implement this, that, and the other to make some changes. And you're really rooting for the guy, uh, for a bit. And then you're realizing like, it's not really happening. And he winds up getting the boot and the movie ends with another guy coming in. And you realize that the beginning of the movie, you, 
you just missed the all right basically it was a loop you're watching a loop you saw okay. one section of the loop and it was just this revolving door of everybody thinking that they were going to change it and they were going to fix this and but i feel mo- like but it's morals, like that. morals don't I, I don't see morals that way this kind of ties into religion but i mean there's always somebody evil that wants there's always going to be evil and good i understand that but gen, on the general 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 in general in general in general good is always in history Good has always superseded evil in the pop in the numbers game. Okay. In a numbers game, up till up till this point in in history, at least numbers game mattered. Well, let me ask you this: uh, the the drug game as we know it, right? You take out a top dog, does crime go down? That's different. Why? Because that's a multi-headed snake. When but it comes they have to our, the same agenda, com- they have the same desire. Yeah, but when it comes, that's also regional. Yeah, you could shut down a drug trade in a region if you really wanted to for a little while. Just going to but the federal government. But the federal government. Yes, it will create. A, just like Iraq created a vacuum. Just like Afghanistan created a vacuum. But that's when you talk. I feel like when you're talking about our government and their control over the police or the military yeah. or the COVID stuff, it would have only taken one or two major players to step up and be like, "Hey, pause." Like Trump, you mean? Another reason why I don't like Trump. That's, that's my to biggest, this day. Biggest thing that made me angry. To this day, dude, February of 23, almost March, he still, I made, I made the vaccine. It's going to be great. It was great. No, it wasn't great. Have you heard him get booed by his own people? I would boo him. I'd boo him. But they boo him at that. And he goes, "Eh." Because he shouldn't say it. But he still wants to stand behind it. That's why he lost the last election, because he doesn't know when to stop. Yeah. Like, just, just stop. The election didn't get stop. Like, you made the vaccine. So anything I'm not saying I don't think it wasn't. I just don't want to hear about it. I don't want to put any of my time into it. I don't. It's just. Uh, I already have such low um, belief in our system, and confidence and in our system. I think the biggest thing COVID did that was terrible was well, it took people like us who may have had slight trust. I, I don't know that I'll vote for a while after the last few months, the last few elections, because I had this. I lost my trust in the system for the not for the fact of what happened, for the fact that it happened again. So I will always vote because the amount of effort it takes for me to actually go do it versus how I feel it's actually being effective, uh, they outweigh one another. Like the, the, the effort that it takes me to go do it, I'd rather go do it and, and so it'd be useless than to not go do it and find out, oh, you know, it would have I've always felt the same until, so like we were talking before, I'm not on the board of this election was stolen, mm-hmm. however I think. A lot we, of shady stuff, maybe? Something happened with this election, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was stolen how people say it was. I think it was stolen people's minds. And so, even legally stolen. Well, I think uh, 100% that, legal, like, 100% it was you know illegal. I mean? When people say stolen, they think fake IDs or fake ballots. or Yeah, that happens in every election, every direction. This election had more to do with we silenced one of the people socially. Trump was silenced socially. It's still mind-blowing. Crazy. How you could do that, regardless whether you like him or not. Well, he he was a the, he broke sitting the president. He, the, he broke the rules. He is the rule. He's, he's the rule maker. <laughs> I know, dude. I... And the other thing is, the First Amendment's not supposed to have any rules. And these companies are, whether they uh, want to admit it or not, they really are social platforms that are public platforms at this public point. Public square. Yeah. I mean, they, well, they want the best of both worlds. That's the argument now, right? They, I forget what the, um, what the section that they're under... Like legally, what protects them, but basically, what differentiates them from a newspaper? It's where they're not held liable. 
However, Twitter wants to call itself well, that's what I mean. the they digital want, public square. They want both. Yeah, yeah. they want both. They want to say that they are a public square, but then they want to um, curate their content beyond the legal content. Because removing something that is illegal is However, we is not see it in both directions. And that's another reason mean? why I don't like Trump. What do you mean? Because, so you have Facebook, all mm-hmm. right? And then you had Truth Social, all right? Which, that's, that's the current one, mm-hmm. Truth Social. That's extreme right wing. And they had no problem saying... Like that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Right, the second you do that, you've you've caused an issue. Yeah, and it's not about free speech. Then the second you say we are right wing, you've now well they didn't. I mean, it was a Trump platform for those that were being silenced. Okay, they didn't have to say you it. don't have to say. But at the same, instead of saying we are open, we want everyone on our platform. They mm-hmm. made it out to be as someone who was targeted with that you know marketing of this is for the right wing. And for Trump supporters and for those who have been silenced, why, why would I want to be in an echo chamber? We're already in an echo chamber. That's what's causing the issue. Some freedom from the current one is really what people, I think, people That's are what doing. we want. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. The it, whole thing It makes gets... me think of YouTube and Rumble. I go on Rumble and I'm, I, I'm rooting for them, but I, I honestly, I don't have a pleasant experience on there. I don't. I've never I don't, used it. I post this up on Rumble because like some, one of my episodes so far got shut down immediately. Um, we were talking about the vaccine and other things. So, um, I mean, even some of the things we've talked about here, I'll, I'll have to go back. This might get shut down. Um, Which is crazy because you and I have not talked about anything that's actually like that. I've even felt yeah. slightly uncomfortable of like if someone outside of my realm listens to this, is this going to be how they, you know, they take a negative view of me? We haven't touched any really facts bad that, topics. The fact that I've used the word COVID and we've used the word yeah. vaccine, it's already going to be looked at. Yeah. So I have that on, you know, my Instagram post. I get the mm-hmm. little warnings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, YouTube's weird, man. Um, but it's also like my favorite platform, my favorite, like user friendly and like experience wise. There's, I, I always, I often will say, I'd rather get rid of every streaming service I have, which I, between me, my personal subscriptions and family members, I have them all, or most of them. I would get rid of all of them immediately if, if I could only have one, it would be YouTube, and I would be fine. I love it, because it's good for entertainment, or if I need to figure something out, I mean, it's like, it's my best tool for, uh, on a digital platform. Yeah. Um, but also, really wildly left-leaning and very quick to shut up anybody that doesn't toe the line that they have arbitrarily made. And even like silly things, like things that that's, you're that's like, wait, saying, why did that like, get just, blocked or shut odd. off? Very odd. Yeah. It's just like, uh, and then, it, and then it brings you back to, so, so you can't sue like Facebook and stuff, right? For, for crazy shit, but you could go after Alex Jones for three billion dollars, wasn't it the amount of uh, GDP for France? I, I don't. It was I, something crazy. Three billion. They went after, three billion. That thing ended up being total. I, I wanted to go after him for more, though. But I wanted more, but yeah. he doesn't have that. Yeah. And it's like Alex Jones is a crazy person. Yeah. And I have no problem saying that, and he can listen to this, and I would say it right to his face. That's one thing about I'll say most well, things to most people's faces. First one to tell you, he's kind of retarded. If you know the famous. Yeah, quote. I, 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 do. <laughs> I do. But but but. And no one can really take this from the man. His even biggest detractors. If you were to sit down with a pen and paper and write down all his crazy conspiracy theories and then go back and start checking into them, were they really crazy and were they conspiracy theories? The man has a very interesting past with the way things have lined my, up. I, I, my biggest interest with him is how. 
I think he has people who legitimately know that he will keep his mouth shut and he has people talking to him. But I think but, with but, that comes some or, bullshit. Or, or is he a, or is he a plant? Is 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 you think? Oh, I would never think that for him. I don't know the way he's been scrutinized. Why is he alive? If he was really that big of a threat to our government, why is that man still walking around? The same reason that Fox News exists is to create a controllable right wing, and I believe that whoever is feeding him information might be feeding him real things to keep people in line, but also feeding him BS and, and somehow using him whether he knows it or not. That's how I believe certain people, like, you have to have that. You can't just kill off everybody that, yeah. that takes a space. So if you can have some sort of influence on that space, that's much better than killing that person. That's an interesting view on it. That's my thought. I mean, I mostly get that from Fo- the way I look at Fox News. I look at a lot of other things the same but way. I, I, I could see that with Fox and, like, Tucker and stuff. But Alex Jones, they hate him. Like, Alex Jones is a legitimate threat to the left. Like, the stuff he comes out and says, or like... But is he but really? Actually, to be actually, really? to be truthful, he's actually a legitimate threat to everyone. Because the, the Catholic Church isn't the left, okay? And he's gone after them hard. Like, r- recently hard. With them smug- oh, being involved in smuggling uh, illegals over the southern border. Interesting. I didn't know anything about yeah, this. Yeah, he has pictured videos of him in front of cars, getting license plates, pictures... People getting into the car, their Catholic vehicles, like they know that the Catholic Church is paying. For, yeah, you and we can. What I can send you some information <laughs> oh, on this. Please do. Yeah, yeah. There's that goes deep. Yeah, That's the Catholic weird. Church was involved in a lot, which I mean, makes as far sense. as I'm concerned, it's a giant pedophile ring who's got a lot of people duped into yeah, funding them. But the Catholic Church bringing people up from Mexico makes a lot of sense if you. They're very Catholic. That's a big thing down there because yeah. of all the missions trips back in the mm. day. So you had a lot of that Catholic stuff going missions, right? That's Catholics. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of that. Well, I mean, going. anything and yeah. the outreach. Yeah, you'd have a lot. And if so, a lot. I don't. Do you know a lot of people from Mexico? Like the few mm-hmm. that I've met, very religious, very Catholic. Like I know true... that that's that's definitely a reoccurring theme with a lot of Mexican dudes that I've worked with. So if you have a Catholic church saying we will bring you here, we will protect you, we will give you money, we will give you housing. What's well, a Democrat move? But it is, but the Catholic Church isn't Democrat. Right now, being a Catholic... But I'm saying, like, giving somebody opportunity to yeah. come in, and then it's like, oh, well, these guys got me in here, I'm going to vote for them. But right now, being a Catholic yeah. male is actually part of a, it's a terrorist group. I, can, I can't think of... It's three letters. They have a three-letter acronym for it already, but it's like extremist Catholic... Extremist Catholic something, or true Catholic believer, or something weird. What? But yeah, being a white Catholic male right now is back on the terrorist group. So I got you guys send me something. I can send it to you. So the the one podcast podcast touches a lot of this. I get to hear live, then look into it. But coming to Alex Jones talking about leftist rightist. Okay, so Catholics are considered a rightist extremist group. Alex Jones has no problem whatsoever going after the Catholic Church. Well, he's not right wing. He exact. He is a true centrist. I I think where he doesn't care about anyone, which Mm -hmm. makes me that brings us back to what you said about someone feeding him information. That's a dangerous double-edged sword well i'm sure he knows that not everything he's being fed is right and you have to wonder like there's uh tom delong has um has a i I could picture the guy do you know tom delong Mm -mm. from um why am i drawing a blank not some 41 blink 182 yeah yeah, yeah. okay so do you know he has that that alien company whatever he's like trying to find the truth no no okay he's like one of the leading guys as far as it looks um trying to um, out the fact that aliens exist and UFOs are here, and he's but they already had, told us all that during COVID. But he has people from the Pentagon that have approached him, and he has told the story where he says like they've they've come to me and they said basically 
we have been trying for years to try and release this to the public, but we don't want to cause panic. And we think you actually may be able to help us. And he wouldn't tell all the details, but he basically said that these people from the Pentagon have been um, approaching him and feeding him information. And they, they've been working on like a comic book and a couple other ways to do it to slowly feed out uh, without causing mass panic. One of the guys that works for his company, um, I, I cannot remember his name. I'm horrible with this episode. Um, if you ever look up Tom DeLonge and like the, the star company that he works for, you'll often see him with this heavy set guy that has like a, um, like a goatee and it's just like a chubby, like maybe fifties, you know, age, great age range. He is a known defector for the government, like a guy that will feed BS to somebody. And yet Tom was not buying into that. He thinks the guy is like feeding him real information. Uh, anyway, it's just, there are people that are known to do that, that when you're, it, it's like, um, there are sections of the government and of they, the they Pentagon. feed false flag information, basically. Thank you. I just, I couldn't figure out a better way to put that. Yes. Yeah. That that's their job. Their job is to go out there and put out fake information. Yeah, which, 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 and that's why I feel like Tom DeLonge has fallen for it right well, now. Well, the crazy thing is, is we know that for fact. We do it to every other country. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it on our news. CNN talks about it, MSNBC. But, but when it's done? done to us, and oh, I, no. and you or I are like, hey, I think this is being done to us. Like, whoa, you're a freaking anti-American. You are, you're a terrorist. You're urban. They're like, whoa, whoa, no, no. Let us ask a question. Anytime, I feel like anytime in any topic in this country, you're not allowed to ask a question is when you need to ask mm-hmm. that question. Yeah. So like this guy, when it comes to Mr. Fauci. when it comes to COVID and the vaccine, comes this will tie back into what we started with with gay, the gay conversation, with HIV in the eighties. Same guy, same playbook, same fear, and that came out early on, dude. That came out early on. If you were if you look at those side by side, the parallels between the AIDS fear and the covid fear of if you come near someone you get aids and if you come near someone with covid you get covid and if you get aids you die and if you get covid you die but then we find out that actually aids doesn't actually kill hardly anybody and covid didn't kill anyone well they didn't tell us that covid kills you from eating cereal wasn't that a thing no they did tell us you get it from your groceries though people were leaving their groceries on their porch for a day or spraying their fruit with lysol I remember not knowing what was BS or not, and I felt like I did a lot of stupid things because I was like, I don't want to be wrong. So I kind of went the opposite. I just assumed it was all BS. It, I mean, I'm talking about like three weeks. It did I, not I'm, take me long. I mean, day Maybe one. Maybe a month. I was with really? a girl that was a liberal at the time, and I straight up told her, like, this all is wrong. It smells wrong. It doesn't pass a smell test. I don't think it's what they're saying it is. I Why it for aren't a bit. people dying? I sniffed it for a little bit. Well, the deaths. The deaths didn't. I know a lot of people. Oh, none man. of the numbers were adding up. I know a lot of people, dude. Like, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. If the numbers were true, I believe in math and statistics. People, sh- I should have been losing a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't lose any, zero. It's interesting because we did lose people. Um, the, the several people that I'm thinking about all labeled as COVID. And knowing the situation... Wouldn't label any of them as COVID. You have to question it, and you're not allowed to. It was pretty obvious. One, I one might be, and the rest, I would say, not COVID. Um, 
But then, yeah, I mean, there was like crazy things that are coming out now. That, like, was being called BS early on, and now people are like finding out that this really did happen. Like, people who committed suicide and were tested, like they were testing suicide victims. They were testing one car of, crash victims. One of the attack. ones I read that was the, the one that it sticks out in my brain, and it's because I read this. I'm assume anything can be fake, but it was like a Facebook post from a girl or a boy. I forget which one. It was a relationship, and their significant other got kicked in the head by a horse. Just from someone who grew up, like, not on a farm, but, like, knowing, like, hey, if you go behind a horse, it's going to kick the shit out of you, and, and it could kill you. Yeah. And I know that. Like, you know that as a kid growing up around horses. Do not go behind them. They will kick you in the head. You will die. Person got kicked in the head. They died in the hospital after the kick in the head, and then was labeled COVID. And that one has stuck out to me really significantly of, like, why? Why do we lie about this stuff? But they also didn't necessarily lie. They changed it from... They died of... They died with COVID. Died of and died with. Correct. And, and when you looked like, at the difference, the numbers went very drastically the, number, the other way. That and the numbers didn't add up. And this is like getting back to the Rogan. Like you and I were talking before we started with Rogan. I don't like Rogan, but he does say some stuff that it's like, damn, like, that guy was right. Like, he was. I, I personally love Rogan. He brings... It's yeah. because of the fact that he will pull people from both sides. I'll listen to a guy that's super right wing and he'll sit there and keep that conversation going and I'll learn a ton of stuff that I would have never really learned before. And then the next day I'll put on the next episode and it's a guy who's the total opposite and he's doing the same thing. He gives a good respect to most people. Now, granted, I've listened to enough of his episodes where I thought some things were like a little crazy that he argued with people on. Um, but that's, he's human being. My thing more of him is it's like just, a personal thing. Okay. I just can't get into the, wow, <laughs> did you eat elk meat? Want to do DMT? Like, I just, it, it just, to that, me, that kind of stuff yeah. became too repetitive. And I was like, is this a, a podcast about your guests or is this a podcast about you, Joe Rogan? This is how I view Joe Rogan. He's like a kid to me that is very knowledgeable and has great reach, but looks at the world like a candy store that he's seeing for the first time often. He's so excited by... The things that excite him. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to die off. He d He's like, whatever excited him, there's a reason for it, and he's still excited about it. So when he brings certain things up, he's like a giddy kid discovering it for the first time. Like, I love that. So I can... It seems genuine that he wants to share things with I people. can relate to that on the fact of his hunting stuff. Because mm -hmm. I have seen before he went hunting, and now that I've seen him talk about after hunting, and I don't agree with his views on it or the way he pushes it or how he tries to portray it as like this... He portrays this something that I don't think it is. I don't think it's as big as he portrays it to be. But like that's fine. Imagine Indi discovering it as an adult, though. That's the thing. Individual view of things. Because that's like, how I view it. Like I'm, I'm not poo-pooing on his part. Yeah. Like that's great you. that he enjoys it, and I'm glad. However, it's like, does he really know it? Does he really know hunting? Has he really? Has he spent two years going hunting some public piece of property, not really knowing what he's doing with some subpar equipment? And like really earning that deer that he killed, or did he pay Steve Ranella to take him out on Meat Eater to a spot where they had pre-scouted and they had guides and they had the best equipment and they had the yeah. best access and they had the best you know. It everything. may have started out like that, but I would I would say it's. I, I mean, I'm not a hunter, so that so I don't know what you're picking. So up that's on. part of it. So some of the stuff is I watch the yeah. clips. It's like with Jocko, and I. There's some of it that I, I know is it's a realm that I'm not in, which is they shoot 3D, but with archery. So when you draw a bow... You're, you're talking about the, the mats that they shoot that are hanging? 
No, just uh, 3D. It's just 3D? like shoot a 3D target, like a 3D deer. Okay. It looks like a, a foam deer or a yep. foam turkey or a foam elk. So they shoot that and you shoot. It's, it's a whole different aspect than hunting. However, they show stuff on their social media where they draw their bow, which the camera will be able to see, where they draw their bow up like this and they pull it down. And that means it's an overdrawn bow. It means they're shooting a weight that they can't actually shoot. Oh, that's interesting. So when you draw a bow, you should be able to stick the bow out and just bring this straight back to your face. And if you can't, it's because you're muscling the bow. All right. So when you see someone push it up, they're muscling it. They're using this arm, and they're drawing the bow, and they're using all these muscles you're not supposed to use. And then, then they get set in their form. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, they're very good shots. And it, it, they, they shoot a lot, and that's great. I'm not, again, I'm not poo-pooing on them. It's just the real world sees this. And, you know, someone like you might see that who's never hunted or shot a bow. Or say like Wes, who really wants to get into it. And he sees that and he thinks that's cool. Or that's like, that's what you're supposed to do. That's probably, I'm probably on the same. same and then, note. you know, he would go to go hunting with me. And now per, I'm going to bust his balls just because that's how I am. But he doesn't know any better. And he saw these guys that he thinks are like these cool guys that are like, you know, they're popular. They should be the ones showing you the truth. Joe Rogan should be out there being like, hey, this, you know, this is what we do because it's not like, oh, you have to eat elk meat. It's the only good one. But you got to look at it like this. The only way you're going to get that is you'd have to have a guy like you that then somehow gained the reach after the fact and then was able to share it. Where well, you had like watching campaigns and stuff. And yeah. So, and this is kind of going to touch slightly. I love his episodes. It's going to kind of move us a little off topic. But so I follow another thing called Hunt Quietly, which I just mentioned Steve Ronella. So, do you know Meat Eater? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Steve Ronella has a brother, Matt. Matt started this, and he's been on a couple episodes. He's his brother that's a biologist. He talks about okay. it occasionally. He will, you won't see him on there anymore, I don't think. He started a group called Hunt Quietly. And something I never thought about until they explained it. And then once they explained what they were talking about, I was like, huh, that actually really does make sense. Their thing is that all of the Joe Rogans and the Jockos and the meat eaters, these places out west or in Maine or Michigan or Alaska, where growing up, you know, we did read a magazine. Or maybe see it on TV. Maybe we saw a hunt on TV. Because, you know, you didn't have a lot of hunting stuff. So these places were pristine wilderness with animals and not a lot of people. Well, now you have these guys like Joe Rogan going on TV and every single animal they kill is a trophy. You know what I mean? It's, it's a Boone and Crockett or it, it goes in the book or it's this massive elk. Well, that's not reality. No, I assume that when they go there, they don't know the land, and they have probably somebody that does and has been tracking an animal for a while, right? Is that how they it would the work? the best. The best land. The be- They don't tell you where they are. Mm-hmm. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. Well, they might be on a private ranch where only Rocker gets to hunt for the whole year. You and Joe Rogan are the only guys for the next year. Or last year, we didn't let anybody hunt this farm because we knew Rogan's coming. So that makes sense because I know when I looked into elk hunting— Depending on how I looked at it, I would find things that were wildly expensive were something that I could save up and maybe manage. And this is why I even knew to even say that is because it seems like some of them are trackers that own the land. Not trackers, but somebody that owns the land and knows what's on there because they've been there for years or they work on the land. And they know like, oh, there's I, – I don't even know – oh basically whatever way they could describe like a large elk yeah, or like a large a six by six. X, X, amount of point yeah, 370 deer. inch elk yeah and he likes to hang around here so, so it's a little spend four days and so it's actually him. more in depth than that so it's not about guys that work on the land and that's where hunt quietly kind of opened my eyes a little bit to how i view it 
that's a leased land. So you know how, and you've been to Europe. I know I listened mm-hmm. to you. You'd been so you, in Europe. Hunting's not a thing. You don't hear guys like me that are going out and hunting on public property. Well, they don't have the public land. Doesn't exist. Like we do. So they don't. So North America has the only model, wildlife model in the world like we have. We've brought animals back that we extirpated. We've we've boosted animals. We've brought animals back to places where they had been that we'd extirpated hundreds of years ago, like elk in Pennsylvania. We have a populate a booming population. I know we have elk here. Yeah, where you guys go, Benzet and stuff up in Potter. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's elk. I didn't know that. Do you get a hunting license every year? Right. You, you should be applying if for you your. You can see behind your your fake background. Oh that, yeah, you, you shoot a crossbow. So I bought a crossbow. Just so you know, I have this. I thought you were gonna show me your muscles. No, and, oh. I, and I still shoot a real bow. Um. So my here's my thought on the crossbow. I just bust your ball. I don't really. No, care. no, it's fine. I will tell you why, though. Um, I love the idea of not going crossbow, going bow. I don't have the time or the desire to take away time that I have and put it into becoming a good enough bow hunter that my fear is that I will injure an animal to a point where I'm injuring it, not catching it due to a bad shot or due to something that I, if I just trained enough or just practiced more, I wouldn't have done. That takes out that for me, and I... If, but that's coming from someone as a. I'm not a hunter. If you that's really want to get into archery, from I've only, I don't. I've only shot a crossbow once. Okay. Do you like shooting your crossbow? I've never shot that. I bought that uh, for my wife for Christmas, and then she was in a, a, a horrible accident, and we didn't know what was going to go on. This was what we've been dealing with for the past year. She's obviously a lot better now, but um, now we just. I just honestly, I forget about it often. But we were in the act of getting our licenses, and we were going to go out and start. If we were going to find somebody. I, the during COVID, I wanted to go take the course because I kept, dude, I just kept losing interest online. It's like an eight or six six hours, I think. I've never done the online spend. one. It's insane, the amount of time you have to spend on that, and it's, it's the same amount of time in class. But I would be more attentive in class, mm-hmm. and I just, dude, I would just. I'd be sitting there just drooling, staring at a screen for hours, listening to stuff, and then it would ask me like four questions about something within the past half hour that I listened to, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So, you just said that all about archery. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've you've heard a lot of that from Rogan talking about shooting bows. No, because shooting a bow isn't that complicated. No, that's ba- that's just me thinking oh, that you, you, you have, have to practice. Well, I know that people that have bows, they practice a lot. Like I, wor- I worked with a guy who would practice all the time, but he was uh, obsessed. He loved hunting, yeah. loved bow shooting, and would always go to field and stream around here and and shoot his bow. So I have a range in my yard. It's okay. like I shoot in my driveway, um, but I've shot since I was six. It's like I've shot forever. Shooting archery is more of like hunting is less, is more shooting. You need to like enjoy it. If you don't enjoy shooting your bow, like, it's not fun, I don't think. Like, you might as well just go sit in the woods. Where I've only shot a crossbow once or twice, but that, to me, it takes it out, uh, takes some of it out of it. But I'm not, like, I'm not going to, like, totally shit on you for using, like, if you want to use one, I don't really care. But, like, I don't think I could sit down with a guy that just crossbow hunts and have, like, a legit conversation about archery hunting. I wouldn't consider myself in the same. But it's, it is. I don't, to me, like, it's like a gun that I can use all year round. It's like a hard. That's what it is. That's that's. But how it's like I look a hard it. thing for me to to wrap my mind around because it's like I don't care. Like I'm glad that someone's out there hunting, but at the same time, it's like it's not the same. 
we are doing two different yeah. two different things. But I have heard that the crossbow has harder things to do that my bow, my vertical bow doesn't. Like lifting the crossbow, they're heavy and they're awkward because you have these limbs. Now the ravens are a little different. I don't know if you've ever seen one of them. Mm-mm. The ravens are the ones that are like this wide. They're like four, 14 or $1,600 yes. crossbows. Yeah. So they're a little different. But yeah, it's like different. But yeah. So here's my appeal to hunting is I do like the woods. It seems nice to me to sit in a tree stand and spend hours just in the woods, just watching, listening. So that's my church. I love the idea of that. And then to see something come and it's like, oh man, this is it. I am, and this is all in my head. I imagine that I don't even need to take that shot. That I would love to just see that animal, know that I have the ability to end its life. Not as like a control thing, but like to say, you know what? Not this one. So that I think is like there's just something about the the, that's the, the connection. Ultimate, that's the the goal. I want the connection. That's the goal of hunting, I think, or should be. You you go through this like anxiety of can I do it? And once you start hunting, killing stuff, then you, generally people go through bloodlust, but they want to kill a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and it is what it is. <laughs> it's just funny to think about. But it is what it is. Like yeah. they want to kill everything. Like they don't care. I just I just want to fill my tags. I just want to kill stuff. I just like I just want to stack bodies. It's, that's part of it. And then it gets to this point where you're like, I want to watch other people do it, which is kind of where I've been for a while. And it gets to the point where like this year I videotaped a bunch of deer with my phone. That sounds great. Like I said, I kill them. I was like, I'll just videotape. You were like, right now I have a bunch of videos on my phone of a beaver. I'm not gonna say where, but it's in Delaware County, and I right near high populated area that no one knows he's there. And I put my camera out instead of a trap. And I videoed him. So I have a bunch of videos of him where I should have killed him. What he did, he would have walked right into a trap. Done deal. I've trapped literally hundreds of beaver. And those videos made me just as happy or happier to show people than me having the dead animal. I love be like, that. I got this. I love that. But it's like, I learned a lot. Like, I love learning. So doing that was cool. So the other end of it to me, if I was to, to bag something... Um... I want to eat all of it. I mean, I'm I'm talking like the. I want to try it all. I want to eat the heart. I want to learn how to cook heart. I want to learn what I could do with every bit of it. I want to. I don't know. I, so I'm just excited I, about using heart's it all. The only heart. I draw a line on organs. Why? I've just heard the, I, about the benefits uh, nutrient wise. So yeah, I've heard, I've I've heard all that. And I, w- <laughs> I will eat like chicken livers occasionally because fried chicken livers with old bay salt or old bay seasoning on them are actually banging. If you're someone who likes like a saltier thing, because mm-hmm. they're a little like liver livery, even though they are they're liver, but they have that like gamey taste. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, something about like they all organic and they all are healthy and everything. But at the same time, like I know what your organs do. And I know it's safe, mm-hmm. but I just have this thing where, like, your heart isn't an organ. <laughs> yeah. And I, my brother actually will not. He doesn't even like eating the hearts that much. He's like, it's an organ. It's not an organ. Your heart's a muscle. So that's where I draw the line. But I know a lot of guys like the livers. I, bu- I have a beef liver in the freezer right now. And I bought it because I just wanted to try it. So I think if I'm going to eat something that's like it. that, though, I could not eat it from the store. Because they, f- pa- they pack so much shit in their food. You think so? And that I didn't think about it, that. At like the grocery store and stuff. No, this was from a butcher that had like all sorts of exotic meats. Everything was very expensive. And but I was just... it like a was it like an organic? So I this is another where I'm kind of hippie ish. 
like I believe I, I know GMO isn't real because it's not like, corn is supposed to be about three inches tall. Yeah. Like all of our corn is genetically modified by humans. All Nonsense. Our cats, your dog upstairs, our tomato, everything we eat is genetically modified. So there's a difference. So many dogs with tomato? It's kind of. <laughs> but uh, it's just, but so the animals that you're eating, that liver, that's your filter. I don't know. I, I've listened to Joe Rogan. I I've listened what you're to saying. Rogan. I've listened to other people talking. And they're yeah. like, hey, listen, that's not how it works. And I know, like, I know for plants that have you, like in Palestine, where the, this Palestine. thing. Yeah, I, I was listening to the Rogan and them today, and they had Ari Shafar talking about Palestine. He's like, ooh, ooh, Palestine's dying. <laughs> They're like, no, not that Palestine, Ari. <laughs> but uh, so, like, the plants that they grow, they're like, oh, I would never eat a plant there. That's not how plants work. If you look into plants, there's only certain plants that actually absorb bad things from the dirt. Like, um, so apples. Mm-hmm. Let's use apples, for instance. Old school apple orchards. You know what? The, the dirt it must be, is toxic. You know why? Full of arsenic, used as a weed killer and stuff, and to kill off stuff in the in the old school apple orchards. Does the plant not suck that up? No, that's not how plants work. There's only, like I said, there's only a few plants, and people don't realize that. And then you start to research, you're like, oh, wait a second, they don't actually absorb the bad stuff. Some plants will actually do the opposite; they'll clean it. Huh? There's mushrooms that can take oily, filled soil. And clean out all the organics and make it unhazardous um, soil. That's interesting, dude. Mushrooms. I'm on a big mushroom kick right now. Do you know who Paul Stamets is? No. You Wait, know, is you're, he... you're not on a big mushroom kick. <laughs> is is he? He's not the. Um, he's the guy that wears the weird hat. LSD dude, though, right? Nope. Not LSD. Um, psilocybin guy. Uh, Paul does get into some psilocybin, but he's he's he's, he's tr- like worked with it legally. Yes, but this guy's truly about mushrooms themselves, yes. like turkey tail mushrooms. He talks about how his his mother's cancer was cured by turkey tail mushrooms. Was, was he on Rogan? Because the yeah. guy I'm thinking about was on Rogan, Correct. and yeah. like all about mushrooms. That's and I was Paul. like, this is amazing. That's Paul Stamets. So you had, you said you have all the streaming stuff. What's that? You have all the streaming services. Yes. You have Netflix. Yeah. All right. Um, Fantastic Fungi is a Netflix episode. I, I, I think I've seen it. I've that's, watched a bunch. I've Paul watched Stamets. a lot of different things on. on so mushrooms. that's Paul. If if you've seen it and we're talking about it, you don't remember it. I think it's worth rewatching with an open mind. I'll take that. Um, Mostly when I say I'm on a mushroom kick, I want to eat and try all these new mushrooms. My wife went out and got lions made, like forged it. Okay. And we wait. De- you found it for real? Yes. Where? I can't tell you. But I mean like... No, I, I here in this area. In Delaware County? Yeah, like really close. Okay, so the only things I've ever foraged mushroom-wise that were, I didn't take, I, I know we have chicken of the woods. I found one morel, um, and I've found remnants of oysters. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've yeah. never found a lion's mane. Lion's mane is bang. So we dehydrated it and flattened it. Like with, I forget what my wife did, but she basically like smashed it down and, and and dehydrated it and then we cooked it up like steaks with a little bit of butter and salt okay if you put out a plate of like a, a prime steak and this lion's mane I'm pretty sure I'd go to the lion's mane it was incredible I've never had anything like it so I have the same thing except for I did the surf version instead of the turf version so I broke it up and made crab cakes oh that sounds like and an coming awesome from someone idea. who literally grew up with boats, fishing, down the shore. I had a lot of that when I was a kid, too. All we've done my whole life is eat crabs, soft-shell crabs, catch our own crabs, catch our own clams, fish. So for me to say it tastes like a crab cake, it's pretty, so. that's pretty damn good. 
Dude, I gotta try that. I've never seen it for sale. The only time I've ever seen it in person was when she forged it. So and it only, was very random. The only time I've gotten it was uh, Jess had was had a uh, co-op. Okay. I guess it's called yeah co-op. And part of her sign-on for her co-op was she could get mushrooms as an additional cost, and she was getting lion's manes all the time. And that's the only time I'd, I'd ever tried. I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like really good for your brain and stuff. But I didn't know that it really grew that much. Much foraging mushrooms is sketchy. Yeah, I, I was a little nervous when she first started going out there and doing it. And so, then, like, lion's mane, I think there's yeah. no other falses. I think that's the only one. Morels, um, if you cut them, you can tell because the stem will be hollow or full. Chicken of the woods is pretty clear what that is. Oysters are fairly clear. Then you get into some of the other ones. It's like, yeah, that one's edible. And if you eat that one, you're going to talk to God for the next six <laughs> hours. Or... Like, yeah. the, however, the one thing I have learned, because I'm, I'm afraid of them, of picking mo- wild mushrooms, one thing I have learned is hardly any of them will kill you. Really? Yeah, like, so you'd have just, to... you'd have to mess you up for a little bit. We'd have to eat a substantial amount. So have like, you ever done mushrooms? Ah, uh, you know. Okay. I can't, I've done can't a, bring that... I've talked to my boss that I would like to try mushrooms someday. I've done a lot of mushrooms. It's not something I... I'm into right now or not something I'm doing um, at this point in my life, but uh, wild. So it's, it's, it blows my mind like so natural. It makes me almost be disgusted by any non-natural drug. So I've read a lot about it and there's actually, I think I recently they did another study, I believe, or or it's legalized for some studying right now, I think. PTSD. A lot of PTSD. Therapeutics. Um, anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the stuff I read was years ago is anxiety and depression in terminally ill cancer patients, and how microdosing was able to completely absolve some of them. That's amazing. Of their uh, uh, and, and that's that's real. That's anxiety of death. That's not like I was molested or I was beaten or I was sexually assaulted by my ex boyfriend or like those are anxieties that they happen and they're a thing you have to work on. Death is the ultimate final. What do you mean? Like oh, you mean like the like a fear of like death? the fear of death. These people, it's fixing their fear of death. Well, I think it's I think it's all the same. I think it's just the fact that you can work through something that is larger than you, in the fraction of the time that it would take you to have to actively work on, which a lot of people just stop wanting to because they don't want to face it every time. Yeah, I st- so I, I had some sexual abuse when I was a kid, and I, that I dealt with. And my biggest fear of working on it was I didn't want to confront it because I had to then think about it. Now, like, I throw it around there because I've worked on it in my own ways and I've worked on it while on mushrooms, not even thinking, like, that that was my intentions. Um, But I've gotten to a place where I'm comfortable to talk about it, whereas before I would have flashbacks and these crazy, horrible feelings and just curl up into a ball, you know, and the depression would kick in. Um, If people can experience that through that, then there's no reason that I see that that should be illegal. On I, top of that is it's not an actual, it's not a drug. Liter- that's one of the mushrooms you and I could literally go forage. They do grow wild. Around, well, we like, marijuana grows or THC, you know. Yeah, but so, but that's that's particular. So you have to have certain soil, certain temperatures. Those mushrooms will basically grow anywhere that gets warm. Like they're that common, like and, and animals like eat them. Warm poop. Yeah, uh, you know what? There's a thing with uh was it leopards that eat some kind of hallucinogenic and will roll around in the grass really so i've yes. seen like the squirrels and stuff eating them and like we've had some drunk squirrels i've seen eat, drunk groundhogs we, on, we've on had some all fermented apples and they go back to it yeah they know they definitely know and they like it 
I've seen yeah. them do it with pumpkins. So yeah, and then like the, <laughs> the mushrooms thing is just that's something I can never like mushroom. And I love reading about it because I had anxiety and depression issues, and I've been to therapists and I've taken medicine, I've taken myself off medicine. And when you start to read into something like ayahuasca, DMT, and how it sep- like refixes your brain, and it's like I so I, when I broke my ankle into physical therapy, one of the things they use. Have you ever been to physical therapy mm-hmm. for anything? Have you ever been grasted? Where they use the stainless steel tool? No. So Unless it's like a like a flat half rounded and they're like rubbing it. Yes, that's the okay, grasping yes, device. So okay. there's different versions, but yet yeah, hurts. If yes, they, I don't okay. like it at all. So did, did they explain? They to you push what it up it, against the bone. Uh, on my shin, I had it. So what? Yeah, but that's not what they're pushing. Isn't it for did they explain blood? It, to you? it has something. It's, to do it's with for your fascia. So your fascia. It. I, I don't. Okay, I, so your it fascia. Happened, I don't remember. Your fascia looks like this. Okay. And when you're when you're when you get a pump, it can expand and contract. It can expand and contract. Okay, so when you ride your motorcycle, you ever got arm pump? No. Never had arm pump from riding? Uh, We get in motocross a lot. It's from your hands, open and close, and open and close, and open and close, and open, and you get a pump here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's called arm pump. (laughs) Okay, I I actually get it from riding trails, like dirt biking. Yes, and you will get claw hand. It's a work, yeah. Okay, so that's arm pump. So it's (laughs) either from being out of shape, uh, having bad cardiovascular, having... Uh, being dehydrated or uh, caffeine can cause it. I fix it with magnesium powders and or, yeah. So if you if like you that. have your body set up right, you'll be yeah. good. But arm pumps a big deal. But that's your fascia. It's your fascia. You can actually get rid of it by massaging your arms beforehand, straighten your fascia. But beforehand, these, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's okay. there's there's things you can do to help with it. But so grasping device takes your fascia, and so for me, my fascia was like this because my ankle had been broken and my muscles were moved and stuff, and they. The grasping device slowly helps straight it all out. Okay. So now I completely just lost my train of thought. That one I just completely <laughs> lost it. Well anyway, you were describing so what is it what does it do though? Like uh, it straightens well, we get, it up. Yeah, we were getting back to something else. We were talking about something else that got me into that. You're we talking about mushrooms. Mushrooms. Or that's what it was. Okay. I started thinking about grassing too much. I went to physical therapy for like eight <laughs> months. So the mushroom so the grass thing fixes your fascia. So it takes it from being out of whack. And it brings it back so it's comfortable. So what I understand with the mushrooms and the ayahuasca and DMT and stuff is it takes your brain where it's not firing correctly and it's not create it's not hitting its receptors and it helps to open up those roadways so the receptors can find each other now and rewire your brain almost. Now I'm sure that's a very basic understanding of some of it, but just from someone who's not a doctor or a medical person that's bred into it, that seems really cool. Yeah. That, like, it can reset your brain. Like, uh, a lot of military people with anxiety or bad PTSD are doing ayahuasca now down in Mexico, and it's fixing them. They're coming back, you know, losing their drinking habit, losing their drug habit. Heroin was the first one I heard about that. That that is not... Losing the... That's the other one. What's that? That's not ayahuasca. That's... uh, Well, they'll they'll do ayahuasca for that. ayahuasca. There's Mm -hmm. another one they do in South America for that. I don't know, but I know that they'll do ayahuasca, and then it also it stops you from having the withdrawal. Yeah, well, it fixes your brain chemistry so that your brain doesn't even want it. That's that's why because that's your withdrawal is the chemistry your brain firing and it can't, and that's what causes depression and anxiety. Like depression is your brain firing and it can't be happy. So the chemical, I guess nowadays they're starting to say that that's not true. But eggs were bad for us what ten years ago, and now they're good for us, and then they're bad for us. So. Yeah, dude, I've had some, I've really had it with the, this is the yeah. greatest food, this is the worst food. I'm like, listen, this food makes me feel really good, and this food makes me feel like garbage. Growing up, That's I it. was <laughs> very staunchly against all drugs. 
drugs are bad. Anyone does drugs is bad. And then you start to learn like, oh, we've been lied to about all this. So here's my thing with the, with the drugs is I've done plenty of them and I really don't have a problem with them short of the Bible talks about, um, it, it says pharmacia is the term it uses. uses like, so like a Latin pharmacy. Term? Yeah. Like where we get pharmacy from. And it, it basically just says not to mess with that stuff. Uh, that's really dulled down version of it. Um, and I take that to heart. But I also, it's hard because, like I said, like heroin doesn't seem that crazy to me because I've I've done so many different things. It's like, what is heroin? Um, and that's just because I've pushed my line and I don't know how to recalibrate what is okay. Mm-hmm. I just know that that's wrong. You know what I mean? Um, so with with drugs, though, it's this weird thing. I've experienced a lot of benefits. Like, I often talk about this plane ride I had where I did... Um, it was just weed. I just, but it was like brownies and I ate way too many. And I just went on this, like, where's I going? I was going to Vietnam and I did, um, I forget how long that flight was. Let's say it's 18 hours. It was something crazy. And I slept through most of it, but also was like in this weird incoherent state where I basically went from like, I was in kindergarten, like pushing a girl or, I remember when I got caught, like a girl that I really had a crush on, I had a really big crush on, opened up the bathroom door. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you have the mm-hmm. bathroom in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pants were down. She saw my butt, and I turned around, and she saw my penis. And I was, it was so big for he me. as a penis. As, it was so big for me in kindergarten that I Your had penis? that anxiety. <laughs> big of a moment. <laughs> that as an adult, I would not, I wasn't worried about that. I would look back, and it would yeah. make me laugh. But I'd, I'd feel that same anxiety that I had as a little boy. And I'd be like, oh, it's so weird. Like chest pains and uncomfortable. And, you know, we all have those things we look back on that we could deal with now, but we still feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. I just started going through all the things that randomly come up to me, like in my mind that make me feel uncomfortable or have anxiety. And I just accepted them. And when the plane landed, I was fine. And I'm looking, this is years ago now. None of those things bother me or bring any of that to me anymore. Now, have you ever heard anyone say a story like that, that instead of weed and brownies or mushrooms or LSD, it was alcohol? No. No. And no. that, as an adult, being because I never drank till I was 18. I had my first drink at 18 in my house. My friend's grandfather's homemade wine, of all things. Italian this homemade is ta- wine. Oh, man. Yeah. I just I just got a, a plug for that around here. Oh, dude, I'm I was so hammered. excited. So uh, I tried to get you a bottle of my brother's, but we were all out. We don't make a gr- grape that we make like blueberry, strawberry, stuff like that. But uh, like that's with the drug thing. Was Growing up, like drugs were bad. But I grew up in a small town. The drugs that we heard of wasn't like pot. It was angel dust or meth or heroin. Destructive. Mostly angel dust and meth. D- very destructive, yes. Ruin people's lives and physically ruin their lives. Like when you saw a guy, you were like, my dad was like, yeah, that guy did a lot of dust yeah. back in the day. It's interesting because we all say, and I'm, I'm not getting on you, but you said like ruins people li- people's lives. But it's really, it's so good that people ruin their lives for it. Correct. Which is mind-blowing. But and that's so scary. But as a society, we've allowed alcohol to do the exact same thing. And I can go to this. We're drinking it right now legally. And this will do way more damage. Well, it doesn't. Then almost it doesn't give you creativity. It doesn't cause you to get up and what about start Hemingway? anything. What about Hemingway. Oh, we got some outliers. Those people were probably creative in their own right, anyway. True. In fact, if anything, their alcoholism probably. That's the reason he's dead. It. it probably hurt. Yeah. Their creativity. Well, plus they were self. He was self-medicating. 
So yeah, but you don't hear it like like alcohol is legal everywhere. Blows my mind. I mean, I don't think it should be illegal, but it makes me no, no. wonder why. No, no, I'm not some saying there ought to be a law. Yeah. I'm not saying that line. I won't say that there ought to be a law. That is a line I don't ever say. However, how is this legal? And weed, which I've never met a guy high that wants to fist fight me or take my girl home from the bar or get in an argument. Generally, they just want to be like, do you have any snacks? Do you want any of my snacks? <laughs> what do you want to talk about? And you're just like, yeah, cool, let's talk. Even cokeheads. Yeah. Every now and then one wants to fight, but well, you they know get why? Yeah. Because they were drinking. Yeah. You just talk to a cokehead that's just doing lines and just hanging out. Deep, deep conversations. Starting, that, we're going to start a business together. Well, things they might nev- never tell you sober. Personal things that yeah. they need to get off their chest that sober they can't say, and then they say it. And you're like, damn, all right, cool, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Like, I didn't realize that. And then sober, like, I can't believe I told you that. Well, it lowers your inhibitions, right? Or makes you feel confident to, yeah, to it's come out like, and say something. But aside from, but it's not bad. No. But this can do the same thing. I think yeah. the end result, this has more of a, a meth or like angel dust, as you were saying, this is under the same guidelines, but we can have a little bit more of it than you can have. You can't have a little bit of angel dust and be okay. I don't yeah, but you can least. have a lot of weed and be okay. Yeah. And that's illegal. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm with you. It's just a weird, and I didn't, because I didn't I learn like, that till growing up and yeah. seeing my dad, my dad's an alcoholic, like pretty bad. Uh, he's better now, but growing, my parents are divorced due to it. Like He lost his license. They no. lost their house, like the whole deal. So he's actually never had a license for the last over a decade. 15 years. A driving license, right? Yeah. But, uh, so I got to see that. And then I got to see, like, my friends that smoke a lot of weed were, like, you know, some people that do mushrooms and stuff. And I'm like, wait, like, that's not bad at all. Like, that guy just hangs out at home and eats Funyuns and plays video games. He's not bothering it. He's doing, he buys his weed with his own money from his job that he goes to every day. And then he comes home and just sits on the couch. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, he's not driving his car up a telephone pole. He's not falling asleep. He's not killing some family. Like, what is, I don't, I can't grasp it. It's interesting. I think, um, I'm thinking of a much bigger picture that you just made me think of. So, the first time I ever heard this analogy was with the Berlin Wall. I'm like, why, why was the Berlin Wall even able to go up? And why was it up for so long? And then when it was torn down. And I think it takes a generation to come up that didn't see the cause or the reason behind something to then question it. So we are so far removed from the, um, what you would call it, like the laws that were placed against marijuana. That was 71? That, I mean, well, no, this goes all the way back to like foundation of the country where like some of the first laws that were... But those guys drew hemp and stuff. But weed has been under fire for a very long time. Okay, um, and it was always something political. Or so you're talking before Nancy Reagan. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, looking at it now, like to where the war on drugs. Let's go to that. That that's actually a good good place to start. All these people that were born after that, we know of the war on drugs and this and that, but we weren't around to see like the crack em- epidemic, right? So Caused we by just, the CIA. <laughs> so we just see this Berlin Wall. I often will. Use the Berlin Wall because it's the same thing. You see this generation comes up and they see this wall and they say, well, why is this in place? It's like, well, it's always been like that. Well, why? It's like, well, you can't ask that. Where they give you these examples and it's like, well, some of that, if we look back into it, it's like some of this doesn't add up. 
you know, I think marijuana is one of those things where we're, we now have a generation that is experiencing it and it's become so normalized. We're like, this is weird. Why is this illegal? It's crazy. And now we're starting to see that wall be torn down. Yeah. And I'm, I'm waiting for the political side of that with this insane left leaning country that we're living in as far as the establishments. And I'm waiting for this next generation to come up. And my, my big hope for them is that they will look at this government and say, why is this wall here? Not to destroy the government, but why are these walls in place? This doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of fact. Hey, I listen to this guy. This guy had some really good points. This guy had some really good points. And that guy had some points. Why are we shutting these people out? And I hope that they they have enough within them, you know, if enough isn't sucked out of them in their youth, to start breaking down that wall. So, And look on the other side. A little bit of a devil's avocado of that is what if... The reason that there's these laws has absolutely nothing to do with the product and is all about control. Well, that's what I mean. So like that's, at any given yeah. point, from the way I understand it, at any given point, any president can literally be sitting down just as you and I are and just go, yeah, weed's legal now. You're going to legalize that. And the next day, the paperwork can be filled and it's just legal. Like there's not like a rule that has to, like he doesn't have to do nothing for the most part. He just has to say it. Why hasn't anyone said it? power well you have control over the population as long as any law is control there's there's a lot of the population that still is against these things is there because as far as i know i would think so from the last polls i've seen majority of people are well they're shifting rapidly now because of how readily available it is and it's becoming normalized but but you've had trump and them guys that are like yeah like whatever we don't care trump is very against substance abuse He, he is but he's not outwardly like um i want it all illegalized. I don't think he talks about it much, but he brought, he's dude, mentioned his brother who was an alcoholic and died of it, right? But that's alcoholism. But he looks at it all the same. But he also got rappers out of prison who are known but for their drug use But that shows what he stuff. focuses on, though. But Exactly. That's what you, I mean, though. You know what I mean? Exactly. But he was focusing on the individual. Yeah. I, I mean, I still am a little confused about that, but I do like that he's, you know, what's his name? Um... ASAP Rocky, right? Is that who he got out? Maybe. There was another one that did the panda, 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 panda. Uh, I don't know. I, did I'm, that song. Design? No. I don't know that any. That was designer did that song. I don't know any rap names. I know ASAP Rocky. I'm picturing it. the guy because he's a chubby dude and I like hearing him talk. He's funny. Anyway, Kodak Black. Okay. Yes. That is. Kodak yes. Because he is he is on the Trump train probably for the rest of his life now. Yeah, but it's just some I of that's just so weird. Like, is it is it illegal because it's bad and dangerous or is it illegal because it's a power manipulator where well, you own... Yeah. And it, it sounds terrible. You own the black community. Even though that's not who's using weed, you own them because you have so many of them already nailed for this, and you just have them. Generationally, you've had these people in prison over and over and over and over and over and over for weed. Like, that's control. That's why I think when it becomes legal, those people need to have a path to freedom. The probably... But what ha- so when it be- so alcohol, which I- I'm really curious to see what takes place with weed when it becomes legal, and I have heard that this is take already taking place. It becomes legal and they overtax it. Alcohol, they found the happy medium where we aren't really making it ourselves. Most people, like I've made it, different versions, mm-hmm. just for fun, just so I know how to do it. So if the world ever ends, I can still get drunk. But like weed, if you they they tax it, overtax it. And then it becomes cheaper on the black market. Yeah. And then you defeat the purpose of legalizing it because you taxed it so high that now the guy on the corner has to sell it again. There's a way out. 
It's just like... There's a way out. Delaware did it. What they do? You allow people to grow it themselves. And then why would you go to that guy that you don't trust? Here's well, listen, why. Here's why. Well, you, for meat. Meat is now taken care of by a but lot of meat, other people. But strains. So I have enough friends that smoke weed that are really white that I get to hear about it a lot. And that the strains and the soil, and there's a lot more that could... I guess maybe that's just like a... And it sounds kind of racist, but I'm white, so I can say like a white people thing. Like a, a rich white people thing now. Like white kid thing of like, oh, this strain does this to me. And yeah, this strain does very this. Hip. Yeah, and I, I don't know if there's a lot of truth behind it or if it's a lot of mental stuff. No, there's there's truth behind it. So growing, sure. it, growing it yourself, does that really help you? I mean, if you're growing it in Delaware, can you get the same stuff that they grow in Panama? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, in why your yard, you? though, without a hydroponic setup and stuff? You get a setup. Yeah. They um I, even if they overtax it, I mean think about what you're think about what you're not having to go do. You know, a lot of people listening here that smoke weed, I mean, remember what it was like when we were kids. Like I don't know, did you when you were younger? Okay. Nah. When I was a kid, we'd have to go to Camden. We'd take a bus or we would have to go to some shady area in town and we got robbed a lot. See, yeah, we never had, so a, I never bought it, but I have friends that I've had friends yeah. that have done every spectrum of the drug thing i've not been there for all of it but i've they're either my best friend now which mm-hmm. is heroin acts i got to hear it all where i was there for some, we never had to do any of that except for one time i was in a car with someone who tricked us into driving them down to chester for coke though but for weed i don't know if it's where we grew up but all of my friends got it well we so did it for Pencrest. larger amounts i went to Pencrest. we did it for larger amounts so, so i mean there's all different kinds i it's just there was a lot of dangerous situations that i put myself in to go yeah. get Something as simple as weed, or even like, like I know you know, heroin's like that. It's just it's it's you're was dealing that with how CD, weed was back then? You're kind dealing of? with CD people. Yeah, you're dealing with somebody that is a criminal. Whether you believe what they're doing is wrong or not, they are labeled a criminal, so they do have a criminal mindset. They will, they do not respect the law. They have nothing to lose. Exactly. So, a lot of times, somebody isn't just selling weed. Like I'm sure there's plenty of those people out there, but it just there is a lot of shadiness that will disappear. So even that random guy that's going to sell drugs on the side, he's not going to be, you know, worrying about shooting up some other guy that's taking his corner. There's not the, 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 the like violent aspect of it. Yeah, will go away. And yeah, you'll have some guy who's like, oh, hey man, I just came back from California. I got this big, you know, thing, whatever. Or, or he sells it in a smaller amount at a at a smaller price. Sure, but that's not going to disrupt the government's uh, operation. The government will still be making a ton of money. And yeah, they might crack down on that guy, but it'll probably be more of a slap on a wrist yeah. or a fine or a confiscation. Something kind of wild actually that you just said was talking about having to go to the city and get weed and get robbed and stuff. So my friend that was a heroin addict, I've, him and I spent a lot of time together. Um, actually we were laughing about it not that long ago cause we offshore fish together. So there's times where we spent 300 hours just in the summer, just together, just all the time. Uh, so we talk about everything or, you know, driving trucks to or from hunting trips. And we just talk. That was one thing he's pretty much told me he was never worried about was getting robbed or mugged or anything. Because when he went down to the city, he was an ATM machine to them. Hmm. He was coming back next week. He was coming back the next week. He was coming back the next week until he was dead. He was coming back and paying them. And he said yes. they would not bother him. Because they knew if they bothered him, the guy that he was buying off of was pissed because you just robbed his guy. That's very, yeah. A substance like that. that he said makes it was actually safe. Yeah. If you were one of their people that they knew, you were kind of like safe. Now, I had to go down there with an ex girlfriend to drop stuff off to some guy that she was in a relationship with. If that's where he wanted to meet her, whatever. 
And my buddy was like, do you have your gun? Don't get out of the car. It's raining. And I'm like, dude, you told me it's cool. He's like, no, no. You aren't buying drugs. You are unknown. You are a problem. He's like, that's different. It's just weird. Like no, hearing, that, make, that makes sense. That's, yeah, it's that's hearing you say about the weed and then listen to that. Like that you would think would be a much more violent thing, but he said it wasn't. And I've never really experienced, like when I say robbed, I'm talking like you hand the money, it's like, all right, now get out of here. Oh, okay. Not like robbed like at gunpoint or anything. I've had that situation, but what I'm, the majority of people are probably just getting ripped off or maybe somebody threatens. Maybe they do have a gun. Maybe they flash their gun. In general, though, I'm just saying... Like, I don't say I'm selling you nothing, man. What are you talking about? The guy that's going to go against, like, avocados or what? You can... Or the best during the season, you can get them for, like, two for a dollar, right? Who's uh, going to who's gonna go start a hustle to sell them for, you know... 75 cents. Two and a half yeah. for a dollar. Not even... Yeah. Like, it's like, why? You know, the, the, you're going to basically take a lot of the profit out of it. There's not going to be enough for a ton of people to be doing that. You're going to have a guy here and there that you has You know the it. sad part is? We're having this conversation as two guys that are anti-government, and you're defending the taxation of it, and I'm still like, ah, we shouldn't tax it at all. But we both see the same point at the end of it. That's kind of I don't cool. like the taxing of it. But, you're, but, but, if it's but a you path, know that will make it legal. It's a path to freedom. Which is a cool conversation mm-hmm. to have of two completely opposing views. But yeah, but yeah I, I completely I understand that's going to... Like alcohol. However, that's a constitutional right, which most people don't realize, 21st Amendment. Mm-hmm. Now, if I found a guy that made something that I liked, like this monkey shoulder, like on, on the low, I'd rather go to that because I, I would love to support the guy so and get it. So that's like me with milk. You know what I mean? I Like the wine, I see that they sell those big Italian jugs of wine mm-hmm. for like, what is it, like 15 bucks? I'm not spending that. I'm paying $30 to my guy to get his wine that his family makes. Which generally, it ends it. up being cheaper than the stuff at the store, like the milk I buy. It's well, it's a better quality, and I get a lot more. Yes. So I guess that was a bad example of that. Well, this one's mil- more expensive. My, you just think milk or meat? Yeah. So like, I get milk from that. Um, is this Amish guy named Amos Fisher? Of course, it's Amos. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. He puts it in a thing out in front of his house. It's cheaper than the milk from Wawa or Acme or Giant, and it's not stepped on. Hmm. How? How? How am I getting better milk for less money? That's the kind not of st- passing through a ton of hands that are all trying to because people work need, a profit. that's the stuff people don't think about. But yeah. that's the kind of the same drug thing. What else is going on with someone? That's the other question I wonder. What else is the government involved in with that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't want you to do drugs, and now all of a sudden they're letting you buy drugs from them. Well, I think the remember other when thing the government remember when the CIA well, did that with crack? I'm pretty sure all the drugs we get are from the government. That's oh, yeah. my thought. <laughs> it's Unless just you grew it, now they're going to have they're going to have pop up stands. Yeah, they're going to have state stores. Uh, as opposed to having other people from other countries bordering us do it for them, yeah. um, dude, it's a me- we live in a mess. It we really live in a is. Mess. I-, I heard some guy who was really high up. I can't remember. It was some YouTube video. I remember looking the guy up. He was like a used to work for, I think it was a CIA. Anyway, the the thing that spooked me out of all the crap he was saying, I, I was like, eh, I heard that there, heard this. Who knows if that's true? But he said something that really blew my mind. He said the world, if you saw what was really going on, people would lose their minds. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. And I was like, well, that was so open-ended. And I think it was intentional because a lot of the stuff he was talking about was how people for the presidency are picked out. People for this are picked out the way this is operating. And then when he said, it's not how you, it was like, it was all encompassing the whole thing as if this is all orchestrated and that what would it really take? We live in a sim world. To rock this boat. We do live in a sim world sometimes. It feels like that a lot. Anyway. It really does. Or, or you, you just got a question. You're just like, huh. But that I, I fully believe what that guy said. It spooked me more than anything. 
just to think like everything we're fighting for. Even on a small scale, like I bring this up to my my cousin's husband. I talk a lot, of, and he's from Schuylkill County. He's a little little more laid back, less educated because he doesn't need it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like you talk about stuff, and I'm like, dude, you're focused on the wrong. You're focused on what they're telling you to focus on instead of looking at this other thing that's mm-hmm. happening. And he's like, oh well, yeah, but this thing's so bad. I'm like, no, it's not. They just want you to think it's so bad so that this other thing, like this thing, can be taking place. Yeah, like, where we're up, all look watching. Over look over we're here. all watching this train spill, yeah. while at the same time, his Hunter Biden's lawyers are now suing the the laptop guy for the laptop that doesn't exist for releasing data off of a laptop that doesn't exist. And it's like, well, why is that not on the news? That was on the news when the laptop didn't exist. You were blasting us on social media. This is fake. This is Russian. This is false. This is false flag. Da, da, da. Well, then why are you taking people to court over documents that don't exist? It's like, why is that on the news? Well, everyone's paying attention no higher right now. There was something that, you know, your favorite guy, Rogan, talked about. I think it was Rogan. Or maybe a, a guest was talking about this um, this thing. They have a name for it, but it's the way the mind works. And they were the example they used was... Um, all right, say you're say you're a butcher, and you're reading a newspaper, you know the New York Times, and they write an article. You're reading, you read like five articles, all about. You read one about foreign affairs, you read one about the stocks, you read one about some some crime in your area, and then they have a, a an article on um, something to do with butchers, and you read it, and you're like, you you have a lot of knowledge on this matter, and you read it, and you say, well, that's not correct, or this what what is going on here? And you're like that article was stupid. And then you turn the page and you read now something else about nuclear, right? Nuclear war or nuclear power. And now you just automatically assume that everything here is correct. But if you had knowledge on all these different things, you would see the holes punched in all of it. But it's like this, this just like the way the mind works, where it's like we, we focus on something and then we so quickly forget it, that we're able to be duped over and over and over. I mean, who knows how much, I mean, I would say that you and I are pretty outside of the box or we are woke in the in the term of like we've we've been was it red pilled or black pilled yeah, I, I don't even know what all those mean anymore. Basically we, we don't trust everything and we, we see that the picture's bigger than what we're shown. Even us are susceptible to all different things and BS. And it's like I often wonder like how much am I being bullshitted that I'm not even catching, even though I'm always looking for it. So that's, that's my drive to read the news. Because of how our mind works. I want to read all the news all the time. For that particular reason. To find the conflict? No, because I want to be able to read it and and then when I read another topic, be like, wait, that's, a, that's not right. This is not what you said six months ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or, or learn enough about a topic that when I read an article on that topic, I can be like, doesn't pass the smell test. I don't know exactly what's wrong, but just off of the, off. The, the, the primary stuff I know about this topic, something here doesn't make sense. Now, I might not be able to sit down with an expert on that topic and be like, this, 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 and this, but I could sit down and be like, hey, man, this doesn't make sense right here. Can you explain it to me? I do it at work all the time with guys at work. Like, hey, you want me to do this on this project? I don't quite understand why. I need it explained. Hmm. And make them, I knew it wasn't right, but I didn't know why it wasn't right. And I try, that's kind of like where I put my education level on a lot of stuff is like just trying to learn enough that I understand it to the point where I can call it out that, hey, this doesn't seem right. and But nowadays, the big thing is, well, what's wrong with it? Well, I don't know. Well, then you don't know anything. And it's like, no, I know enough to know that something's wrong. I just want to talk. It comes back to what we've been saying. We're not allowed to question it. Hmm. When you do question it, well, you need to know the answer. That, no, that's why I'm asking the question. 
I don't know the answer. Pretty soon we'll have Nora links. We'll have the answers immediately. Yeah, if he doesn't, you know, go broke from Twitter. Yeah. I, and that's actually, a. have been following it because of that. He took a huge gamble. I'm actually a little nervous for him, for, for Elon. I, I don't have any worry for him because just knowing that Tesla ran in the red for so long and he had never showed any fear or worry. Like, he just, know, the guy just knows. He just has, like, the vision of, like, this is where I'm going. No one's going to stop me from getting here. Mm. And he's going there. I just want him to succeed in everything he does. The thing that I think is hilarious, people are like, he's never done anything in his life. He just finds these people that do stuff. That is doing something. That was why I felt comfortable voting for Trump. That's like my biggest thing. I didn't think thing. Trump could fix the issues. <laughs> That's my biggest thing with Wes. I mean, with Wes, wrong, with but... Wes Potter. Yeah. Wes's biggest thing, and he can listen to this, and I've said this to him before, his biggest thing is there's things he's bad at. He is good at team building. It doesn't matter if you're the worst at every task your team does. If you're a good team builder, you are the best. Like that makes you the the good guy. Mm. That makes you intelligent. No matter what other issues you have with someone, they can build a good team. What does it matter what that guy can do? That's his skill. Mm. His skill's team building. You know what I mean? Like that's Musk yeah. Musk is very smart, but his skill is having an idea and then being like, who can complete my idea? I want you. And I want you, and I want you. Oh, you don't like this? See ya. You don't like this? See ya. You're not part of the crew. And he builds these teams. He's just amazing at it. And people can try to take that from him, but you can't. Mm. Like, yeah, he didn't build a rocket. Okay. But he built a team that built a rocket. I just look at the stuff he's doing and the stuff he's getting approval and financed for. I'm like, there's something. Like, how can you think that when this man is being backed by all these powerful people who care about their bottom dollar more than anything? That's the... All... Everything, Why are they backing him? Everything revolves around green. Yeah. Every every move the leftists make, all of it's about money. And the people with the most of it are, are backing this charge, man. And they believe him. him. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Twitter. I didn't realize until later. It wasn't even talked about. Some Saudi prince was one of his biggest backers. Yeah, people think he bought that. Yeah. He didn't buy that. But that guy put in an insane amount of money yeah, but he into, had, a, into one man. Yes. Because of his trust in his ability to get things done. And it may, it kind of, you have to kind of wonder like, are these people silently out there knowing shit is fucked up? And this crazy South African guy, which he's an African American, let's not forget, <laughs> we are yeah. talking about a true blooded yeah. African American citizen. Mm -hmm. Can't take that from the man either possible if you do your races but people like he just he just has this vision and people believe him and they trust him and he doesn't he doesn't back down either he's just like nah that's some of the stuff i'm that's going bald my, nah i'm yeah. growing hair back that's some of my trust I, I, that i've built in him is based on his inability to just um fall in lockstep that's what i liked about trump and i'm like ah, there's something about this guy i might not agree with a lot of the things but as far as you could trust somebody that you've never met and on that scale, that man has earned a lot from me. Listen, if I, I had, had a whole bunch of money and you were like, hey, you have to invest the money. Gun to head, you must invest this money. Must In something. It's going to be musk. musk. <laughs> I'm going to musk up with my money and no, put it in the... Now, now, it might I'm not be you. a short-term gain, but over 30 years, when I'm 60-some years old, I don't have to worry about... It's like some Forrest Gump investing in the, the fruit company. Yep. Like that's where that guy is. He's just, but how can how can anyone not like him? 
Well, he doesn't speak their language. I don't know that I want to hang out with him. He doesn't tell that. Well, he's probably a weirdo. (laughs) I I tried to listen to the Rogan podcast with him. I made it about 10 minutes in. I was was like, either you're so smart that Joe can't talk to you, or you have some sort of autistic thing that Joe can't talk to you. Yeah. Which is... One of the things I noticed with him, and I noticed in a lot of speakers or, or preachers that I really admire, and it's the ability to not feel the need to rush into an answer. And I admire Confidence. that so much. Like, he just will sit there and, hmm, I'll have to think about that. Confidence. And there's just silence on the biggest podcast in the world. Hey, you know what? I don't know. And it, I'm like, wait a minute. What? That's amazing. Who well, does that? So I, I read this, <laughs> or read it or saw it the other day about confidence. And it was like, uh, being confident is not walking into a room and needing everyone to look at you. It's walking into a room and not caring who looks at you. Mm. And I feel like he has that, where he, the reason he can take that pause is, he doesn't care that you think that. He doesn't care that you're like, why is that guy taking a pause? He's just like, oh, yeah, let me think about this before I answer anything because I'm the best. Mm. Like Trump. That's his thing. Mm, whatever. And he he's, he's, the opposite. he's like right off the cuff. Yeah, nonsense. but he gives a you lot a true answer. He just yeah. gives you a true... But that's where a lot of people look at it and say he's just BSing all the time because the man just, he's just slippery tongue, right? I, I, I think his issue is more slippery fingers. I think we could have kept him off the internet. He would have done better, I but so. that the same reason I like Musk is why I like Trump as president, but not necessarily as a person. Musk yeah. as a person's an asshole. I bet you. Just I what imagine. I've seen, he seems it, and then in person, I would assume, and I would assume Trump's probably very similar. If you threaten him, you know what I mean. He's probably really nice if he thinks he's above you, mm-hmm. but the second someone like you or I walks in who just doesn't give a shit, yeah. he's not gonna like us. They're not the type of people to fold. They don't. I feel like they don't like. They need, they're the alphas. That's yeah. That's I mean. They're not going to fold. But then you put someone like me in the room with them or you, where we're also not going to do that. And I don't care that you're the president of the United States. What the fuck do I care that you're the president of the United States? Either have a conversation with me or you're a loser. Like we're either going to talk about it or you can't do it. Like it's one or the other. I don't care. I think if you put someone like that in the room with them, that's when you start to get the issues. Mm-hmm. Where they start to get like all flighty and give like when those reporters ask him questions where. They kind of got him. Is when you get those crazy answers where you're like, "Whoa, bro, why did you say that?" I don't know. It's just weird, weird stuff with him. Where Musk, like you said, does that pause and. Well, I actually don't know about that, Joe. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, "What are you he, doing?" Yeah, he doesn't need to have an answer to prove yeah. something to anybody. He just, if he knows, he knows. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'll, th- I'll think about that. Yeah. You're like, all right, cool. There's a famous uh, video that's amazing. He is giving a tour with a famous YouTuber, and he's describing something to do with the way the rockets will use thrust or heat to to then... Like, he was multi-using, using something for multiple uses, right? Okay. Something that has to happen. How can we harness this energy and, or, you know... Like, he was changing thermody- thermodynamics, basically. The laws of thermodynamics <laughs> he was using against themselves. So, well, he was doing... Yeah, he was using something like that, like not letting anything go to waste, mm-hmm. right? And the interviewer, who's a, just a YouTuber, goes, oh, have you thought about doing that with the um, ignition thrusters or whatever it was? And he goes, huh. And there's like a long pause. And he goes, I, no, and I think we need to do that. And he goes, uh, we're going to change that. And like the man, the pride that somebody like that would have confidence. to have. That's like, confidence. He was just like, that was a great point, and we're going to look into it. And then there was like an update where he did. And it was from like some guy. Like he's just not opposed to a good idea, no matter where it comes from. So and that's the other. That's, that's I another. Love that. I, that that word will keep probably coming up for me for them. It's this the confidence have. And the other thing with that is, is not only the going into a room and not needing people to look at you, 
but it's going into a conversation and not knowing that you're right all the time, but being okay with being wrong. Yeah. And unless you can be okay with being wrong, you're not truly confident. I you're egotistical or, or cocky. I admire that a but lot. But like being able to be wrong, that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, listen, it's getting pretty cold down here and late. Yeah. We didn't get into the one thing I really wanted to talk about was religion. We, which can, do means a, we can do a you, different one. You got to come back. Um, I really enjoyed this. Your religion one, I think, will be fun. Yeah. I wanted to spend a you lot of time on a, that. Do you have a third mic? I do. Maybe we get Austin to come back. It'd be cool. Austin and I, I think going back and forth on religion would be very interesting for a lot, for people that are outside the realm. I think more like not necessarily people like you, not necessarily people like me who are like, I'm, I'm out of it. I, I can't, I, I don't feel that there's anything that could ever be said that would get me in. I don't have an issue with it. I just don't think I'd ever be in. You guys are true believers you're in. But yet Austin and I can sit down, which I don't think you see very often nowadays, and have a tr- not a non-believer, but someone who isn't. I I never bought into it, and I can sit down and have a conversation with Austin, and you, we will never bicker, we will never argue, we will never fight, we we'll never disparage each other. It's just like this flowing. Mm. Yeah, I think the key to that is not having an agenda, and so that both sides can lower their their you know can they can disarm themselves and have a true and honest conversation without feeling like somebody's going to take advantage of the fact that they disarmed i think the other part of it is, is neither of us have an agenda is good neither of us have a goal mm. like he knows that when we talk about religion i'm not going to be talked into being like hey bro can i come to church with you next weekend and i know that austin's not going to be in a conversation and go god's not real i don't believe anymore i'm not going and neither of us want that mm-hmm. we just like probably the same communication you and I'd probably have a very similar conversation. But it's just like, hey. I think it'd be fun to have all three of us on, though. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things with him is questions, which is really not, It's really relaxing for me to be like, hear something, or like, I went to a Catholic mass. Now I got to think of what it was. You'll know, if I start telling you a story, he was like, oh, yeah, and he repeated it to me. Um, a guy said that he could talk to God, and no one believed him, and then like he made fire rain down or something at some point. Dude, it was a Catholic mass I sat through, and the whole time all I could think of was you just keep asking me for money. I don't why do you keep asking me for money? I was so upset about being it's there. making me think of of Moses, but I'm not no, sure. No, no, it's two brothers, I believe. And one of them I'll ask Austin on Monday and I'll text you about it because he'll remember. I'm gonna remember this later and be really bummed at myself. I'll, I'll think <laughs> it's of it too. Good. I don't I just I don't know. But as soon as I wrote up to Austin, he's like, Oh yeah, it's this story, this story. And then I got to hear this Catholic version, and then I got to come in and talk to Austin about your guys' version, which is very different. And the same, but he was like, no. Here's nope. here's Catholic, right? You take Christianity, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you remove the relationship, and there's Catholic. Okay. And then, so I've been to... I mean, that's that's like from what my experience with conversation, going to Catholic church, like that's what I experienced. It's like, it's everything ritualistic without anything personal. It drives me nuts because that's the whole drive. That's that's it. So you, that you is actually it. my exact feel. I've been to a Lutheran service as well. Mm-hmm. So for a non-religious person, and we'll talk about it more, but yeah. I've been to a Catholic service. I've been to many funerals and weddings and stuff, but an actual Catholic Sunday service. Stand up, sit down. Stand, I didn't do any of it, but stand up, sit down. Lutheran service. Um, you know the Oppendeckers? Oppendeckers, yep. Okay, so they took me to one of theirs. Uh, you actually might. It's the same church we, I go to. Yes. So yeah. do you, you might, So you know all of them? You remember they I used for to them br- for years too. So they yeah. used to bring a lot of people with them. Do you remember a boy they used to bring named Dylan, red-haired kid? He used to come with them occasionally. He was really good friends with Theo and uh, Joseph. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Maybe if Austin kind of knew him, but so my brother used to come to church with you guys. And I've been to church with them. We did a thing with Ben Graves from Maine. Ken Graves. Ken Graves. He yes. sings? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know I know him very well. Very, very good musician. Um, we went for a thing for him one time. And, you know, we did the whole... He's awesome. to experience. Lori and Ted asked, like, hey, when my parents get divorced, can you come experience it? And I never felt strange there. Like, I have no negative feelings about going to... Like, I don't want to go back, but I have no negative feelings. The Lutheran church, I felt like the whole time they were just telling me I was a bad person. And I needed to do this to be good. Here's, yeah. And then the Catholic Church is basically like, if you don't pay us, you're a bad person. Well, here's here's my theory on it, is that the reason why I feel like the relationship with Christ has been removed for the Catholic Church is strategic. In the Christian faith, unless, I mean, some sects are, are different, but if you're looking at just strictly from the Bible, and that's what the, the pastor or the leader of the church is is teaching from, you don't look to the pastor for answers. You don't look for answers from the other staff. Now you can go to them and have that, but I'm saying like, they're not the one you go to, to find like the resolve. Now you guys don't have father, sister, right? Mm -mm. Okay. It's just, we're all studying the same book and here's a guy that has devoted his life to study a section of it and give us a teaching from it each week that we believe. And that's why we go there. That is led by God, that we believe that he is living in a way that God is speaking to him through this word. Just, But here's the difference is we can also do that too. So you see your your ministers or leaders as an equal? Oh, 100%. An equal who, just, an equal who is the person who speaks. He's not a bridge to the answer. Okay. He's just a guy on the pulpit. Okay. Any of us can do it if we did what he's doing. That's probably part of my biggest issue with... Catholic and Lutheran that's and stuff is having like this person you, you have to respect this. Why? Like we were talking about earlier, because why do you need to respect the the relationship? And they are saying in Christianity, they say, well, Christ Jesus is the bridge that bridges the gap from us to God. Mm-hmm. With Catholicism, the message that I get is we are the bridge to God, Correct. and you must cross us in order to get there. And, and how do you how go? do you cross, how do you cross them? with a toll? With the big toll. With a toll. So, yeah, that would be a fun episode. And you got to pay that toll both ways. Yeah, we can talk about, like, uh, Spotlight and Dude, I, my family's I history in the Catholic Church. hatred for the organization, not the individuals. The organization and many of the individuals so are just not blanketed. All that comes them. back to the police thing. I hate them. No, the, the Catholic no, Church as no, a whole. No, no, yeah, no. So, but that comes back to the police thing. I, I have a hatred for the organization just because I now know what the hell they did. I don't have a hatred for the individuals. Like, my boss, Chip, is a very practicing Catholic. He has no misconceptions about how I view the Catholic Church. It's kind of a weird way that I've lived my life. So far, it's worked. I'm just blatantly, rudely honest sometimes, being like, hey, man, I know you're Catholic, but I hate that shit. And you guys did some really bad stuff. And he's like, we just won't talk about it. I'm like, cool. That's cool. But you have the people that are like, nah, no way. Church never did anything bad. I got to tie them in. I don't know how people follow the Catholic Church. When you start looking at the history of it, it was all to control people that didn't have access to education. They have always made themselves the way to gain enlightenment, the way to God is through them. That's how it's always been. I mean, they used to make Look these at Islam. fake. They used to make these fake. Um, Artifacts. They, and they still would tour, use them. They would tour the country. They're and then, still doing it with them, dude. It's dis- it's disgusting. It's wild. Anyway, I'm, yeah, that's we'll, gonna be we'll crazy. Do that one on, we'll do that one on the next one. Is there anything you want to share before we before we end today? Uh, no, 
think yeah. we'll just save it and we'll talk about it next time. Right, I definitely do that. I really appreciate it. Guys that are listening, um, thank you so much. I'm glad you guys made it this far. I might break this up into two-parter, so if you listen to both, thank you for that. I don't know yet. But anyway, if you did enjoy this, I don't know where you're where you're listening or watching this, but if you're listening um, on a podcast app, please go check us out on YouTube. We're still trying to hit 1,000 subscribers. We're at 50, and we've only been doing this for three months, so that's that's awesome. Um, but we got a long road ahead. I'm hoping that it, we could do it in the next few years um, to be able to monetize and help grow and do things to help further feed this. I just want you guys to know that any money that comes into this uh, from ads or anything else like that, it all goes back into this um, to make it a better experience for everybody involved, including you. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And like I said, please go out and subscribe or share this episode on any of the social medias. That is how we've been growing is through you guys. And I just want to thank you so much, um, just especially in the past few months, we've had a a huge chunk of of growth. So anyway, uh, enough of that. Thank you guys. And I will see you next time. Deep Fried Thoughts, mmm, it's the best podcast, Deep Fried Thoughts, don't worry, we're working on a better intro.